Well, this show is for educational and uh, educational and uh, educational and entertainment purposes only. It's for check your local laws. Usually, it's twenty one and over. If uh, you're at twenty one and over, get the fuck out. It's Saturday, uh, so you should be doing something else. Other than that, I think that's it. That's about it. That's uh, D said it. Folks, if you guys are under the age of whatever the shit your local uh, rules require, for example, here it's 21, uh, please be gone with the, uh, go do something else. Go uh, watch uh, cartoons or, I don't know, uh, basketball or football or I don't even know whatever summer football, I guess, is on these days. How funny is that? Anyway, uh, come to think of it, there was supposed to be a whole football league, a whole summer football league. And guess what? Our former president actually busted it because he was greedy. I remember reading about that and I laughed so hard. Anyway, uh, ladies and gentlemen, cheers. To, uh, welcome to the show. Cheers, Gray. Cheers, Can C. Cheers, Atomic Spoon. Nice to see you guys. Uh, Welcome to the show. Uh, join me in uh, switching to live chat like I just did, folks, so you get like a less uh, filtered experience. Uh, hop on to, folks. Uh, this is a conversational show, basically. This is kind of like a virtual pub for uh, you know, your weed buddies, and that basically includes you. So hop on here, folks. Uh, we were supposed to have a guest today, but uh guest is a no-show. So honestly, that's a two-time no-show from that guest, so... I don't know. But anyway, uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, in other words, we're not going to have a guest tonight. We're going to be basically just hanging tough. Join us. Hang out. Uh, welcome to the show. Uh, we always love to see fresh faces or put a name to a face or whatever the case may be. If you guys are new, cheers, uh, John and Anand. I say, hola, bendejo. Uh, weed is in the house. Amory Bull, nice to see you, buddy. Welcome. Uh, Nathaniel Chambers, nice. Uh, first time live. Cheers, buddy. Welcome to the show. For Plants A, uh, all the way from uh, the frozen north. Cheers, my friend. Welcome, everybody. Christophe, already in the house. La puissance, my friend, la puissance. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, hit that link there. Uh, let me just pin it so that I for, don't forget to pin it a little bit later. And that way we can uh, actually, there we go, perfect, it's pinned. Password is 42420. Uh, it, it isn't a link right there, but uh, if for whatever reason it doesn't auto-complete on your phone or your tablet or whatever the case, the uh, password is always 42420. Uh, pretty much been that way since the beginning. And unless there's some specific reason, it'll pretty much always be 42420. Pardon me, so just remember, uh, whenever you're trying to log into my show, if you're like, oh, I wonder what the password is, 420, 420, that's pretty much what it is. Nice to see Zorro PB, a long time to see, my friend, it's been a little bit, uh, welcome to the show. Red pill in the house as well, my friend, what's going on, buddy? Uh, that goes for all of you folks, you guys are all welcome to, to hop on the show, we're not uh, uh, selecting here, Cannon Bus Driver, nice to see you, buddy. Uh, we'd love to hear from uh, new folks, we'd love to hear from uh, uh, old folks, we'd love to hear from everybody. Hop on up and uh, shoot the bull with us, my friends. Let's see here while we... Why can't I find it? There we go. While we get this uh, show on the road a little bit, here, let me make uh, D the moderator so that if anybody hops in, he can just let them in. Easy peasy, lemon squeezy. Then let me share the page. Oh, that's the wrong page. This is currently... What is this? Actually, this was a link from somebody from last show. We didn't get to talk about it. Tribes Left Behind by America's Marijuana Laws. We can totally talk about that a little bit later. From uh, Politico, that was a good story. Uh, lots of folks being left behind by the uh, uh, new weed laws, I guess we call them. Uh, marijuana is such a stupid name, I find. But anyway, uh, whatever name you want to call it, uh, lots of stuff to talk about. My friends, uh, take a look at Fumadoro.com. Uh, this is my website. This is the website that I put together. and uh, This is my breeding project, honestly. If you guys didn't know that uh, I do breed seeds, uh, well, here you go. Surprise! Uh, but uh, in the meantime, uh, I put the website together. I put most of the photos on. I made most of the photos, actually. I took most of the photos. Uh, there are, of course, some tester photos. I need to label them a little bit better. I hate when people don't label photos. But... Um, 
Uh, I think pretty much all those super high resolution photos, the ones you can zoom in super far, pretty much all of those are mine. Uh, but in the meantime, uh, folks, lots and lots of tester and customer photos. And hopefully, once I can finally figure out how to do it faster, I don't know, there's a stupid fucking glitch on my website, but uh, been meaning to upload a bunch of photos for Potomac Spoon and Steelbird, some great, great, great projects that they've been working on. Black Prince Ruby, Morgana, some really, really stunning uh, photos from uh, folks that are just in the chat, ladies and gentlemen, just uh, people just like you. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, by the way, I should have said, honestly, uh, before I clicked the shopping page, if you guys would like to, t- to listen to the podcast, uh, it has the same name as the other website. Okay, that's a terrible sentence. Never mind. Back out of that. That was a stupid way to say that. Uh, you could also type chronictable.com, ladies and gentlemen, if you'd like to redirect to fumadoro.com. If you don't remember one day, you're like, oh, I remember, I remember his name is Fumadoro, but I don't remember what the website is. Chronictable.com is easy to remember. Or you could also type fumesofgold.com, and those all just redirect right to the same place. Fumadoro.net, same thing. Anyway, uh, FumadoraSeedCo.com, I think they all basically redirect to the same place. Anyway, folks, uh, uh, take a look at uh, Fumadora.com. And again, uh, listen to our podcast, ChronicTable.com, over at uh, you know iTunes, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts, pretty much. Uh, take a look at uh, ChronicTable.com. You'll, you'll hear lots of uh, back episodes with Kood and uh, lots of folks on there. Uh, we had a fabulous guest uh, last week with uh, uh, Wendy and James from uh, Organic Cultivators. Those cool, those people were super cool. Uh, we've had some really great episodes, honestly. Breeder Steve, a bunch of folks have been on the show. Uh, Ms. Jill's been on, I think, twice. Uh, there's been a, a bunch of folks. Lemon Hoko's been on at least once as a guest. I think maybe, uh, maybe only once. Maybe only once as a guest. I should have him on as a guest again. Yeah. In fact, he might have shared the show. He might have actually shared the show with uh, Lady Vixen, now that I think about it. That was a long time ago. Wow, that was like a couple of years ago. Uh, we haven't even heard from uh, Lady Vixen for a while. Uh, she's a graphic designer and artist, but uh, we should probably get her back on the show too, now that I think about it. And then uh, it'd be great to get Lemon back on the show because uh, I'm a big fan of uh, all he does. Anyway, cheers, folks. Uh, what's that, D? Oh, yeah, Lemon Vocals. That's some of his genetics. He's a really yeah, nice. Super cool guy. That might yeah. be FedEx delivering some batteries. They, they promised me to deliver them at the end of the day, and sure enough, it's the end of the day, and the dog is barking. Smash and grab, ladies and gentlemen, is the easiest way to dip your toes into the water of the uh, Fumidoro genetics line. Perhaps you'd like to be a baller on a budget, or perhaps you are a baller on a budget. Perhaps you'd like to save a little bit of cash and uh, uh, you know, still uh, get some high-quality genetics. Great way to do so, ladies and gentlemen. Three five-packs for a special price. You can pick whatever you want. You can pick uh, Morgana, Lime of Rose, Black Prince Ruby, Thousand One Nights, you name it. Whatever I'm making, uh, you can uh, uh, throw that into the uh, uh, grab bag, my friends, and save a little bit of cash and get the smash and grab. If you are not a baller on a budget or rather i mean we're all on a budget to be honest but if you are basically the full-on uh that's a stupid sentence i don't know if you want to be a full-on baller let's put it that way you can take a look at actually that's the uh you know what this was actually the seated now that i think about it this is i haven't really officially talked about this i probably could have released this one i had enough seeds that i actually could have released that it. it was a queen anne's revenge cross with uh, one of the Morgana fathers, actually. And anyway, and Steelberg, a couple other folks have gotten some of these seeds, and I think quite like them. Anyway, uh, I was uh, really hush-hush about it for a while. I ended up kind of going a different direction, because I, I still want to work on a Morgana father, but I didn't like that one in the end. It was not quite what I wanted. But anyway, uh, ladies and gentlemen, it's always a work in progress. What can I tell you? But in the meantime, uh, take a look at this. This is Thousand and One Nights. You're going to be hearing a lot more from this in the future, my friends. Uh, uh, I'm a big fan of uh, this. This is basically a, a BX, you could call it, essentially with uh, the best kind of grapefruit uh, characteristics of the uh, uh, Ruby Jack, basically. That was the parental lineage and actually on this one, the maternal lineage as well. Uh, this is a picture of that Morgana right there. Here we go. 
get a new person in the chat. How awesome is that? Anyway, uh, ladies and gentlemen, this is uh, right here, honestly, is the best uh, uh, representation of the mom. I mean, this is not the mom, but she looks almost identical to the mom to uh, Black Prince Ruby. This is basically a, a, the spitting image almost of uh, Ruby Jack number seven, basically. Same kind of mottled color, definitely the same terps, the same dark coloring in the leaves, the same tendency for the leaves to kind of vampire claw. Love this freaking plant. Uh, I wish I'd kept her, but uh, what are you going to do? can't keep everything. That's uh, Sugar Tits number one. That's the, the mom to uh, Dread Persephone right there. Real nice plant, actually. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, take a look uh, at the baller pack. And uh, oh, my website is uh, lagging again. There we go. Take a look at the baller pack, my friend, and you guys, my friends, and you guys can pick anything you want. You can pick uh, Morgana, Lime River Rose, like I said, Charybdis. Uh, uh, by special request, you can ask for Gawain. Uh, Gawain is still only invitation only, or what's the expression? Um, um, Whatever you have to ask for it, basically. Uh, one of these days, there's going to be a new version of Gawain that you guys are going to not have to ask just for. Uh, it's going to be publicly available, but at the moment, the, the V1 of Gawain is still very limited. Anyway, uh, Morgana, my friends, is uh, uh, something I, I wholeheartedly recommend to uh, new customers and actually old repeat customers alike. I've gotten a couple of folks. Uh, it's really a fun thing, honestly. When you have people come back and get the same thing over again, that always is, I think, a good sign. So anyway, there's been a couple people have uh, come back and gotten more Morgana, a couple people have gotten more Lime River Rose, a couple people have gotten more Black Prince Ruby. So honestly, they probably found something pretty pretty nice in those. Uh, I hope they did. I, I sure hope they did. I, I think they must have because honestly, I'm really fond of Morgana. Lots and lots of terps in this one. You're not going to find any phenotypes. I don't think you're going to find any phenotypes that are not super terpy. Uh, at least I haven't heard of any and I certainly haven't seen any and I've grown quite a few Morganas. Uh, you're going to get quite a few, about 30%, 35%, let's say, about a third, let's call them, uh, that uh, are sour cherry. Uh, I'm, I'm really, really fond of those, to be perfectly honest. Uh, it, it's really unique. Uh, leans more to like a cherry lifesavers or like a cherry, oh shit, is it a lifesavers? I'm going to have to think about it now because I remember this candy, but now I can't think of the name. It was one of the, Oh shit, it's not a life. Maybe it is a lifesaver. It's one of the ones that comes in the roll and it's got a hole all the way in the middle. Like uh, the whole roll has a hole down the middle uh, and each each candy comes out. It looks like a lifesaver. It looks like one of the mint ones that has the hole in it. Fuck, I can't think of the name. All right, it'll come to me maybe. Anyway, uh, this one right here, ladies and gentlemen, this uh, uh, nice uh, frost monster right here. Actually, this is a really big cola, to be honest. Perhaps the, the perspective is distorted a little bit, but uh, honestly, it's about the size of a, maybe bigger, like size of like a, like a Pepsi bottle, not even a can, but like a Pepsi bottle, not a two liter, but like a, uh, what are they? The one liters, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, a uh, nice size, uh, very berry terps on that one. I really actually missed that one, to be honest. This one was the, uh, come on website. There we go. This one was the same, uh, very berry, really nice color on that. Anyway, folks, I think you guys uh, would really enjoy a five pack or 10 pack of Morgana. Take a look, my friends. I think you'll super, super enjoy it. Take a look at Lime River Rose, lots of lime terps, lime popsicles, lime candy. Uh, really, really nice, uh, cross on this one too. The the only one that I haven't had a chance to grow yet, and, and this is uh, probably the first of many, because in the future there's going to be lots of stuff, unless I get a way bigger freaking garden, uh, whole field or something one of these days, uh, uh, it's going to uh, be very difficult to grow through all the crosses that I'm working on. But it's the price you pay for uh, creating some interesting stuff, apparently. I don't know. We're going to figure it out. Maybe one day I can get a bigger field. But ladies and gentlemen, take a look at uh, Lime River Rose and... Uh, 
join the party, I guess, because uh, honestly, people are enjoying it, the ones that have had it. Uh, I'll wrap it up, my friends, with uh, Black Prince Ruby, and uh, then we'll get on the show and uh, I'll BS for I don't know, a few hours. Take a look, my friends. This is a lot of strawberry candy. Uh, I've run through quite a few of these as well. I'm really, really proud of, uh, 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 I don't know, just the creation, frankly. You know, like uh, I say, I've said before, I'll say again, that uh, any breeder should be willing to basically pull out money out of their pocket and pay cash for the, the stuff they've themselves been making. Like if the stuff is not good enough that if someone took the name tag off and you wouldn't like immediately just drop cash, it's basically a waste of everybody else's time, I think, too. Like if you're not going to pay for it, why would somebody else pay for it? And honestly, I can pretty happily report that Morgana, uh, Black Prince Ruby, a couple other ones are just honestly uh, absolutely worth the cash. I would totally just uh, pay cash for them. It's exactly what I like in weed, to be perfectly honest. But anyway, uh, ladies and gentlemen, take a look. I think you will uh, be pleased as well. It's definitely going to be something a little bit different than you're used to. Uh, definitely going to be uh, uh, different terps, different high, different everything. I think it's going to really catch you in a, uh, in a really great way. I think it's going to catch you by surprise. I can pretty much guarantee you that because just about everybody that's grown it has basically said that and pretty much everyone that smoked it the same thing. So I don't mean to be, I'm not trying to be cocky or anything else, but I'm pretty sure you're going to be happy about it, my friends. So I hope you guys will try it and uh, please let me know. Uh, take a look, my friends, just for giggles, uh, these uh, macro images of uh, up close trichomes, basically from Ruby Jack, just so you can see. Oh, come on. Here we go. One little pink trichome head. Well, maybe two pink tri trichome heads, but uh, lots and lots of magenta trichome stalks, as you can see there. My website's freaking lag it like an absolute mofo but anyway my friends i'll uh, wrap it up there use the coupon code brains b-r-a-i-n-z to save uh, a little bit of cash exactly right Dee. thank you very much and uh save yourself 14 percent off uh you could also use the coupon code uh birkin croc for 14 percent off uh what's the other one uh let's see here uh Cheese Kings, I think is also, that was from Tommy. I think that's 14% off. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, the safest way is to use Brains, B-R-A-I-N-Z for 14% off. Cheers, D. What's going on, my friend? Welcome. Hey, Pumano. What's going on, man? Cheers, buddy. What's going on, panel? I'm in the garden right now, checking out the ladies. Nice, man. Yeah, I got the two, um, two clones going that uh, Green Goddess sent me in the mail. This garlic cookies, it's growing tall. Sweet. Really quick. Pretty crazy. I'm going to turn the off. By the way, hop on, folks. I don't know why uh, we're the only ones on here tonight, but uh, apparently we're uh, holding it down. So uh, come join us, folks. Come uh, uh, BS with us. Come uh, shoot the shit. Nice looking garden, Dee. Uh, Dee, let's, uh, here, let's focus. Let's, uh, let's lower the microphone now. Why can't I? Wait a second. Am I not the host anymore? Why can't I spotlight you? I literally cannot spotlight you. Yeah, I can spotlight yourself. Maybe. Am I not the host anymore? No, I can end the meeting. You are the host. It says host, and it says I'm the co-host. You don't let me spotlight myself. That's weird. Huh. Well, there we go. Did I? No. No, I don't think so. Speaker. I don't Commands. Okay, now it's on the speaker. But that's, as soon as I start speaking, then it'll be you. What the fuck? All right, I'll just not talk. Go for it, D. All right, well, there's the Weird. It's really weird. I won't let me spotlight. Yeah, won't let me do it either. Getting pretty tall. And uh, what's the other one? Oh, yeah, Sour Diesel. Sour Diesel. These are from, if anyone knows around the uh, website, or around the channels, Green Goddess. Nice. 
Seventh of Green Goddess, Fourth of Green Goddess. Thank you very much. And they are getting this one's getting huge, like in year one post then. She has some that she's like, when are these guys gonna stop growing? And they're pretty like long and lengthy, like this. That one. one the last one. Do you know the history of that Cyrodiesel at Aldi? No, I don't. When you when you rub it, like is it sour or no? I don't know. Might be too young still. Really a new little. Oh, American one is saying you need more than two to spotlight someone. That's possibly what it is. Uh, hop on, folks. If you guys would like to see people uh, spotlight the, the, the show, you guys are welcome to hop on here and BS with us. I don't know what else to talk about, to be honest, unless you guys hop on here. Because that's pretty much what the show is. Uh, I'd really like to get the original uh, Sour Diesel. Uh, I was going to trade somebody recently for uh, Oregon, Oregon Diesel, basically. Uh, yeah. And then... Uh, I don't know. I just, I think we just changed our, our minds. Uh, yeah. I just, I, I think I changed my mind with that grow or that, uh, actually I don't remember what happened to be honest with that one, but anyway, uh, love to get Oregon diesel too. Grow it. What's that D? They didn't grow the Oregon diesel. Yeah. I forget what freaking happened. Uh, it's a couple of weeks ago. I think we just honestly stopped talking about it. A friend of mine had the, the Oregon diesel. And I was going to just gonna trade him for it. And then I think we just stopped talking about it to be honest. The Oregon diesel is nice. It's, um, NYCD, by uh blackberry kush i think let me just double check good I oh it's nice honestly yeah it's like it has like nice purple hues in it to it too mm-hmm. green and purple I'm like right on like you think my buddy there fumed me yeah, cool. yeah i was right it's uh, nycd sold by blackberry and the uh here let me just uh share the screen uh, the NYC diesel was a sour diesel by an Afghani Hawaiian. Uh, so that's probably interesting, honestly. I wonder if that was anything like, uh, Coots, uh, Pakalolo, the Afghani Hawaiian. Uh, the Blackberry itself was the black probably by Afghani. They're saying the black is, uh, Afghani by Mexican land race by green Vietnamese. What an interesting combo. Uh, and it's by an Afghani. Anyway, I love the Blackberry. Honestly, I don't, have you guys ever smoked the Blackberry Kush? Let me see if the blackberry kush is the same as uh, blackberry, to be honest. It's actually, good. blackberry kush is just tasty. Yeah. Blackberry kush, blackberry kush. Here we go. Jordan of the Islands? Maybe. I wonder. Huh. So they're saying it's blackberry kush, or sorry, uh, bubble kush by blackberry. And the blackberry is the black by Afghani. Yeah. There you go. That's pretty dope. And uh, Jordan of the Islands is the same dude that uh, Coot was talking about. He bred the uh, Ambrosia. There it is. Uh, Ambrosia is Godbud by Burmese. Wow, that's going to be fucking good. God by Hawaii by Purple Skunk. I don't know what the God is, but if you call it God, it's going to be fucking good by Burmese. Burmese is a heavy hitter. Man, he had a lot of crosses. Holy cow. Zeus. That guy's cool. The Oh God. What's the Oh God? I've never tried that. OG Kush by Godbud. That's pretty funny. That's got to be strong as fuck. Holy cow. Cow. Uh, Deep Purple Dutch Bud. Godbud. What is the Godbud? Godbud is God by Hawaii by Purple Skunk. Funny. I mean, nice crosses. No wonder Akut is a, is a fan. These are all basically like primary crosses before uh, 
Oh, let's pick something else. Blue Dank. Well, he's working with the Blueberry Line. Yeah. Purple Haze. Interesting. I've always wanted to try growing uh, a shit. Um, shit, now I can't think of his fucking name. Damn it. You're, uh, you discussed it before and it was wrong and it was right. Anyways. Mm. Great. It's all right. What do you breed, uh, D? Huh? Uh, what did he breed? Like, uh, if you can think of who the guy was, uh, what was he breeding? Uh, blueberry. Oh, DJ Short. Yeah. That's it. I remember, yes, I thought it was your buddy there. But then it was your right. Then someone said kind of was DJ Short last time. Right. That's it. Yo, do I always see that? Is something unusual? I don't know. Like, it's only two of us on the show. It's kind of bizarre. Uh, we missed that there's like a, I don't even know, is it the fucking... Are we missing a big sports game or something? Let's see here. What's going on? Uh, I don't know. Is there anybody else on uh, YouTube right now? Shit. I don't know. Something's going on, folks. Hop on if you guys would like the show go on. Otherwise, uh, I don't know. Fucking yeah. call it early and go home. <laughs> D has probably shit to do. Uh, everybody else has shit to do. I don't know. If you guys want to hop on, seriously, hop on and uh, BS with us. Nice to see Zoe and Slammer. Look at that. Wonderful. No sickness. Been hibernating, she says. Uh, there's 37 dispensaries 15 miles from you. Holy cow, Zoe. Uh, uh, someone, who the fuck was it today? I was listening on some weed stream. I don't remember. Maybe Adam Dunn or something. And they were talking about how uh, people are literally just selling weed on the street in New York right now. Like just pretty much just like selling weed on the fucking street. And I was like, that's just absolutely bizarre. It's hard to visualize somehow because people get in trouble in New York for selling like loose cigarettes and stuff. So the fact that you can just sell like loose grams, it's absolutely freaking bizarre. But I guess the cops don't know what to do. So they just, they let everyone go. Uh, nice to see OGB Max. Cheers, buddy. Uh, uh, he's got uh, 10 outdoors. Hey, nice to see you, Val. Cheers. Uh, 10 outdoors. We're allowed four. The helicopter's been making circles lately, making me nervous. That's the freaking annoying thing. Uh, I wonder, yeah, I wonder if the helicopters are looking at his garden and just, like, licking their lips, like, oh, it's almost in flower time. We could almost bust him, Jeeves. <laughs> Hopefully not. <laughs> What's going on, Val? Not Welcome. <laughs> not much. I was just playing with my Ola. With huh? what is that? It's two pots glued together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Zoe and Slammer say $5 a gram some places. Zoe, is that a good gram or is that just, like, a shitty gram? Because uh, I don't know, five five buck grams here are pretty. They're pretty low end. They're like uh, last year's outdoor stuff like that. Like a good gram is still between thirteen and eighteen dollars. I want to say. Well, there we go. You can get something decent for as little as thirteen. I think. That was nice. Yeah, we got some good deals here for uh, delivery. I can get delivery cheap. At one point, I was able to get uh, $65 ounces of cherry wow. pie. In the spot. Nice to see Miranda Family Farms. Cheers, buddy. Uh, welcome to the show. American One. Nice to see you, buddy. Uh, let's see here. I guess we can. Uh, oh, yeah. Now we can. Wait, can we spot right now? Yeah, I already did. Oh, right on. But here's the weird thing. I seem to not be able to unspotlight you. Oh, no, no, no. I can remove the spotlight. Super. I guess I have my freaking powers back. Whee. 
The uh, well, I guess you don't have to turn your phone sideways, but you could turn your phone sideways. Nice. Yeah, we're gone. American one is showing us the streets of New York. Uh, uh, streets of New York look like. Hopefully, mm-hmm. no boobies in this because uh, that'll fuck up my stream. Oh shit! I didn't share sound. All right, hold on. Let's stop that and share sound. Yeah, there you go. There we go. Is that legal, officer? I guess it is in New York now. They're like, darn voters! Club guy. Is this legit? Is that legal, officer? I guess it is in New York now. They're like, that's awesome. That's fucking wonderful. The cops are just like, I'd love to bust this guy, but we just can't. Uh, Red Bull has a technical question. Uh, hope it's not too early for that. What do we think of Xiaomi phones, uh, specifically the cameras on the MI12 Ultra about to come out? Uh, I don't apologize, uh, Red Pill. This show is basically I just bumped off a good light. This shows for pretty much whatever comes up. Like I, I've said before, this is basically a virtual cannabis uh pub, basically. So you guys are welcome to, to hop on here. Uh, I remember I got all uh, I don't know. What philosophical or something? One time I was like, "Oh, this is supposed to be kind of like a Viennese cafe." Nobody knows what fucking Viennese cafes are like, unless you're from Vienna, then you might know. But uh, I don't know. Years ago, I was in uh, Vienna for a couple of years, and I I really enjoyed the uh, uh, cafes they had there. They have a whole cafe culture that's just part of the city from way back when. Coffee coffee culture actually comes from Vienna. And um, fuck, what was I just going to look up? I can't remember what I was going to look up. Anyway. Basically, uh, oh, Xiaomi phones, that's what I was going to look up. Uh, the, the cafes there are quite a bit different in one respect, that basically they're open to essentially everybody. And um, how do I say, like, Vienna is still a fairly, like, stratified uh, society. There's a lot of, like, hoity-toity rich people and stuff. They call them shiki-mickies and stuff there. Anyway, <clears throat> a lot of, uh, like, old wealth and stuff from the old empire and stuff still. Uh, wow. But then, uh, how do I say, like, uh, a lot of students and everything else. And... Um, in this one respect, it bred a really interesting culture that uh, anybody could go and sit down at one of the tables in, in the cafe, in the cafe. Like as long as you're not dressed like a bum or something, like if it's one of the nicer cafes, you know, you should be presentable, but you don't have to wear a tie or a suit or anything. Just be presentable basically. And as soon as you sit down at that, that uh, table, once you order something, the table is yours until you leave. You could be there the entire day. You could show up at six o'clock in the morning if they open that early and close out with one coffee if you wanted to, or you could be drinking coffee the whole day. Uh, and it has just this very different, like you're not rushed basically is the point and it made uh, a lot of uh, uh discussions happen over the years famously i mean this is maybe not a good thing but uh famously lenin and uh trotsky and all those guys basically were talking like over coffee about you know communism and bolshevism and everything else in vienna before they fucked off to russia and basically uh, stirred up shit but basically the only reason they were able to do that again that might be a bad example but the only reason they were able to to come up with their great ideas is because they had a, a safe place to drink coffee and have pastries and shit and just uh, talk about philosophy and politics and whatever so i don't know like my my whole life i've kind of uh, uh, wanted to have something like that but of course we don't we don't have a physical cafe or restaurant but we have a virtual version of that folks. you can uh, you can hop by and shoot the shit and talk about xiaomi phones xiaomi what is the model again it is uh the just a moment it is the mi12 ultra let's take a look 
And of course, I misspelled it. <laughs> Xiaomi Mi12 Ultra. It's the one. Right. Yeah, buffet. Oh, 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 my. Oh, my. Xiaomi appears to be, uh, according to AndroidAuthority.com, of course, they must know everything. They appear to be pulling out all the camera stops once again. Uh, so they're saying that Xiaomi has already launched a few phones in the Xiaomi 12 series. Our sure. biggest and most expensive of the bunch has yet to land. Thankfully, we know a bit more about what to expect. Thanks to reliable insider Steve Hemmerstoffer, or Hemmerstoffer, probably related to the Hasselhofer. Uh, blah, 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 blah. They bullshit more. Interesting looking phone. Big old freaking camera notch on the back. Oh, they say it's a Leica branded. That's fun. Uh, as with last year, Xiaomi the 12 has a camera bump. It takes up one third of the phone's backside. We spot seven cutouts on the back. Da, 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 da. What do they say here? Please give me some specs, would you? It'd be nice if they just gave me specs instead of bullshit. Here we go. Specsera. So they're saying, okay, this is the 12. Yeah, this is the 12 Ultra. It's got a Snapdragon 8. I have to be honest, I don't remember which uh, which chips are the best with the Google, uh, the Androids. A decent amount of RAM. The battery's nice. The front camera's 20 megapixel. The back um, camera's 50 megapixel. Uh, 48 megapixel. Well, it looks like it has three different cameras for the main periscope, telephoto, and ultra-wide. Or at least two different cameras. Uh, uh, probably the main and then the periscope ter telephoto and uh, ultra wide, maybe share a camera. Actually, that's probably not true. Let's see here. What else do they have? Screen is really nice. 1700 nits, uh, peak brightness. It's really, really bright in the, the daytime. That's awesome. Um, I've heard a lot about these Xiaomi's, actually. I don't know anyone that has one. Uh, pretty much everyone that I know, weirdly enough, has Samsungs or iPhones. That's about it. Um, yeah, mostly iPhones, to be honest, but then, you know, Samsungs. I guess Portland's mostly an iPhone city. But let's look at the, the video specs here. Front camera, full HD. That's nice. Let's see here. The back camera was... So let's see here, panorama mode, that's fun. Okay, 8K at 24 frames per second with HDR10, 4K at 30 uh, or 60 frames, that's wonderful. 8K will basically suck up all the, the recordings, like all the space in your, your phone, so it's really impractical. Plus you really have almost nowhere to show 8K, uh, so it becomes, a, it's, it's a little bit of a, it's not useless, but it's kind of useless these days. It's a little bit useless. So even if you have like a like an R5 or something, or you know some of the new Sony's and stuff that have these 8K capable uh, features, you kind of are stuck. Like nobody else has 8K camera. Like nobody has 8K TVs. Uh, there are 8K TVs, but they're horrifically expensive and hard to get. And nobody has even 8K monitors, honestly. So you can't even really monitor the whole image. You have to downscale it. It's just a fucking instant circus, basically. But point being that it's kind of cool to have. Uh, 4K 30 and 60 is way more useful. Of course, 1080p is uh, super useful. They have slow motion, which is super cool. Uh, I guess the question is how they do their slow motion, because sometimes the slow motion really uh, crops in, so it might be garbage. But they have stabilization on there. That's awesome. Um, I'm kind of just giving general opinions here because I don't have any uh, direct, appearance or direct experience with them. But they're going to have the same image process that Android has, as long as they have the most modern uh, operating system. Um, yeah, what else? There's not any gimmicks in this one. This seems okay. I don't know, like, uh, 
I don't know too much about it. I'm not giving a super expert opinion, but it seems all right. Honestly, uh, it's not one of these like the, the cameras that say uh, or the phones that say 100 megapixel. Blah, blah, blah. It's, it's not an actual 100 megapixel image. It's not going to be like it's not going to be nearly as good as you think it is. You know, it's going to be basically a 12 megapixel, 20 megapixel image, but it's going to use this amazing 100 megapixel sensor to downsample, which is a good thing. But it's not like shit your pants amazing. So this one, I think it's it's uh, they're not they're not using the crazy uh, marketing wank. Probably nice, honestly. Probably a little bit nicer, <clears throat> a little bit nicer camera than than uh, uh, at least my iPhone. I don't know, maybe the new iPhone has a little bit better camera. But what's the price? Fuck, it's expensive. Holy shit balls! People talk about how the iPhone is expensive. Look at this. Uh, the well, okay, that's the full price. Who knows what the actual price is? But they're saying it's expected to be uh, eleven hundred dollars. Uh, twelve gig RAM and uh, Jesus Christ, twelve gigs RAM and two hundred fifty-six gigabyte storage is going to be thirteen hundred dollars. That's a bit much. I think that's more than the iPhone. People always complain about iPhones. Here, let's take a look. Uh, people always complain about iPhones, but actually, the the iPhones have stayed the same price for quite a while. It's not to say that they're not overpriced. Don't get me wrong. I, I think yeah ridiculous to spend thousand bucks or whatever on a phone yep. but still uh yep okay from so let's see here what's the story here we have iphone 13 pro well what's the difference between the pro and the pro max okay here we go All right, nothing really in terms of the data, so I guess we're just going to go with the Pro to make it more like the Xiaomi. We'll do Alpine Green, and we'll do 256. Did they say how much RAM is in here? They actually did not, so I bet you they have less RAM in this phone, to be honest. But they have 256 gigabytes of storage. What's the price of this thing now? From $1,100. So it's a bit oh. less, quite a bit less, honestly, than that Xiaomi. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't pay eleven hundred dollars for a phone. Fuck that. It's kind of nuts, D. I have to be honest. I mean, my my phone is. Uh, I paid about a thousand bucks, I think, for mine. I think I paid. In fact, I think I paid. No, I got like a hundred bucks off. Weirdly enough, so I think I paid like nine hundred bucks uh, for this phone, which is still a crazy amount of uh, money. But yeah. I mean, it's literally like my constant companion. I have it with me, fucking everywhere. Um, can do anything with it. Now there's like a measure. I mean, Android has measuring apps too. You can measure stuff. You can, uh, uh, how do I say this? Uh, not to mention uh, pictures and video is super useful for me. Um, I don't know. I don't like the idea of paying a thousand bucks for a phone, but once you pay for it, I have to be honest, it's been a great phone. Like actually, this is probably my favorite iPhone that I've ever had. I've had a few, I don't know, four or mm. five or something. This one has been really killer. Like, honestly, really, really nice. Uh, it's the 12 Pro Max, I think. So it's now uh, outdated by a little over a year. So like the new 14 is going to come out or whatever. I might not even buy the 14. I definitely didn't buy the 13. And I may not even buy the 14 unless there's some really crazy new stuff because my phone works fine still. And it has 4K video, which is awesome. It's stabilized. Like, I really have no complaints. I, one complaint is the battery is surprisingly not good, not as good as I would like it to be. So how do I say this? Like, um, I think my last phone, I almost never had to charge it until the battery got old and I had to charge it all the time. But this one, I have almost always had to kind of keep my eye on it because for some reason, there's always a little bit of an excuse that it's not quite 
I haven't ever run out really, but uh, I've come uh, close a couple times, I guess, because I use my phone all the time, but still. What are we looking at? This is being diesel. Oh, right on. We're going diesel. Nice, man. I need to pick that up. I need to, I need to get that one of these days. Yeah. Zoe and Slammer's talking about a thousand bucks for phone. It is honestly nuts when you think about it. Like it's a thousand bucks for this device. Fucking drop whatever else. Like we've started to accept this stuff just because for example, like everyone that I know has a smartphone, you know what I mean? Like everyone, you know, that you can see an outline in their pocket or whatever, like their back pocket or something. And it's always this gigantic phablet, you know, like it's all these gigantic phones. Now oh, we just lose D here for a second. Anyway, uh, uh, yeah, everyone here has them. Like uh, um, old people, young people. I've seen kids that have freaking smartphones. It blows my mind a little bit. I'm like, what are you guys doing? Checking your stocks or something? They're probably just checking Facebook, but even still, I don't know. It is weird, though. It is honestly weird. Zoom's Lambert saying, still on my computer, we'll be here uh, on my computer at the end. <laughs> they're different things, you know, they're different tools. I get it. It's, uh, but I totally get people not buying them. You know what I mean? Like if you didn't use it or if you didn't have a lot of use for it, I, I completely understand not spending a thousand bucks for a freaking phablet. Like there are a lot of times, honestly, I would like to not carry around this gigantic freaking brick. You know what I mean? Like how do I say it with women? You, I mean, you have uh, a purse or whatever else, but this freaking monstrosity, here we D again, this freaking monstrosity, I mean, what kind of, yeah, exactly. Like what kind of pocket fits these, you know, these, these, uh, uh, phones, right? So you always have like a freaking pocket in your pants that sticks out. You have to remember to uh, take it out before you sit down. Girls. Pardon? Girls, we're lucky if we even have pockets. That's true. That's so true. You guys have pockets that are fit. not like real pockets or something, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's They're heavy too. So, but that's why we have to have purses, or that's why we ask the gentleman to be our purses for us. I see. That's why you have to have pockets big enough for two. And purses. Purse. It's a conspiracy. Yeah. Or did you get folks up on uh, what's that? D? Yeah, Wait, we just go get a purse. That's it. A man purse. Oh, I just saw. I don't know what took me so long, but I finally saw Deadpool two the other day, and there's a joke there about him uh, having a fanny pack, like a man purse or whatever. And it's got guns in it. It was pretty funny. Yeah. Um, honestly, I kind of like the first one better. The second one was like. A little bit morose and whatever else, a little bit goofy. I mean, they were both goofy, but uh, I don't know. The first one just had the, the sillier fun. There were some fucking hilarious parts of the second one, though, for sure. Uh, he definitely loves to teabag all of his villains. <laughs> oh, Deadpool. Uh, <clears throat> Zoe and Slammer is saying, uh, everybody lives on their phones. I get it, but I don't approve. Not for us anyways. And it makes sense. Honestly, it makes sense. But um, I, I don't know. I've... I've uh, had a phone for a long time. I found people houses on, on my phone, like, uh, uh, how do I say, like, you know, driving around, helping a person like shop for a house, like uh, looking at the MRL, M M R MLS listings, basically. Uh, you can uh, essentially find houses that are not, you know, on the like main thoroughfare or whatever, or the main, uh, uh, what's the expression I'm looking for? Not high on the lists, basically. And so like we found houses basically that were just like jewels in the rough that saved my friends thousands of fucking dollars. Um, I've ordered food on the road that saved me time and money. Well, probably not money, honestly, but uh, I don't know. There's just so many different things that you can do with these phones these days. And of course, uh, if you don't use those things, then it's basically just a waste of money kind of sitting in your pocket, you know, so it's like a thousand bucks you could have spent on something else. Um, and yeah, don't get me wrong. I don't, I don't understand why like an entire MacBook air costs like 
Well, at least mine costs less. Now they're like 1500 bucks, but mine, I think was like $900 or 800 bucks. Entire fucking computer costs $800 and a phone costs a thousand. It's a little bit bizarre. I mean, I understand the phone is smaller and everything else, but it's still a little bit bizarre, especially when it has like the same microchip and everything else. You know what I mean? Like, cause I can't, uh, I can't swear the 12 max is the M one chip, but the 13, I think has the same chip basically as the MacBook air or MacBook pro maybe regardless. Uh, it shouldn't end up costing more just to put it in the fucking phone. But I don't know. Whatever. I guess I'm bitching. Yeah. What's going on? Uh, Robert Greenfingers. Nice to see you, buddy. Cheers. Nice to see you. Uh, who else here? Zorro says uh, me neither. Basically, it looks like me neither on the phone. I get it. You know what I mean? I get it. If you, Especially if you live, uh, Zorro lives in a, a nice tropical place. Uh, in the, the, what do you call that? Still the Caribbean? Maybe. Uh, but Central America, beautiful, beautiful place. You know, I can imagine it's, it's so, first of all, down there, the, the time is very different, you know, like Tico time and stuff like, yeah, I can imagine the whole culture is different enough that you maybe just you wouldn't even really need a phone. You know, like people show up 15, 20 minutes late. It's really not a big deal. People show up an hour late. It's really not a problem. You have to either say like two o'clock American time or two o'clock like uh, Tico time. <laughs> and then basically people are like, oh, okay, two o'clock. All right, fine. We'll show up at 2.15. We'll be, we'll be sort of on time. Or if it's just like Tico time, it's like oh, 4.15, 4.30, whatever. Um, who else in here? That's true too, though. We just says most have their heads down on their phones, oblivious of their surroundings. That's absolutely true. You go into a, a, a like a like a doctor's office or whatever. Everybody has their their hands their their heads in their uh, phone, just mindlessly uh, scrolling stupid shit. And that's also part of it. Like a lot of people don't really they're not reading War and Peace. They're just scrolling stupid mindless shit. So that itself is kind of probably not a good thing. It's like basically paying to uh, paying a thousand bucks to have a mobile television. Which, you know, people mostly don't have a very high opinion of television. So it's like, you know, paying a thousand bucks to rot your brain on the go. But uh, still, you don't have to, man. You can you can read Bulgakov. <laughs> you can read fucking War and Peace. You can read whatever you want. You can read, uh, I don't even know. Read that reading list the Organic Cultivators had on their uh, uh, website with the uh, One Tree Revolution and what else? Uh, what a plant knows, all those things. Read books. Folks, hop on here. Uh, come bullshit with us and, uh, I don't know, talk about what's in your garden or what's in your grow. I'm just about to smoke. What is this? Okay, oh, this is a Larfi Cola of uh, Kaffir Lime. This is going to be real nice. I was thinking this is going to be something else, but it's going to be a little wispy uh, Larfi Cola of, uh, I guess the whole thing is about Larfi, but the bottom was. Uh, I'm really a big fan of this Kaffir Lime. Really, really nice uh, flavors on it. It's a really good hash, too. Uh, I've heard folks say that the lime doesn't transfer in you know, whatever. their strains they have that have lime don't transfer into concentrates, and I didn't find that with the Kaffir Lime. Like It really just transfers straight over, honestly. Um, in fact, that's uh, uh, my friend, uh, One Hand Hash. He was one of the guys that basically was like, he kind of confirmed my thinking. I was like, does this taste like a lime popsicle? It kind of tastes like it to me. Anyway, he was like, this tastes like a fucking lime popsicle. Uh, but it was the hash that he was smoking because uh, he's a hash maker. Nice. Yeah. Well, I got some wedding cake. Nice, man. And good old Gorilla Gas. Cheers, dude. Yeah. Yeah, man. What's the Gorilla Glass a gas? Is it uh, Gorilla Glue by OG Kush, or what do you think? Number four. Nice. And I'd have to look it up, I don't remember. Right on, man. Uh, what 
what I smoked the other day. I smoked some citrus sap, which was really nice. I think that was Gorilla Glue 4 by Tangy, I want to say. Because I was looking at that before I misspeak. But I think it was Gorilla Glue by Tangy. I'd love to get this Gorilla Gas print. Nice, dude. Oh, I was right. GG4 by Tangy. Nice. Like Crockett. I can't smoke candy by itself. Two citrus. Two citrus. Huh. Yeah. Some people really don't like it. Uh, is it too? Uh, I don't know. Is it like overwhelming to you, or do you just dislike it? No, it, it gives me actually gives me acid reflux. No shit. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. A lot of citrus and stuff like that does that. So I have to be huh. careful. No kidding. But Frost, like I have some blueberry sherbet right now. Which is some, which is uh, yeah, drawing. Anyways, uh, it's it's not so um, it's not so dominant. If the energy is so dominant or whatever, citrus is dominant. No, it's not too dominant. And I'm good. Hmm. Uh, start. Do you like the citrus at all, or do you also dislike it? No, I like it. Hmm. I like. I used to smoke um. Super uh, lemon haze, hmm. silver, super silver haze, lemon, lemon shit like that all the time. Before I was more of a uh, indica dominant person. Hmm. It's funny. So, I switched the other way. I used to smoke mostly uh, indicas, uh-huh. and then when I started growing for myself, mostly I kind of switched a little bit before that. <clears throat> but basically, ever since I started growing for myself, I mostly smoked uh, uh, quote unquote sativa leaning. You know, more like a uh, narrow leaf, <clears throat> more uplifting cultivars. Yeah. I don't know. I don't, I don't know why it uh, changes so much. I've kind of uh, uh, gotten more into a, um, I've kind of gotten more into like a gas uh, 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 mindset lately. Like I want to grow some, I don't know. It's funny how uh, whatever I don't have is what I want. It's kind of bizarre. So yeah, I don't have anything gassy right now. So now I'm basically craving some gassy stuff. So anyway, um, I should, I actually have some plants that should be quite gassy, but I have to flower them first so that we'll uh, uh, see that for sure. Uh, what's up, Josh? Uh, cheers, buddy. Uh, ja- Josh is asking, is the Jack, uh, uh, by the way, it's not Jack Ruby. I was thinking about naming it that, but I was like, dude, that's the fucking the guy that killed Oswald. It's like not a great memory, honestly. Uh, but how do I say it? It would have been the most logical name, honestly, for it. But um, it was, uh, uh, how do I say it? Uh, Ruby Jack, actually, the, the name kind of, it was supposed, it's supposed to be sort of evocative of like a pirate treasure chest. Because um, for the longest time, I finally found some actual like kind of purpley cultivars of Ruby Jack. But for the longest time, it was basically uh, really mottled purple. So it would be mostly green, but there would be like lots of purple on the edges or whatever, or more, um, like some of my favorites, honestly, like the number three, a couple other ones. Uh, I think the number two, it's been a while. The number two also was really great, pretty, but anyway, um, number five for sure. Uh, they were, and then of course the number eight, super, super purpley, uh, how do I, oh, I'm sorry, I'm saying different things. So the number three, the number two, Number five, you guys never heard of those. So that's just me setting, saying numbers, not the number eight, because she's a little bit more purpley. But whenever you would uh, break those open, you'd see some of the purpling on the outside, but basically you'd see like just deep purple brackets on the inside. So it was like 
breaking up a treasure chest or whatever filled with rubies, basically. And then once you'd grind it up, suddenly your joint was all super fucking purple because the inside of the the um, the inside of the bud, the inside of the nug meat or whatever was super purpley from all the different brackets basically being purple. But the outside of the bud uh, was mostly green. It was such an interesting effect on us. I'd never seen anything like it. I still haven't seen too many weeds like it. But uh, anyway, that was Ruby Jack was the name. Uh, the cross is actually Ruby Slipper by Son of Jack. And uh, the Ruby Slipper is a three-way cross of Alaskan Thunderfuck, Shishkaberry, and, and L5. And the Son of Jack was literally a Jack Herrer. I'm going to start trying to say it correctly now. Jack Herrer by... Uh, I got so used to saying it the other way. But anyway, uh, Jack Herrer by... Uh, uh, he calls it a mystery, like a, a, basically an unknown black flowering Afghan. It's essentially like an Afghan that flowered super, the male was uh, super black leaves, super, super colorful uh, uh, male. And that that color actually has been super dominant all through the line. So to this day, basically the black prince ruby and stuff gets coloration. Like he showed me that male and he showed me pictures of that male. It was a gorgeous fucking male. Uh, and um, it really is... Uh, passed on to the Morgana, to the Black Prince Ruby, to pretty much all my lines is basically passed on lots and lots of color. It's really a, a, an interesting thing. Cheers, by the way, Robert Benjula. I haven't uh, said hello to you before. Nice to see you, buddy, in the chat. Uh, welcome to the show. Uh, let's see here. What did Robert say? Well, he said cheers. Cheers, buddy. Nice to see you. Cheers to the both Roberts, actually. Nice to see you guys. Welcome to the show. Uh, who else in here? Uh, who haven't I said hello to? Flora Nugs. Cheers, Flora. Nice to see you. Del Man in the house. What's going on? Del Man is saying hello from his bedroom. Nice to see you, buddy. Welcome to the show. Green Ghost in the house. What's going on, buddy? Man. Senny. Long time no see you, Senny. Cheers. What's going on, my friend? Uh, he's got the Poco NFC, the flagship killer. I don't even know what that is. Yeah. Anyway. Cheers, folks. Nice to see you guys. Don't forget to join the Discord. We have yeah, man. Discord. I can totally post a link to that shit. Yeah, would you? I don't, that's the one thing I don't have the link to. I'm not on. I'm actually not on Facebook. Or I mean, uh, YouTube right now. Well, no worries, man. The message I sent you. Uh, I haven't seen it. All right. <clears throat> uh, this. Oh, gotcha. Buddy, what's that? What's that? Uh, uh D. I was just saying, there's a Discord link, everybody. Come join us on Discord. Yeah. Pop over. Cheers, Georgia Grill Guy. Yeah. Well, shit, folks. I don't know. We'll hang for a little bit, see how it goes, and uh, I don't know, maybe call it early. Uh, I'll get back to, to whatever. I was cutting clones earlier today. Uh, what was I doing? Uh, I don't know, a bunch of stuff, a bunch of like errands and stuff, nothing that exciting. I don't know. There's that doggy. We could talk about this that's story, ladies and gentlemen. Horse. What's that, D? That's not a dog, that's a horse. Yeah. It's, it's, it's kind of big. That's what she said. That's what an Irish wolfhound will do. Tribes Left Behind by America's Marijuana Laws. Of course, I think I'm about to cough. Federal protections for state and territorial cannabis markets don't apply to Native American tribes, according to Politico.com. Oh, I'm totally going to cough here in a second. <clears throat> Hold on a second. Please talk amongst yourselves. A lot of our uh, our tribes here, all Native people have marijuana uh, cannabis stores. Some of them, like the one near me, 
motherfucker, they have cigarettes. I don't smoke cigarettes, but no marijuana. Interesting. Yeah, man, it's, it's like an hour and a half away. Actually, uh, off is green, where Green Goddess works would be the closest. Huh. Yeah. That's so interesting that you guys actually live near each other. There's so many yeah. of the, the, like, American, uh, like, honestly, most of the time I expect people that, I, you know, show up on YouTube and stuff just to be across the country. I don't even expect them to be close. I don't know why that is, but it's just bizarre. Uh, tribes left behind by America's, Mar- Mar- America's marijuana laws, they say, according to Politico. In a high mountain valley near Taos, New Mexico, the 300-person Picurus Pueblo tribe can farm whatever they want, except for one lucrative crop that is legal to grow everywhere else in the state, marijuana. The Picuries are, sorry if I say that wrong, uh, Picuries, I don't know, are a poor tribe, the nation's third poorest state. The average household income in New Mexico is just under 50,000 bucks, and 68% of the tribe's households are below that line. The main industries of the Picuries are farming and bison ranching. A vibrant marijuana program could be an economic boon for the tribe. It's worked for others. The federal government has tacitly allowed states to legalize, regulate, and tax marijuana and uh, recreational cannabis programs since the late 1990s. But a lack of federal federal guidance for tribal marijuana programs has thwarted the Pecuria's plan to get a piece of New Mexico's 200 million plus marijuana uh, market. In November 2017, Bureau of Indian National, I'm sorry, Indian Affairs drug officers uh, entered Pecuria's land and pulled up the approximately 30 medical marijuana plants the tribe was growing. 30. According to Pecurious government, uh, Governor uh, Craig Quancello, uh, here comes Charlie's Farm. At uh, present day prices, that marijuana flower would be worth at least $100,000. Yeah, when they estimate that stuff. We don't know anything about what they're estimating. 30 plants, that could have been anything. That could have, first yeah. of all, that's a lot. That's you know, 30, yeah, 30 plants and $100,000. That's a lot, honestly. But anyway, go ahead, D. Oh yeah, you're right. Dude, that's a, that's a lot, honestly. That's a lot of money. Like maybe you know, like maybe the California farmers and stuff. But I'm like, dude, some freaking people that just started growing weed. My balls was at a hundred thousand dollars. Cheers, by the way, Charlie's farm. That's like, the, uh, go ahead. It's like the cops they'll weigh up everything if you get busted. That's exactly it, dude. They weigh everything. They weigh the dirt. They weigh the freaking bags. They weigh the freaking shovels. They're like, yeah, this was three tons of weed, man. It's literally four scrawny clones, but they weighed they, they weighed the house too. You know what I mean? And then they, when they weigh your mama, then it's a real problem because you know oh, she's really really fat. Yeah, exactly. Then in December two thousand twenty one, three BIA officers so that was the Bureau of Indian Affairs, of course, uh, entered Bakuri's land again. According to a letter from the tribe detailing the raid, uh, pulling up nine medical plants grown at the home of a medical car owner, the BIA and Department of Justice declined to comment for the story. Brave policing that was, I'm sure, pulling up nine medical plants from a medical car owner. Uh, it's like living with a rattlesnake, said Quancello. You don't know when they're going to bite, but they're going to bite. And the latest attempt to use their land to improve the fortunes of Curies and many other tribes around the country have fallen into the chasm between federal and straight state drug laws. The problems facing the Curies are specific to their tribe and the state they live in, but also indicative of the problems many tribes around the country face when trying to enter the booming marijuana industry. Medical and recreational marijuana sales have now been legalized in 37 states with revenues topping $20 billion last year. I mean, 37 states, when you think about it, that's almost all of them. You know what I mean? Like yeah. almost four yeah. out of five states. Uh, it's just the newest chapter of an old story. The federal government making it hard for tribes to overcome endemic poverty. The U.S. government has a long, ugly history of passing laws that keep Native Americans poor, going back to the removal of tribes from some of the nation's choices to pieces of land. Many tribes are still denied the ability to rent or lease the land they now live on, and the federal government gave states the ability to siphon off a percentage of tribes' tax revenue from any gaming businesses. State and territorial medical marijuana markets have been protected by Congress for years. 
But Native American tribes were never included in those protections. In fact, some tribes gave up part of their sovereignty to states in order to protect their cannabis markets from federal intervention. I was short of, sort of shocked, to be truthful, said Dave Joyce, uh, Rep. Dave Joyce, a Republican of Ohio, the ranking member of the House Appropriations Committee's Subcommittee on the Interior, which oversees funding for the BIA. Joyce plans to introduce federal legislation to protect uh, uh, tribes from such intervention in the future. It just boggles the mind. Not only is that not right, but it's discriminatory and it needs to stop. Native American advocates are also calling for reinstatement of Obama-era guidance protecting tribal cannabis programs that was rescinded by the Trump administration. Uh, blah, 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 blah. The letter, however, is another example of the federal government's clumsy approach to Native American policy. It was not addressed to the agency with primary control over the tribes. Great. That's fucking smart. Uh, let's see here. Do I want to read the rest of this? Uh... Unfortunately, lawmakers consider the application to be everyone, including tribes, not realizing tribes were sovereign nations. So in 2014, Congress passed the first federal protections for state-regulated marijuana programs. The amendment prohibited the Department of Justice from using federal funding to interfere in state medical marijuana markets. You know, many of us know about this, right? Eventually, it was expanded to protect territories in the District of Columbia, but then that sentence goes, unfortunately, considered the, uh, considered the application to be everyone, including tribes, not realizing tribes were sovereign nations. At the same time, the Obama Department of Justice uh, issued the Cole Memo, which instructs U.S. attorneys to ignore state-regulated cannabis programs. The Department of the Interior matched it with the Wilkinson Memo in 2014, which extended the Cole protections to Native American tribes. Many tribes, including the Bacuries, created their programs in accordance with those memos, but the Trump administration repealed both of them in 2017. Without federal guidance, some tribes sought protection through state cannabis programs. Tribes and state uh, governments have negotiated com uh, compacts for decades to regulate areas such as casinos and tobacco taxes. Uh, and, uh, blah, 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 blah. States do not traditionally have taxing authority on tribal lands, but these compacts often require tribes to give up part of their tax revenue to the state. The revenue sharing agreements are typically characterized as administrative fees, but ultimately Native American tribes are giving away revenue from businesses they own and operate. These contracts, however, are almost exclusively an option in states that maintain good relationships with the tribes. Anyway, uh, I don't have to read the entire, it's actually kind of a long article, but um, interesting fucking story. We don't really talk about this kind of stuff that they basically get lost in the cracks. You know what I mean? Like they, they live in this weird legal limbo and they're apparently getting raided still. How fucking incredible is that? Anyway, what's going on, folks? Uh, uh, crazy times we live in. What's going on, Charlie's? Crazy times is right, man. Yeah, man. It's a fact. Uh, you know, I, when, I'm, when I lived in Arizona just for those 30 days back in 1985, I shouldn't even say I lived there, I, you know, my short little state. But anyway, um, that's the first time that I, I realized that, that, or I was um, I brought to my attention, obviously, my ignorance, that they have different laws on the reservations than they do in in the white man's world, as they say, right? Um, and, uh, you know, they've always gotten, you know, Native Americans, that's always been a sore spot. When I was really young, that's when, a, a, you know, one of the big uprisings happened, especially in, uh, I believe it was 1970 or 71, <clears throat> when uh, one of the FBI agents actually shot uh, a pretty well-known, uh, I'm not sure uh, what his rank was in the, within the reservation, but um, it was a huge controversy. And, um, but, um, you know, so movies like uh, Billy Jack, if anybody's ever seen the old movie, Billy Jack, one of my favorite movies. And, uh, you know, it's, it's that, that movie actually kind of, um, showed what the what the environment was when it came to Native Americans, even, you know, uh, especially back then, I should say, you know, things are starting to change. But, you know, we stole this 
this country was stolen from them. You know, that's that's you know, we all know. I'm not I'm not trying to rehash history here, but well, you know, it's always been a source of kind of stuff. You know, it's actually bizarre the amount of uh, yeah, uh, miseducation, poor education. You know, we hear all this kind of stuff, uh, about how uh, Texas, like because they're such a huge school district, it's one big school district. Uh, they set the textbook policy around the country and they approve these really crazy textbooks that basically say that the Civil War was a northern war of northern aggression and shit. You know what I mean? Like, right, right, there's right. all kinds of stuff that people don't know. Most Absolutely. people have no idea that the Tulsa race riots was a thing. They don't know yeah. there was like literally like Americans uh, firebombing an American neighborhood of black people in, in Tulsa. Yeah. People are fucking they're, yeah. they're new to that, right? That's why they talk about generational wealth that's been ripped yeah. from them. Absolutely. They should be in a better position today. Just, you know, um, who knows how history would have played out, but to have that generational wealth just literally just stolen from you because you know, you're not allowed to have any kind of prestige or, or, or uh, uh, climb the, the, the ladder, the class ladder in society. Do you know what I mean? Bourgeois, all that. You know, we're better than you. So, you know, screw you. You're, you're being successful, actually. Being more successful than us. Yeah. <laughs> Can't have any no, of that. For real, they were. So what, what Charlie Swarm is talking about is a real and honest to God serious thing. Uh, there's a lot of folks the white majority basically is one of them that get to have houses. And a lot of times those houses pass along the family. Uh, even if the house itself doesn't pass along the fact that they basically grew up in a certain kind of standard of living, somehow that standard of living is sticky. It's weird how that is. It's just a concept, right? Like you think like, What's the standard of living? I mean, you could go up, you could go down. But weirdly enough, your standard of living sticks to you, basically. And how do I say this? If you grew up living in a house, chances are you'll, you're going to basically grow up. You know, you're, you're going to have your own house. You're going to basically have uh, uh, your, ki your kids are going to have houses. Their kids are going to have houses on and on and on. Not only that, but you actually have the wealth that gets passed on. You know what I mean? And not only the wealth itself gets passed on, but the products of the wealth. So, for example, maybe that neighborhood had better schools, so you'll get better schooling. Uh, maybe the people in that neighborhood not only... You know, they had uh, better money to afford a house and everything else, but they also had more money to save for vacations and everything else. On and on, that entire culture basically passes on to those kids and becomes part of their kind of uh, uh, understanding of the world. And then basically when you rob people of that, when you essentially don't allow people to own houses, you make them, for example, rent or live on reservations or whatever else and perpetually kind of hand off nothing to their kids, as well as, for example, having probably bad schools and bad neighborhoods and crime and on and on and on that comes with those kinds of... Uh, uh, rental situations like it's it's one of these things like people who own neighborhoods usually they're paying attention to everything because they want to watch their fucking house that doesn't get robbed so they basically have less crime uh places that are rentals and everything else it's the opposite basically and how do i say this uh we see it borne out in uh, society we see it borne out with uh, not only the native americans but the african americans hispanics on and on and on there was this thing called redlining that prevented people like uh, uh here there's a famous uh, uh part of portland called uh uh of course, I can't think of the fucking name right now. <laughs> it just fell out of my head. Uh, the, oh, shit, the fuck. Uh, it's called, uh, people are like, well, he doesn't even live in Portland, I bet. Uh, the fuck is this goddamn neighborhood called? Uh, is the one called, that's being uh, gentrified now that's like getting... Oh, know, the entire city's been freaking gentrified. Yeah, so, yeah. Laurel, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, hold on. I'm thinking of... Uh, Sorry. Sorry. No, 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 no. Why can't even find it? Now I'm all freaking pissed off. There we go. Laurelhurst. It was basically a... Um, uh, 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 a whites only, not even Jews. So whites only, no Jews uh, neighborhood. 
specifically redlined against anybody else. No Hispanics, no Chinese, no nothing. You know what I mean? Just wow. a white upper middle class. And uh, those kinds of things didn't change all that long ago. Anyway, I'm babbling yeah. in f- five different ways. Couldn't yeah. remember the name of a freaking uh, uh, neighbor in my town. But anyway, uh, what's going on, buddy? What's uh, what's the good word in the garden? What's the what's the good word in life? What's uh, what's new, man? Nothing, nothing. Just uh, actually, I'm going to be taking down some plants. I, uh, you guys want to see? Uh, sure, dude. If we're on, if we're on long enough, um, I'll show you what not to do with uh, the tops of some of your plants. I. Uh, this was uh the first grow things got a little bit uh a little bit too big i got a little bit too busy uh, i couldn't give it the attention i wanted so we got a lot of burnt tops in there we got a low is doing very nice obviously because i got that <clears throat> the burnt tops were sacrificed but i knew it was going to happen so um but the uh, the rest of it you know this is probably a good dozen two dozen maybe singes in there for sure i have uh <clears throat> two of the shit friggin' uh because the the environment's not dialed in yet either i, I need a uh minimum uh fifteen thousand btu uh window window mount ac unit in there on top of an, another ac unit i have going and then i also need to uh i have two um wall mount fans uh just shit hurricane fans uh 12 inch that i need to put in there too because we have no no airflow up top i didn't really have any because i was moving i moved the plants from the other place to here that i uh i didn't bring because i needed to finish some plants there i have bigger floor fans that i'm going to be bringing here this time around i had practically nothing i had these little I, i can't even tell you what size eight inch maybe bringing little floor fans three speed floor fans but they can go uh they can swivel 365 and they can do a uh, 180 right up to the ceiling so um but they did crap i only had three of those and three corners and you know i got the filter intake and everything else all set i gotta get my co2 tanks over here with my regulator and get that all set up as well for next run but plants won't be this i already have Plants will never go in this big again. This is the second time in this place that I've run big plants, and, I, and, and it's just purely time and uh, and a little bit of laziness on top of it, just being exhausted. So, um, but next time around, I already have three layers of trellis hooks on the walls on either side. I have no anchors for the trellis um, going widthwise. I mean, going lengthwise, but um, but that's okay because I'm almost. Uh, right to the end when it comes to the uh the trellis net going the uh the width so um so i have three layers that i'm going to utilize and um the next one will definitely be a lot better i i am going to be talking to coot this week because we have to i have to ask him a few details on what i need to uh how much i'm going to need up front to do the certain you know the number of plants that i want to do and copy them in veg the same amount most likely and uh so i can get started on that because i'm I'm down to the wire that i absolutely have to um really start thinking about the next round which i probably should have started thinking about three weeks ago but um just time wise just haven't had it so plus you know life happens you know how it is so. That's a funny thing that you mentioned. Uh, a friend of mine kind of noticed uh, as I was talking about just you know my garden and plant 
just muted myself. Uh, growers live in the future, don't we? You know, like in, in many cases, we, we kind of pretend to live in the present, but we honestly live in the future a, a good majority of the time, especially uh, probably every grower, every farmer, basically, but uh, weed growers for sure, because we're thinking about our veg cycles and we have to actually plan our flower cycles. And we not only, if you're doing it right, you're not only planning this current or this upcoming flower cycle, but you're thinking of all the ones pardon me, that are coming ahead of it. You know what I mean? And so if you have veg plants behind those plants, you have to make sure that those veg plants are going to be big enough for your next flower cycle. And then the flower cycle is going to end approximately when the veg plants are ready to go into flower and on and on and on. Yeah. And then you also have to figure yeah. out what strains. So for example, you're always right. talking about customers. So which customers are, are going to be wanting stuff in the winter, in the summer, in the spring. And probably it's probably different. You know, you always have to yeah. think like, two, three, four months ahead of time. It's always, yeah. even with clones, you know, you have to think, okay, yeah. how many Timing clones do I have now is kind of irrelevant. I need to know how many yeah. clones I'm going to have in a couple of months. You know That's I mean? right. That's right. That's exactly That's right. Yeah. I mean, I don't think there's a waking moment or even sometimes sleeping moment that I'm not thinking about the gardens and what each one needs, what I should do for the next one to make it a little better or what I'm going to correct so I don't have the same problem if I did have a problem just constant how am i going to tweak the, the environment because it's all about the environment 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 good genetics are easy to get nowadays it's not about that like it used to be but you have to start with good genetics i'm not saying that of course you absolutely have to start with good genetics <clears throat> and then canopy management because i run so many different strains it's like you know i got everything from a GMO to a freaking apple water that doesn't like the structure at all and I have a dollar breath, depending upon how much how, how much light intensity it's getting, or how how much I'm feeding it, or letting it dry back, or it can be it can it can stretch a little bit more, depending upon you know if I if I give it some pretty severe drybacks, you know, some some strains just don't like that that starvation, and you know they'll they'll give a little extra stretch in the transition, you know. So uh, dollar breath that I have the cut I have definitely does that, and. Uh, the GMO just gets out of control when it gets too big. I can't stand that anymore. I'm not a huge fan of smoking the GMO. I don't I'm smoke just going to ask you what you, uh, you kind of talked about a little bit before. Yeah. <clears throat> Let me see here. I think I know what the exact product is. An amazing producer. Because it's he's an amazing producer. It's gorgeous. Yep. It's absolute fuck. Chem mm -hmm. D by Forum, uh, Forum Cut Girls Got Cookies. I don't know <laughs> if it was the Thin Mint or what, but apparently Chem D by Forum yeah. Girls Got Cookies. Um, I took some stunning photos of a friend of mine's garden. It's a couple of years ago now, and I still think of these photos from time to time. Let me see if I can find one real quick. It's going to take me a second while I'm talking. But speaking uh, of sour D too, though, real quick, man, because you know I was, I was listening when I was on my way home. But uh, I think I got a sour D cup, man, and the thing yeah. is freaking primo. And uh, I, I don't, I, I think I fucking. What I did was when I moved everything, I made sure I kept a copy of everything at the other place so I could take clones off of everything that I have right now for strains. Plus, I was going to crack some new gear as soon as I have everything settled here. So, but I absolutely wanted to keep everything that I had. And I have, at one point, it was so overgrown, but I was in such a hurry too that um, when I was packing everything up, because I get nervous when I transport. So, anyway. Um, for good reason. So, um, so anyway, so I was just, you know, my, my mind was on the road. My mind literally was already outside the building. So, um, so anyway, I, I forgot to pack, I forgot to keep a copy of the, the Saudi that I have, the East Coast Saudi that I have, and I forgot to keep a copy of the Tropicana cookies and the Tropicana cookies. 
Yeah, I know that, you know, you can tell my cooling is no good because I haven't been able to turn that thing purple. And I, and I mean, it. like, you look at the thing wrong and the thing turns purple, you know, and I mean dark black. I'm talking black, like a ninja fruit black, you know what I mean? And, um, but, uh, yeah, I've been running my heat up there has been insane. So, um, humidity in check, but everything else, been, you know, heat and freaking light intensity has been crazy because I can only raise the light freaking as far as I could. I could have raised a couple more inches on a couple of them but it wasn't even worth it so anyway yeah forgot to take copies i mean forgot to leave a copy behind so i could take clones off it like a mother and uh and uh yeah i'm hoping to i'm gonna re-veg it for sure i might be able to get another cut of it I'm not uh, it's just a hopefully it's not a roll of the dice and the dude still has it mm-hmm. uh, thankfully the, the guy I get it from the, the he's not the he's um he's not the guy i usually get my clones from He's a guy I've known for years when I was managing the stores. He used to come in as a customer and we became really good friends. And uh, I actually got him uh, some uh, space next to me. And then he expanded into crazy rooms. He was running big in a research, though. He was running, <coughs> excuse me, 12 board LEDs. He actually started with 12 double ends. And then, you know, when LEDs really started coming around the corner, he switched everything over to LEDs. But, but anyway, he only runs. He'll keep a strain literally for years and just, or two strains and that's it. And he'll run them for years back, you know, just not change up anything. You know, they make baseball bats for him, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. So anyway, I'm hoping he still has it. Long story, even longer. He may have, a, he may still have it around. So, but he was thinking of actually breaking that because he just moved out of all the spots, just like I am. And um, mm-hmm. I'm not giving up, I'm not giving up the space. I'm just going to move everything important out of it. But anyway, he moved completely out. He ended up, like four or five rooms, man. Hmm. He was blasting it. And then, of course, the market took a downturn, what, eight months ago, a serious downturn, about eight months ago. A couple of his patients fell off the map. Hmm. So now he's kind of stuck. So he wasn't sure if he was even going to keep his original 5K going. He had a 5K vertical with a homemade research system that was beautiful. He just, you know, literally set it and forget it type deal. you can taste the difference, obviously, with the organics. People like us, we can taste the difference. I'll say that, put it that way. And um, you know, majority can't. So, but he was he was pumping out some pretty decent stuff for series hydroponics, and he was, you know, he's 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 now just switched over to powders. But I always found his to be just a little bit more tasteless than my, you know, my cocoa. But I give bennies to my cocos. You know, I, you know, I give them like. I, I give him some TLC when it comes to organics, but most of my recipe and flour is organic anyway. You know, everything, from, even though it is borrowed, the flourish was plus for my fucking, <clears throat> for my uh, quote unquote kelp meal, though, it, you know, it's just mm-hmm. the uh, the extract. It still works really well. And it is quote unquote organic. <laughs> I always say that when it's general hydroponics or general organics. And, uh, you know, but I only use, you know, I use that. I know I said it a thousand times on the show, but, you know, I use that. The flower, my only additives besides the base notes is uh, Floralicious Plus. I was putting in the boost, but only five mils a gallon. And, uh, you know, that shit's fucking an arm and a leg. It's another reason why I can't wait to fucking go to organic. I just don't want any trip up. So I hope Coot's going to be in, be ready for me if we can be hounding Because <laughs> I'm really fucking like to it. Am I you sure everything's awesome? Anyway, I know, yeah. you know, I mean, you know, you know how it is. I'm a little nervous. I can't, I, I can't have a, I don't want to have a failure. I don't think I'm going to have a failure because I know Coot knows his shit. I'm not worried about Coot. It's me. I'm worried about me doing something wrong. Oh, you'll be fine. 
Yeah. It's really, you're, you're making sure I don't, have, I just want to make sure I have enough in there to make it to the end. And I know it's going to eventually be living. I don't think I'm going to be able to do living right away only because it's going to be, um, you know, a, a progression. And I know that, you know what I mean? I, I, I'm not worried about that. It's just going to be, but to tell you the truth, I'm hoping the sale is still going on. Sorry for babbling, but this is all the shit that I've been thinking about lately. They actually have at my store, Builder Soil is on sale. Their, their, uh, their base, that, that base soil that he sells, Jeremy, 15 bucks a bag. Ooh. Everything else is fucking 25 to 30 bucks. I mean, that's oh, just garbage. And all I want is the base. You know, I want something that's going to be, you know, at least something I know. What I was going to do, what I, what I really would love to do is go down to um, one of the nurseries I used to work at and just pick up like two yards of beautiful <clears throat> black gold, we call it. And it's just, you know, loom beautiful soil that's just black and have two yards of it dumped in my backyard <laughs> but um, i don't think that's gonna happen two big buckets you know right. that's all i can think of oh that would be beautiful and then i'd have a beautiful base right. i'm paying freaking you know 75 80 bucks a yard instead of paying 15 dollars a bag yeah. you know but you know can't uh, if, if i was in a different spot, I probably would do that, but you know, I'd have to. I, but I'd want to get it in. I'm, I'm so fanatical. I'd want to get it in right away. I don't want to sit now getting bugs, getting infested, you know. So I, I'd work with. I'd have to work with it right away. So, but I just have no way to put it. And my neighbors would be like, "Yeah, what the hell is he doing? <laughs> Where all that nice soil? Where all that nice soil go? You know, <laughs> not that I what? care, but I'm not trying to advertise it either. I got you. You know what I mean? So. Is that you? Say again, D. Is that you, bros? You cut out. Is that you showing the photos? Oh, that was me showing the photos, yeah. Was that? Uh, That was GMO. Yeah, that was GMO that a friend of mine grew outdoors. Oh, nice. Yeah, I took the photos, but it was a friend of mine here in Portland who grew the the, the GMO. I keep thinking about getting the the, uh, GMO uh, for myself, but it's just one of these kind of annoying things it isn't uh it is a long grower basically like it yeah. grows a little bit longer and I end, I end up taking a lot of my stuff basically a little bit longer anyway so it's not really a big problem uh i usually cut stuff down about nine maybe almost ten sometimes ten weeks and then honestly it usually takes me like a week to cut stuff down honestly just because i'm freaking busy and i take a lot of photos and everything else and so honestly like it wouldn't really kill me to, to have 11 week strains honestly most of the time uh how do i say this um most of the time I could probably get away with it. And, you know, how do I say this? Uh, uh, I'm not against those things either because there's like nice stuff, Roberts Creek and T.O. and stuff that goes a little bit longer, right? You know, you, you take those things longer. But uh, I don't know, that GMO, it's such a peculiar and particular flavor. Uh, 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 Charlie's Farm, what do you what do you think about it? Like, how do you think about it in terms of the smoke for yourself? Do you have, uh, I don't know, do you have people that request it all the time or how does it work? Yeah, I have, I actually have a few uh Korean students that come in to go to BU and they love it. Mm-hmm. And um, me personally, the, it tastes awesome. It's, it's just got a beautiful freaking taste, almost a little old school, I think. But I don't have a great taste because of my sinuses. Mm-hmm. So, um, but I, I like the taste, the effect, nah, not my thing, man. It doesn't hit you like a fucking, you know, they call it a daytime smoke. I just call it a weak freaking strain. <laughs> but it's a, you know, it's, it's, 
it's definitely the GMO that I have. I don't have anything that's freaking fake in my gun. Uh, I knew where it came from. And I mean, you just look at it, you know, it's freaking GMO anyway. It's got the freaking, looks like it's foxtail in every bud, you know, but it's not. It's just the way the buds grow. And like you said, you can take it for as long as you want. The, one, the cut I have for crying out loud, it won't, start, it won't stop spitting out freaking hairs. Even if I take it, I've taken it 13, 14 weeks. And it still doesn't give you the freaking, you know, the headbanger. It's a true sativa as far as I'm concerned. I mean, it is good during the day and it gives you a nice little taste and, uh, in the mouth. And it's, you know, it gives you a little bit of a buzz. But it's not like, like, I just smoked a couple of hits of Blueberry Fuel, which is my number one. Has been for eight years. It's the one I sifted myself from Sawa Seed Company, from Rod, mm. Rod Sawa there. And, um, yeah, I met him freaking... 100 Canada about 10 years ago now. But anyway, um, yeah, I sit to this blueberry shield, man, and, and I'm having a, I took two hits off a joint, and I can't, I can barely talk. My mouth is so dry right now. Yeah. You know, yeah, it's first thing I was like, shit, man, I gotta get high. Cause I don't usually get high until the night, but I had, a, I had a busy day today, so I didn't even leave the other place until friggin', I had a, I had to do a round trip to a couple of other places, but I, I left the, the, the other place I show at like, uh, not until two thirty this afternoon or something like that, and I it, because I had worked all night last night, I almost jumped. I almost jumped on the other night too, Wednesday night. But um, uh, but uh, but anyway, I didn't leave there till about two thirty this afternoon, and then um, oh shit, what the hell are we even talking about? See now, see, I'm stoned, man. We're talking about GMO, I think, and uh... <laughs> yeah. So I don't smoke during the day, but because I was up all night last night, I smoked. I did a couple of huge freaking blasts, fuel on my bomb, my water pipe down freaking the other place, man, before I left. So I've been kind of baking all day, but blueberry fuels, it doesn't matter, man. You know, you can smoke it, you can smoke a stick, be wrecked, or do a couple of hits, whatever the case. And uh, literally smoke it again in 45, and you'll be ripped. And I mean it, like you won't be able to talk, but it's the type of shit that you'll still be ripped. You'll smoke another joint 45 minutes later or a half hour later, and you're going to feel that one too on top of it. Do you know what I mean? It's, you're not gonna, it's not the type of weed that's going to smoke you straight as some, you know, as some do, you know, they just fill your receptors so much that you just can't get high anymore off that fucking strain. You know, uh, you ever have that smoke yourself straight as they call it? I think I have. Um, yeah, you just smoke. I've so definitely done it with it. CBD strains and I was annoyed at the, at the time. I was like, what the shit? Um, cause it's <laughs> exactly. like a CBD is a sucks. THC antagonist. Yeah. <laughs> it like sucks the high away. Yeah. Um, yeah. and I can't remember though. I think it's happened though. I know what you're talking about, and I know yeah. uh, how do I say that? I haven't had too many of those no ceiling plants, but when you find those, they're so nice. You just keep yeah. smoking, keep smoking. Yeah. Uh, obviously, this is not the only one. Like I was talking about the Congos, but like those train wrecks for me, I think are pretty yeah. great. Like every time I've had those at my uh, tasting group, any of the train wreck crosses, they just didn't seem to have any kind of a ceiling, and they would cut through everything. So we were yeah. smoking cookies and gas and Mac yeah. and this and that and the other thing. And everyone was super freaking stoned. And then we would smoke one of uh, Cannabisian's train wreck crosses and it cut through like a bell basically just got rung and everyone was awake. And <laughs> yeah. It was just the funniest freaking thing. It's awesome. I love that. Yeah. My cookies I and mean, everything breaks through, man. I got, you know, except for the GMO, man. GMO just doesn't do it for me, man. It does not. But like I said, you know, it, it, it you got to give it a lot of training if you want to keep it short. 
get some real thick, thick buds. You're going to keep it kind of short. And my, my, my cut anyway. If I keep it below four feet, then I'll get some good friggin', good, good solid friggin' polos. Other than that, then it's just going to stretch. It'll give me some, uh, it'll give me great nugs, but it won't give me any kind of solid polos going all the way up, you know, bud sites that are just connecting each other, you know, maybe a couple, three, four at the top, but that's, you know, so I find that if I, if I keep it a little bit shorter, it definitely, uh, doesn't use all that energy to get up the friggin' stem, get up the friggin' uh, trunk to friggin' feed itself all the way up the top, you know. But the last ones I had were friggin' had to be close to 12, 13 feet. <laughs> and they were fucking all over the place at the end. And I, I was, you know, I had tomato caged when they were about five feet with 54 inch cages, I think they were. So, and they just kind of laughed at those. <laughs> and they were like, yeah, okay, tomato cage is going to keep us up. And I started staking them, and uh, then they left at those because I, I would have had to use at least a dozen stakes for each friggin' pot, and I was good with that any <laughs> other time. So, but my environment's good, so I don't get it, you know, that's that's why I always say environment because you can have problems with plants, man. You don't have to worry about PM or fucking detritus or anything like that, shit. You know what I mean? Fucking, uh, if your environment's in check, bro, you ain't getting none of those, none of that shit. That's that's key. That's why I always say environment, environment, environment. Mm. You can always get good genetics, baby. But then I ain't gonna do you no good if you fucking get a shitty environment. Yeah, <laughs> it's just simple as that. Just just the way it is. Uh, so. You know, the genetics, I don't know. It's probably actually different stories because I feel like the, the genetic scene is just opening up. But people are always complaining about how there's no good music these days. And I'm like, Dude, based on what? There's a lot of good music out there. You just have to look for it. They don't. It's not on the top forty, probably. It's not on. You know, based on people saying that, they're probably not fans yeah. of the top forty either. But there is plenty of really fucking good music, and I think yeah. there's plenty of good genetics out there. So for all the, you know, Coot is right. You know, every time Coot basically complains about genetics, there's a lot of shit out there. There's a lot, a lot, a lot of shit out there. But there's yeah, also yeah. a lot of really, really, really stellar genetics. And there yeah. are some breeders that basically don't produce duds. You know, like I could think of probably, I you know, I could just sit here and probably name. 20 people whose uh, genetics either I've grown them or my friends have grown them and they never once sure. had a dud. You know what I yeah. mean? And, uh, yeah. There are people like that. I've had quite a few from some breeders that I've tested for, but they're testers. That's the only duds I've ever had from, mm-hmm. from, from reputable, you know, people that I know that I've, uh, you know, they've actually helped me out by allowing me to be a tester. It's not like I'm doing them anything, any favors. Kidding me? I've got a few friggin' I got some real sick stuff from Ocean Grown. Got some real sick stuff from friggin' Jenks. Got some real sick stuff from friggin' Subcool. Uh, you know, I, I go on, you know, some sick testers, man. You just got to keep it. It's just like, wow, I got one from friggin' uh, from Jenks, man. And it was so, it wasn't, a, it, it was a big producer. In the, it was almost like a GMO. It would get real lanky, real thin, lanky branches. All vertical, like an OG. I mean, like nothing was freaking pushing out. It would just grow the spears. And there would be um, literally every two inches of freaking butt site. And they would fill out the solid golf balls. I can't remember the name of the strain. This is going to be at least six, seven, eight years ago. But anyway, it smelled just like a lime Ricky. Oh my God. It was just, oh, it tasted and it looked so sick on the vine. I actually have some pictures on Instagram of it, but uh, yeah, man, I think I even did a video with freaking YouTube 
fucking years ago when I had it, but um, sorry for swearing. I shouldn't be so profane. Sure, we swear. Gratuitous, gratuitous <laughs> profanity, man. Hey, it's my vernacular, bro. It's just my vernacular, bro. We're going to speak sacredly go to church. This is the profane, bro. So, but yeah, I'm babbling. So I've had, you know, I've had, a, I've had a couple of those, but yeah, man, that thing was so sick, man. I kept mm. that one around for a while. And then, and then when I did the, uh, I did F2s for friggin' PH nerds, you know, when you had the, um, the Bewitched come out with the, B, the, the oh, BX. Yeah, it's one of my favorite Dude, strains. I had 10 different strains of the FBX, literally every single one of them. I got, I got out of uh, 13, 14 seeds, I got 10 friggin' females. And every one of them was awesome in its own way. I had mm. one that literally you could beat the, shit out of this thing and i mean you could let it wilt like there's like no tomorrow in flower mm. and when you blasted it it came back and it made freaking louisville sluggish i mean wow. literally like you're freaking out the shit was really really good obviously i kept that one as, around as a producer and it was definitely freaking worth it because everybody loved it but um every one of them was like a different strain i had some that would just turn in really beautiful like red hues and mm-hmm. you know the leaves really you know, when they, when it's necessary, it, it, however you want to say it, yeah. uh, the leaf turn just beautiful colors, man. Yeah. just beautiful, beautiful colors. And, um, you know, I did his, uh, I, I got lucky. I got his LP 99 too, man. That thing was freaking another, another beautiful film. What was the LP 99? Um, uh, love potion 99. It was the Cinderella Cindy 99 with the, um, with the uh, wizard's potion or the witch's brew. I can't remember which. Yep. Yep, and it was freaking awesome. I actually got botrytis on one. They got so damn big, man, and I didn't have enough circulation behind it. And uh, yeah, I got a little patch of it. Thank God it was towards the very, very end, and nothing spread. And, uh, thankfully, nothing spread. Not that I caught it or saw it anyway during trimming. So, but anyway, um, yeah. Uh, what's the other one that I had um, from PH now that was awesome? It, it literally smelled just like a freaking cupcake. Um, um, <sighs> Somebody else might be familiar with his work. Uh, this is, uh, or, uh, no, no, this is uh, this is um, one of his old school ones. Um, oh, it's gonna kill me not remembering the name because I usually remember this one because it was so freaking memorable. <laughs> um, oh god, no, it's not gonna come to me. I can picture the plants too. Short squat, man. Um, maybe it was the um, he had Spartan Kush, but I don't remember that being cupcake. Spartan Kush was awesome. I still have some beans of that that I, I I'm gonna look up because I I really I just oh dude I freaking grew that grew a few seeds of that stuff was such a hit you know especially around Boston that old school that gassy that skunky or whatever you want you know that that just that old school flavor from around here especially in the Northeast you know everything's fast 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 you know and um. So anyway, uh, um, but I got beans of that. Yeah, that that it was so fucking awesome. I still have beans. That's another one that I'm going to crack again when I when I. It's been five years since I've had that, maybe even six. But yeah, I'm definitely going to crack that one. I'll be honest. I remember that. I remember the BTYOG. Say that again. I I had uh, uh, testers of the uh, BTYOG and the Spartan Kush. Yeah, Uh, yeah. I still have some of those left too. Do you really? Oh. Yeah, I do. I have a couple too from uh, from GMX. GMX is uh, early. Uh, I don't know if it's the Rosy Kush because the Rosy Kush. I, I, I haven't I, heard I, about GMX for a long time. Right on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He uh, he lived in Rosendale, you know, uh, in Boston. That's uh, that's how he, he and I kind of started talking at first. Yeah. 
and then he won the uh, he won that little contest they had a few years ago um, to become a, a a tester for Ocean Grown. Uh-huh. I, I don't even know the freaking the rules or whatever. I didn't even know about it. But um, all of a sudden they were announcing it, and they gifted him this beautiful camera so he could document you awesome. know stuff like that. But anyway, he created in Rosendale, Rosendale, Mass, okay. in Boston. Um, it's one of the you know you know subsections of Boston. It's like Dorchester, Roxbury. You know, it's all Boston. So anyway. Um, he named Rosie Push after the square, Ro- Rosendale Square. It's called Rosie Square. You know what I mean? So um, that thing was a, that thing was a beaut. I did have one that wasn't. There was one that was a real dud from them, and actually, I was surprised it made the menu. But that that was just my experience with the testers. Nobody, nobody else's, obviously. Well, they had some good results with uh, others, but I had no phenos that were worth it whatsoever. In fact, it tasted nasty. I didn't even smoke it, but you know, I had patients that I'd have try it, and they'd be like, "What the hell is this crap? It looked like brown freaking, just old brown freaking brickweed almost." And um, yeah, it begins with a C. I wish I could remember it because it was just so. It was just such a dud, and I and it made the it made the cut. I don't know why. But, I mean, I ran the Java pie. It was all right. You know, they had a few strands. They were all right. I That's think the right yes, I don't want to talk so shit long. about, it, especially when people aren't. Oh around, no! But I think the their best their best breed. Well, I, I was because I was going to say that that uh, uh, their best breeder, I think, was PH Nerd. And then basically, like when he yeah. left the company, pretty much he took the the quality yeah. with them. Argan, Ninja, Ninja and uh, uh, PH Nerd. I think PH Nerd was the better breeder, but sure. uh, uh, Ninja sure. was certainly he had the Ninja friend yeah. and a bunch of other. Ninja had all the connections. Super cool cat. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And, uh, I, from what I understand, they kind of did both of them dirty, and so after that, basically, yeah. it wasn't the yeah. same. Uh, wasn't the same right. company. You know, even though they up. still had a few of the same cool people, they had uh, GMX, like you say, and uh, what's his name, uh, Fish Sticks. Uh, What's the guy's Colorado. name out in Colorado? Oh, Shrimpy. Yeah, that's Shrimpy. 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 Yeah, uh, Who's yeah. a cool guy, actually, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. But, yeah, I met Ninja I the a few original times Mojo in Boston. there anymore. Pardon? Yeah, I met Ninja a few times in Boston. Cool. I don't know what we uh, tailgated off of uh, Jinx's booth a couple of years, yeah. uh, uh, 2018, I think it was, the Freedom Rally. Yeah, Ninja's and, cool uh, I met him a couple yeah, times. Yeah, yeah. We went out to just grab some real pizza, because he loves real pizza. <laughs> so we went down to one of my friend's restaurants. Yeah, yeah. I wish I had better weed for him at the time. It was right after I had my freaking operation in my hip. And uh, I had I, I didn't want to come up in the end, so I had actually came with some blueberry fuel, but it was not dry, completely dry and cured correctly. And I told him that after the rip. But it, he needed something to smoke. I'm like, dude, this is all I got on me. I'm sorry. <laughs> and he's like, give it to me. <laughs> yeah, I wish I was more mobile when he was here, though, because... You know, they're sitting in the hot sun all day. They were packed. They didn't have a chance to do anything, get food, take a break and nothing. And, you know, I should have, if I was more mobile, I would have gone out free and, you know, I, I, you know, hindsight 2020, you know, but I had never been on the Freedom Rally before, except for uh, when it was normal back in the 80s, which wasn't the same thing, obviously, than this was. It was more like, you know, 50 people would show up for a demonstration to legalize weed in the commons, you know, nothing like it is today. But uh, yeah, ninjas are good shit, man. There's no question about it. They all are. They all are. They have nothing bad yeah, to say. Cool. I met so many people through Hydrocana, which is uh, you know uh, Veda's app. He had his his, his mm-hmm. blog that he had started back in uh, 2010 or something like that. Maybe in 2009, he was one of the first freaking get his you know private owned freaking Hydrocana freaking app. It was awesome. That's how I met so many cool people. That's how I met Nerd. That's how I met 
uh, Rod Sawa from Sawa Seed Company. That's how I met uh, Vader himself, for that matter, because Vader used to get back to me. Yeah, I just got out of the hospital. It was uh, beginning of 20, uh, 2011, I think it was. And, um, and I just got out of the hospital and I needed to start up a grow again. I had just gotten a little bit of financing from a friend and uh, I had a thousand water that's it. And I had a closet, six by four closet and uh, I had to get things rocking and rolling because I had a daughter on the way. And uh, Fader would get back to me. I had DWC buckets, nine of them going in there. And I got beans from friggin' so from uh, Rob Sauer. He's the one who actually told me to set up a DWC. I'd never done DWC before. Followed his instructions to a T and friggin' hit a home run right out of the bat pretty much. Funny enough, the first train I ran in that closet was train wreck. A straight train wreck I got from uh, this kid in Cambridge, right down right down by Harvard. And uh, good shit, too, for giving me those clones, man. He didn't want to give them up. And things weren't as open as they were now back then, obviously. So, um, he was a good shift for He didn't know me from a hole in a wall. And, uh, but anyway, um, so Veda had the blog. Veda used to get back to me literally five, 10 minutes. I'd have a freaking message response from Veda. And he'd be, you know, he doesn't have the time to do it now, obviously. And afterward, because he had a bad falling out with uh, Nugs from Hydrocana, his partner in that, you know, who had the, uh, who had the, the Merlot and all that stuff. Back in the the originals, back in the day, you know, what was the other one he had? I can't remember the other one he had. Something burgundy or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then Dragon's Breath, obviously. He had the Dragon's Breath way back then. So I met a lot of people, good people through Ocean Ocean Going. I have nothing bad to say. I have nothing bad to say about anybody. Period. Man. Period. I would never. You know, I've. Uh, you know, I mean, I think I could. Uh, I wouldn't have favorable things to say about a couple people now. <laughs> mm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, you know, that one. It doesn't pay to shit talk. You know, it pays no, to it doesn't, tell people uh, the story nope. behind the scenes. You know, uh, uh, every once in a while uh, that's happened. You know, someone's emailed me and said, hey, you know, if you would know, be good if you knew right. uh, this piece of information or whatever, maybe I'll respond. Oh, you know, speaking of which, blah, blah, blah. But otherwise, yeah. you know, talking shit on the way, you know, airwaves or whatever, it doesn't really help. You know what I mean? No. Like, no. I, first of all, like we, we probably don't even know the whole story. You know what I mean? Right. Like ironically, I was there. It's it just it always, it cracks me up kind of when I think about it, but I was there at a couple of the events that happened like between uh, a, a couple, it's not even worth saying it, but for some I reason mean, I was I there, I was walking like yeah. in, into Expo, I just happened to be there uh, and I'm a nobody, but I just happened to be there. But you know, how do I say it? Most of the time you don't know the real truth. You know what I mean? Like most of the time it's right. just some guy versus some guy and uh so you know you're, you're, you're somebody from the outside looking in and you're probably not getting the whole story you know that's right that's right you know, it's not worth it better to, better to, better to, uh what's he saying it's better to uh better to be thought a fool than open one's mouth and take away all doubt that's a fact yeah and you always shoot yourself in the foot when you open your mouth you stop bad talking when you don't even know that's the true. story you're going to shoot yourself in the foot it, it, it's always going to come out anyway it's going to come back to bite you in the ass no matter what that's what, you know, that's, that's just karma. You know, it's a waste of energy to, to dwell on negative negativity like that. Yeah. And, and to be, negative, it actually, you know, takes less effort to be nice. Yeah. Really one, one thing that I'll say though, kind of on a positive note is that, uh, I learned from the experience of kind of, uh, being, or trying to be a tester for, well, being a tester, I guess, for, for ocean grown, 
uh, trying to kind of advance their system or whatever, uh, at some point, either they got too busy or too this or too that, whatever the case may be, they became essentially unresponsive. And so, for example, right. like their whole testing form and everything else, it just yep. it became rudderless. You know what I mean? I remember yeah, you were talking it, about the, that, the right? Lounge. And yeah. Well, yeah, were they were they paying attention to the lounge or anymore or not? Nobody really knew. You know what I mean? Yep. And yep. Uh, I think in the end, they actually said that they were paying attention, but it, it certainly didn't look like they were. You know, and yeah. um, and then stuff like you know some of the breeders. You know, we have to talk shit, but some of the breeders became unapproachable. You know what I mean? Right. And that right. seems bizarre to me. Like you're a fucking cannabis yeah. breeder. You're really you're not. I mean, even Russell Brand or somebody, he still fucking answers these emails, apparently. You know what I mean? Like, sure. who the fuck are you yeah. as a cannabis breeder? You know what I mean? Right. If you were, right. I don't know, Breeder Steve or somebody, then you could even argue that you're not, you don't have time or something. But even he answers his goddamn emails. So, like, right. basically nobody in the cannabis industry, I feel like, gets to be one of those people that gets too big to to answer important right. questions or emails. Absolutely. Or so I learned that lesson. You know, like, don't yeah. don't get too big for your britches, no matter That's who your customer base, man. Yeah. Not only is it customer based, it's just a human thing to do, man. It's yeah. just if you're going to start something like that, then take the responsibility of maintaining it and, and being responsive. Because you know it, these are the people that are taking the time to taking the time and the money to run your stuff. So, and the fact that they are your customer base, it would just be wise. That's all. That's all I say. It seems to be wise to get back to them. But yeah, you're absolutely right. You know, I remember, do you remember, I, I think it was in 2016 when Vader fell off the, 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 the map. He had a huge crash on his computer or something like that. He had it upgraded and it took him a few months to reset anyway. But anyway, but uh, yeah, even back then, he, he was getting back to me like all the time. And, uh, and then his computer crashed. And, and, um, and I thought, you know, I knew he was expanding. I knew they were doing bigger things in Colorado. I knew that. You know what I mean? Getting into the rec market and all that. So, I mean, they did it. I, I got to say, man, I mean, it's not every company first year or even though not officially first year or something like that. But they made, top, you know, high times top 10 leaders of the year. You know, that's a hell of an accomplishment, man. And they're doing something right. That's for sure. They had a great crew for a while. I mean, they had yeah, a nice stable of breeders. They had awesome. nice uh, cooperation, you know, like... That's the thing that that really just fucking sticks in my craw a lot of the times, honestly, is that there's so much uh, crab pot mentality in cannabis, or uh -huh. at least there, there yeah, seems yeah. to be, where everyone just pulls everyone else back down, uh, or yeah. uh, uh, just lack of cooperation, even if they're not actively fucking over other people, which frankly, a lot of the times they are, they're at the very least not helping, whereas right. a lot of times in other industries, you actually see people really out of nowhere just helping each other. Uh, giving each other congratulations, not getting yeah. each other's way, not deliberately fucking each other over on and on. And so basically yeah, yeah. any of these kind of collaboratives that I've ever seen, they got much further than people by themselves most of the time. You know, every once in a while right, you find right. one breeder like Masonic or somebody that just shoots, shoots to the fucking moon. But a lot of, well, even he actually got help from Oni Seeds and all that actually, now that I think about sure. it. But uh, most of the time it's one of those things, like the breeders get kind of a, slingshot like the, the the you know when they send the freaking probes to mars or whatever they don't just send it directly they slingshot it around the earth or whatever they get slingshotted right. they got slingshotted jinx got slingshotted with subcool uh heroes of the farm capulator all these fucking people passed through sure. uh, subcool's uh, uh factory uh quite yeah. a few people uh, uh, well a few people passed through the ocean grown factory until it fell apart right because ninja yeah. was quite a bit i think i mean he wasn't unknown before ocean grown but i think he was much better known after he was with ocean grown wouldn't you say yeah 
Yeah, I would. His dojo, he Bank's doing really well, though. His collaboration that he's been doing with the, uh, at least on the social media front, with uh, Dark Horse Genetics, yes. that's always been that's always been clutch too. So, because he's such a cool dude. If you met Ninja Man, oh my God, he's just no, he's really nice. He's, yeah, he's a, he's a serious guy. No question, you can you can see it. I mean, uh, um, we had a we had a problem with some crackhead. And I thought knew Ninja really well. It was a freaking bunch of drama over bullshit back then, and I, I'm pissed off that I actually even got a little sucked into it. I should have known it from the beginning because my my spidey senses were telling me something not right with this dude. But anyway, um, yeah, you can see Ninja's a serious guy when it comes to breeding and running a business and being responsive and making sure he has quality product and showing people being transparent about it. Um, you know, he's on Twitch almost every single night, if I'm not mistaken. I mean, I used to go on, you know, it's been a couple of years now that I've gone because I just don't have the time, but I used to waste so much time just, uh, you know, watching his stream and then I'd be streaming on my Twitch channel at the same time. Watching you know? him and his wife roll doinks. Yeah. 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 Roll doinks. <laughs> play the games. I used to play the games, you know, and he'd do the marble races and everybody had, a, you know, their, their names would be about, well, the, uh, I forget what I was, but you know, everybody, uh, everybody that's a member gets a, uh, or whatever tier it was or whatever, get get your own little uh, avatar that walks down the bottom of the screen and you can make a jump and do flips and different shit depending upon what tier you're on. And yeah, 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 man. It was fun. So it was like, shit, man. I fucking wait. Some days I waste four hours. <laughs> you know? It's like it's like when I, you know, I, like, I listen to Eagle Show every night. I've been on, you know, a few times in the beginning and stuff. But I just... I just don't have the time man, even to, to get into the chat because then I'll be there. For, even if it eats up 20 minutes, half hour, man, I'm screwed. It throws my whole freaking my whole plans off, you know, because I've been trying to get more on a, a little more of a steady sleeping schedule of some sorts. Because right. it has been 10 years since I've actually had some kind of a schedule. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm getting older. My birthday's in a month. 710. 710. No kidding. Yeah. That's a lucky a few years ago and somebody made reference and I'm like, what the hell does that mean? And then he told me, oh yeah, no shit. Huh? <laughs> 42710, baby. 42710. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like being born on the 4th of July for weed or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. No shit. Huh? <laughs> Why do you guys do 420? He was a huge pothead. That's awesome. Right. Right. That's why I was. That, that's why I began growing. You guys didn't know that way back then. I already knew what it meant. Fucking <laughs> <Nice. laughs> <Like> bullshit. <laughs> Get so a if you're born on Thanksgiving, does that mean you just love yeah. food or something? Born to eat. Born to chow down. <laughs> I came here to like, do two things: kick ass and eat fucking grass. <laughs> All that ass. <laughs> right? Oh shit, man. Uh, what's new with you, Fumi? You coming up with any new new gear that you're gonna be throwing out there? Got some fun shit uh coming. Uh it's pretty annoying because it's gonna take a second here, but finally it's not gonna take, you know, six months or something. It's gonna be less than that, but it's still longer than I want it to be. But it's coming. Are sure. it's fucking coming? I'm quite excited. I think folks will be quite pleased. Uh, and if things work out, there's going to be a bunch all at once. So we'll see how it goes. You know, I, I don't like to make plans too much because things always fucking uh, get in the way. But hopefully, hopefully, hopefully there will be some interesting shit to work through. So 
Yeah, yeah. When you do a drop, we should do a show, a drop, a drop show. You know, seriously. I mean, you know, if you don't promote yourself, it's not like you got a big advertising campaign out there like some of these guys. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm going to try to do it. I'm uh, uh, a couple things working on in in the the background. I don't know. It's kind of a weird thing. You know, uh, Charlie's farm and I were talking, you know, just a few weeks ago, I was uh, considering kind of, uh, honestly, I was considering like, uh, not super seriously, but I, it was in the cards. I was like, I don't know, maybe I should just give all this shit up, give up the YouTube channel and everything else. Cause there was a bunch of drama in the, the behind the scenes. And then a bunch of my friends were like, no, what the fuck are you talking about? Like those people bark is much worse than their fucking bite and on and on and on. And sure enough, that was basically the case. It was all a bunch of fucking trash. And so now uh, it's weird how, you know, a month basically can change things. Cause yeah, there's a bunch of stuff that I'm kind of thinking about in the, the, the background that I think will be really, really killer. I like just really, really sick stuff. So we'll see how it goes. You know? Good. Hopefully Sounds like you got the, 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 the fire in your eye again. Yeah. It, it right? was, it was getting dim, bro. Yeah, man. And I'm, I don't mean to be all dramatic about that either, but no, I, you know, I, I could hear it in your voice. I was mm-hmm. like, no, man, you, you're so needed. You, you just don't, you don't, you know, Appreciate it, buddy. Well, no matter what anybody says, I don't give a shit what anybody else says anyway. They don't pay my bills. Right. So it's like, you know, you're my friend, brother. Period. I've known you fucking for now online, now through Zoom, at least a year anyway. Mm-hmm. But we've known each other since the TGA days and beyond, oh, yeah. actually. There was a yeah. World Tube round table or something. I don't oh, know yeah. what the hell it was. Yeah. Gosh, that was a long time ago. Dude, Seems that like was fucking, you just... had the best i knew right then and there you are the best humor i'll say it again i know i've said it before but the your sarcasm your sarcasm and your humor were literally just so magnetic to me i was like this motherfucker knows his shit <laughs> he's fucking i don't think half the chat even fucking was getting what you were saying sometimes because some of the responses would be like i'd be looking at him going dude you don't understand he's just like completely you know being honest but dissing <laughs> at the same time man you know, a little subliminal there, dude. If it's not like outright, you don't see that sarcasm outright. I'll just, I'll use the euphemism of it was subliminal. <laughs> it was just like so blunt, but in a good way. It wasn't, it wasn't, listen, it wasn't being derogatory and it wasn't being defaming and it wasn't being anything like that. It was just kind of being honest and just like basically right up front with everything. I can't remember exactly what some of the shit was, but I, I just remember being, I, I'd be by myself laughing. So I'm thinking if anybody saw me, they'd think I was fucking crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I was laughing a lot, fucking all by myself. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I knew, man. Yeah. Uh, the other thing, too, you know, if you meet with all the bullshit and drama, man, the only thing I can say is, you don't come across as anybody but somebody who whose word is good, hmm. who doesn't, you know, embellish or, um, you know, hyperbole, whatever friggin' word you want to put on it. You don't, you don't, you know, you're not a liar. You speak, you speak your truth. And, you, you know, even from this distance, you, you can, you can hear and, you know, at least you know, anybody at my age anyway, you know, you know when somebody's bullshit and when they're not, you can smell bullshit a mile away most of the time, you know what I mean? So, but you always had integrity. Thank you. I mean, and that's, that. and that's, that means more to me than anything else is integrity, period. And, um, you know, not that my, my opinion means anything. I mean, I'm just a freaking humble guy here. I'm a mortal like everybody else. You know, my shit stinks just like everybody else's. 
And um, yeah, it just, you know, it just kind of baffled me. Like how, you know, the integrity thing, that's all. That's all. I don't want to say anymore. That's all. No, I, yeah. I, I really appreciate like, the kind geez, of thoughts, my friend, honestly. And uh, like, I got don't they so know much, that? Uh, <laughs> Don't they know that? That's kind of where I was going. You know, I don't, I, well, I don't think some of these other folks do, and I think uh, some other folks don't live on a, on a, a, I don't know, sort of a, I don't know, maybe on the same playing field or something. They don't treat people the same way. I've heard yeah. in in more recent times, basically, okay, there's been grumblings and rumblings about such and such and so and so and blah blah blah. So it's like, you know, I've said this before. I think you said this honestly. How you do one thing is how you do everything. You know, like how you do, or maybe somebody else told me this the other day. How you do business is how you do everything, how you do, uh, uh, I don't know. There's a, a bunch of different ways to say that expression, you know, but like right, basically right. how you do one thing is how you do a lot of things. Right. And sure. so long story short, I think I said maybe to you and to a, a few other folks that were just kind of giving me advice. I was like, this can't be the only time that this has happened. You know what I mean? Like I can't right. be the only guy right. that basically has gotten screwed over by these people. This can't yeah. be the only conflict. Not, sure, sure, sure enough. You know, like it's not the only one. And so, yeah, right. like, how do I say that? That's a, uh, I, I always try to live my life in a kind of, uh, first of all, it's easier because it I'm, I'm a little bit of a procrastinator, a bit lazy. So it's a lot easier sure. to live honestly than it is to live. That's why we get along. Life. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it's, it's too much fucking work to lie all the time. You know, like you have yeah, to remember man. this and that. And oh my God. What story was that? Shit. <laughs> did I, did I wipe my ass with my right hand or my right. left hand? What did I tell him? Shit. That's it. That's it. Was it the yep. blue dress or the red dress? Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, come on, you know. So, like, six months later, you have no idea. So, it's much easier just to tell the truth. You know? That's right. And it's, That's I don't right. know, it, I, I think uh, not a lot of times in life, but sometimes it does pay off to be kind of a decent, honorable person, you know. So, for example, when yeah. you do kind of get screwed over, then other people can kind of see, oh, you know what, I can kind of tell yeah. who the good guy was. You have a track record, you know I mean? bro. You have a, a little track bit, record. You know, it honestly, yeah. it honestly helps. It uh, absolutely does. Your history yeah. means everything, brother. Yeah. My father used to say when I was growing up, man, he goes, listen, if your word is no good, you're not a man. And remember this, your past will always at some point the, could potentially come back to bite you in the ass. Huh. So, yeah, and my grandfather was the same way. It was, you know, they weren't perfect men, but they, they were men of integrity. My grandfather, especially my father. Yeah, you know, he, they were just, um, and that's what they, they always told me. It's just, if your word's no good, you're not a man, period. Because that's all you have. It's all you have when, you get, when it comes down to it. So when you have a track record and people know you well enough and long enough, <laughs> something that is not a character, it's going to hit them in the face and be like, wait a second, what? Yeah. Who? That, that's not the guy I know. <laughs> not the guy I know, motherfucker. Mm. Yeah, hell no. So that's why it's always good to play above board all the time. Period. Yeah, man. Period. No, I appreciate that. Honestly, I appreciate the kind words and I appreciate the the kind thoughts. I don't know. It's it's not always the easiest thing. Easiest thing to uh, sort of I don't know. I, I don't mean to say t- take the high road necessarily because that's not necessarily it. To be honest, but uh, I don't know to just not right. take the low road. Maybe you know what I mean. It's definitely not the easiest thing. It certainly would be easier to right. talk shit. Right. I think my uh, humidifier singing song songs of its people. But uh, what was I going to say? Yeah, man, you know, it's, yeah. it's sometimes time-consuming and everything else. And, uh, right, gonna do? right. It's not worth it. It's not worth it. It's just it's not worth it. You got to, you know, anybody can do that. But you know what? You're not necessarily taking the high road. You're just taking the smart road. Hmm. Just a smart. Just yeah, it's, it's an intelligent thing to do. 
Yeah, even if you don't really care about the morality or anything else, you're right. It's just the smarter and and, and easier way to just be honorable and decent. Because it will come through. Pardon? So all I was going to say is, even for folks that don't know you, that if they ever heard of the situation and then, you know, got to know you even a little bit within a day or so, would see like, well, it doesn't seem like this guy is, you know, it shows it. In other words, you know, people can see it. It's not something that you can hide. So sorry. Go ahead. Thanks, man. No, I was just saying, uh, I think there's a little bit of a lag here on the internet tonight. Uh, Flora's asking, asking here, um, how do you feel when other breeders cross your gear? Uh, I feel like it's cool. Uh, they thought they made, they thought I made something they thought highly enough to cross and pass forward. I have no issues if they cross my stuff. Uh, he's asking at me. I think we can ask at anybody. We can ask at Charlie's too. Uh, I think it's fine. I mean, honestly, like uh, uh, the seeds and the, the genetics exist to be created into something else. You know, like how do I say? Um, I'm very much into to art, and I've always uh, really loved art and art history and everything else. And so, in in a very serious way, I always kind of think of a lot of the things that I do a little bit as art like little pieces of art, basically. And so, for example, when I think of, for example, uh, uh, cannabis, uh, it is both uh, kind of a, you know, just roll with me on the metaphor. It's a piece of art. It's a, it's a sculpture. It's a, it's a, it's a painting. It's a performance, whatever, you know, let's just roll with me for, for, for a moment. Just kind of, uh, we're, we're pretending, right? Uh, but how do I say it's also a paintbrush, you know? So for example, if you find that wonderful painting, so for example, you found out of a pack of seeds, you found a Van Gogh. It's that wonderful, just flavorful, <clears throat> you know, powerful, high yielding plant. Well, you can also use that plant to paint on other plants. You know what I mean? It's both this art, artistic work, but it's also something you can paint on other things. As a breeder, you can find this, you know, you have your own wonderful male that will do such and such things to it. And then you find this other, this one, it, it has nice colors and nice, uh, uh, berry terps and whatever else you can use that to paint something in the future. And then, how do I say this? Uh, who was it? Uh, Jinx Proof was just uh, just uh, posted something the oh. other day about electric watermelon. I think is the name of the strain. And he he was yeah. uh, basically posting that people have been like ripping off that strain, trying to sell electric watermelon. And he was basically saying, no, electric watermelon is something that I created just for breeding purposes. So it's like an intermediary step for him. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah. Uh, Cannabis can be this kind of paintbrush that you paint like a, a ruby jack, the ruby slipper. It was a three-way cross. So chances are they bred it once and then they bred it again, probably. However, we'll have to have Stevie on here to see how they actually did it. But it's like this, it's a it's a it's an artistic implement too. It's not just a piece of art. I don't know, I'm babbling like a crazy person, but uh I guess what I mean to say is that I think it's kind of a high honor if a breeder uh and that goes for any breeder, that goes for some established famous breeder, but that also goes for uh you know, a, a, a backyard hobby breeder, you know what I mean? Like if anybody chooses to take your genetics and pass them on to something else, either as a, uh, um, a preservation project or as a breeding project, I think that's a nice honor, but you know, you can turn that honor into a dishonor by basically being dishonorable, you know, like <clears throat> if it was a tester, probably shouldn't be uh, breeding with it. You should probably breed only with stuff that has been released. Or if you ask nicely, you know what I mean? Like if you asked me nicely as a tester, or whatever, I might say yes. But if you just roll with it, basically as a tester, that's kind of not kosher. You know, a few people did that, honestly. And I just kind of rolled my eyes because I was like, all right, it wasn't technically against the rules, but I mean, you know, like fuck you very much a little bit, you know? Uh, but how do I say this? But once a person gets a, a regular pack of seeds from me as a gift or after they've bought it or whatever, 
it's kind of an honor for them to pull something out of that and actually create something with it. But they should, again, ideally uh, have not stolen it from me in the first place and then in the second place basically not steal the name. So not rename it, not turning it into something else. Like that was one of Subcool's pet peeves. He was like, all right, if you want to breed my shit, fine, but say the fucking name of the strain. Say where you got it. That's all. And then basically that's all I would say too. So if someone were to just be like, oh my God, I found this wonderful Morgana. It would work really, really well with this other male I have, or I feminized some other, I don't know, I feminized GMO or something. It would work really well with Morgana. Fine. That'd be great. Just remember to put Morgana across to, you know, GMO or something. That's how I would look at it. You know, I, I, I would be. Losing it, Fumi. You know? I'm losing it. Are you losing it? Uh, yeah, I think you are. Cause we're losing your video too. Not too bad. Well, shit on a biscuit, I don't know. We'll see. And if uh, Charlie's farm, uh, <coughs> if his internet doesn't uh, fix up, I don't know. Maybe we'll Yeah. Is that me? Is that me? I think it, it might be you, now. man. I think it might be yours. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, this time of night, I can have a little glitch in my freaking Wi-Fi. Huh. That's why I'm thinking of getting T-Mobile. Yeah. <laughs> Screw this, this spectrum chat of crap I still have. Yeah, I have T-Mobile's way better, too. So, And I have T-Mobile service anyway on my phone, so, you know. Might as well do it. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry about that, guys. Glad I don't know where it is, man. It's not your yeah. fault. So what were you saying? So you were saying, it's, you know, and I agree with you. I think it's a huge compliment for somebody who want to use your genetics. Mm -hmm. And I think you're absolutely right. It is a, it's a work of art. Sometimes you want to create something with something that you found from somebody else in order and cross that in order to maybe mm -hmm. bring something out. Oh, and yep. from what one of yours to bring it to something else to bring it to something else yep. i do believe that just out of pure etiquette and i mean uh you know good protocol i think is to give credit where credit is due don't you know um but then you can get into the whole you know some of these big breeders that you know they fight over stuff you know yeah. what i mean you know um we, we don't want to go down that road because that's a totally different animal you know because they can really start getting in freaking going to court and everything else on this yeah. bullshit, you know, because it is worth sometimes millions of dollars, as we all know. Absolutely. I mean, you look at the, the way the, the, the some of the big companies now, you know, I get I get this uh, publication every week called Weed Week. You guys know about that? His I name is Alex. To, my goodness, I don't uh, read it anymore. Yeah, really upped it. He really upped his game. And I knew it because I've been I've been with him since the very beginning when it was nothing but an email. Huh. And now he's got, you know, he's got backing. Uh, he's got some serious freaking people that are doing some reporting, um, some good reference, obviously, uh, referencing, you know, everywhere he's getting his facts and um, great articles from all over the country and the world on the cannabis and the industry. Some of the big players, man, they're making some big moves. I mean, Cookies is merging with um, with a, a local guy around here. I, I wish I could remember the name of his, uh, his store. I can't remember what the hell it is. He's out in Amherst. But, um, you know. Cookies now is the first uh, billion dollar cannabis business. Wow. Billion with a B. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah. The revenue expectations. Sorry. Go ahead, D. Sorry, buddy. No, I, I was just saying we have one of those stores in cannabis. Yeah. I know Smash was saying there's one in Worcester, and I know there's one in Boston now. We're going to be one in Boston. I know that. Yeah, it really blows my mind. It's, it's, uh, it's it shouldn't be surprising because it's always some kind of a weird little company that has a weird name and a weird hook and whatever else that basically starts to take the competitive advantage. But it just when you think about it, it just kind of boggles me. It's like, really? 
with that strain, with that everything, I mean, I'm not yeah. talking shit because they have a great name. They have a great, it's recognizable. Who doesn't like cookies? Um, yeah. I mean, really, yes. like li- literally that statement, who the fuck doesn't like cookies? And so, I mean, you name something cookies, of course, they're going to fucking like it. Uh, the graphics are good. The, 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 I mean, probably half the people, probably most of the people that know the brand don't even buy the weed, right? They might not, they might not even know that they make weed. They just buy those freaking sweaters because they're catchy colors and it says cookies on it. I mean. It's a, the mind right. boggles, but you're also not surprised. It's a funny. They got thing, a huge right? marketing machine behind them. Mm-hmm. Huge marketing machine because you know, Wiz Khalifa. You know, he's a smart, smart cookie. <laughs> Pun intended. He is a smart cookie man, and everybody that he's brought in as a player in that company, that he, they, or and vice versa, he was brought into. But I mean, they got a machine that's just absolutely unstoppable. They're in Spain. They're all over the world globally. Oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I mean, and that's what it's all about because it's going to be about the branding. Everything is about branding. It doesn't matter what it is. I don't care if it's freaking baby formula. I don't care if it's freaking a car. It doesn't matter. It's branding. It's getting you to feel a certain way about a certain product, product. you know, that's advertising. It's all about feelings, brother. Mm-hmm. Getting separating you from your money. And you will buy things if you feel, you know, that's why, you know, um, you know, if you know anything about sales, human behavior, social science, you know, certain behavior that marketers know. I mean, from the fact that, you know, we all, like they always say, we have, we are more alike than we will ever be different. And that's such a fact, especially when it comes to our, our habits, I mean, just the way our minds think. So, and they know how to pinpoint that. They know how to really freaking, you know, drill down and freaking, you know, hit the bullseye. And there's all, you know, you wonder why all these social studies are done about human behavior. Forget about just to, to track down a freaking serial killer. It's to separate you from your money and the politicians as well get a hold of that stuff. That's exactly what they want. They want to know how we behave. And we do we behave in a certain way. So marketing is a huge thing. I guess that's my whole point. And they know how to do it really well. And it's about creating that feeling. You know, and if you walk away feeling good, you're going to come back. Period. So, um, and like you said, you know, they get the name and no. who's not going to like cookies, period. It's a draw no matter what. It's a win-win. No. Yeah. So, but, you know, that's just one of many that are going to be. So, all right, D, go ahead. I like the forum cup myself. Yeah, I've never had that one. I would really like to get a hold of that one. It's good. Yeah, yeah. I've actually only had a couple of cookies cuts in my in my. And once they have once they have the um um oh god no the sweet island skunk I'm thinking about um no I had a I had a cookies cross from a THC Titan I had his uh yeah wow uh, uh, what was it begin with a D it was one of his very first before he even actually took off he sent me a pack he was a good shit he's like yeah dude I'll send you a pack because uh, he's doing really well I think now with his breeding though I haven't seen him post anything in a while but. Uh, I'm not on Instagram either, though. I don't go on. I'm on Instagram, but I don't go on Instagram. Another thing I was wasting six hours a day on. Six hours. Think about that now. Yeah, some days. Oh, yeah, I used to be on there all the time. (laughs) Me and Subby talking. I'm freaking. Me and Titan talking sometimes. Even me and Nick and Sylvia over there, freaking his and hers. Yeah, even uh, when I used to use my real name, uh, me and Grandmaster used to talk all the time, too. Before you know, he went dark there for a while, and then came back up a few years ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, I like Grandmaster Level. I think he's a good shit, man. He's done a lot of good for teaching people how to grow. I don't either. I used to watch his show uh, pretty regularly, and then for some reason, I think he was just on the wrong day or something. I was just busy. Never really watched the show. Yeah. I mean, he's more Saturday shows now. Yeah, Saturday nights. He's actually, uh, I mean, I'm still a monitor on his thing in his chat, you know what I mean? Whatever you call it, moderator, whatever the hell it is. But um, I listen in sometimes before you come on, if he comes on at nine o'clock sometimes. And then, um, and then uh, I always want to see his guests. Uh, anyway, uh, it's good to see Pinkus back there too. His Pinkus was on his original show years ago too. And then, uh, but then he had the falling out with fucking HLG. You know, he had that whole freaking spat. I, I don't know the details of that either. I just know that <clears throat> he wasn't happy about it. He started his own light company. But you want to talk about a go getter? I mean, you want to talk about somebody who's I mean, literally chasing guy, yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, when the hell does he sleep? Now he's twenty or thirty years younger than me, so. <laughs> I wish I was 20, 30 years young. I'd be doing a lot more, especially now with legalization. Are you shitting me? Oh, God, yeah. I mean, yeah. for real props. Yeah. Like, uh, he just definitely. He left his uh, one company and then basically decided to start his own uh, light company. You know? Yeah. I mean, yeah. folks have been asking in the chat. I, I still probably, honestly, I don't know too much about the lights. I mean, I, I guess we, you know, we looked at them or something on the show. They might be fine and everything else. I would wait for the V2. You know what I mean? Like for me, like someone that just started a lighting company, whatever, that's fine. He might be the best shit ever in the next generation, you know, like, and I, I'm, how do I put this? Who better than a grower to basically create a lighting company, right? Like uh, half the lighting companies that we know about were created by growers, right? But even still, I'd be like, eh, I'd wait for the second generation, but still props to him for actually going out and actually hiring engineers or you know whatever he had to do basically to to pick up an actual supply chain for fucking lights crazy pants yeah america and canada i think internationally too i mean that's bonkers yeah yeah so i mean yeah props to him and again the lights might be fine i don't know anything about them i just yeah they're basically like the uh just like dhlg's to an extent but he's just uh his or he can have you can actually fold his Huh. It's full. It's bendable yeah. right in the middle. I think it's an eight bar. I think it's an eight bar. His biggest one. Hmm. You know what I mean? And um, yeah, the engineering seems pretty good. Like I said, I'm not, a, I haven't tested them. I don't know anything about them either. If you mean, I'm not recommending anything to anybody. That's for sure. I don't, hmm. you know, not that my word means anything. Cause that's the thing, you know, like, how do I say this? I'm not trying to be an asshole, but it's like, right. you know, what if he, uh, cause he's an, an inexperienced at this. What if he contract, cause he probably had to contract with a bunch of different suppliers in China and China is a, bizarre place like you have to be really on the top of the ball to make them like basically do what they're supposed to do and how do i say this what if one of the suppliers is is secretly trash you know what if all the suppliers are good except his i don't even know the the, the knob or the wire supplier or something was bad you know what i mean it's basically ripping sure. them off and then those lights are going to basically fall apart in six to eight months yeah. we don't know that they might be wonderful they may be fantastic lights but i mean yeah. it's the first generation you know what i mean he's gonna have to work out the kinks and everything else hlg had to do that too even though sure. they have their own factories. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. No, you're absolutely right. It's like anything. You don't want to, yeah. I would, you know, my, my father used to always say, whatever you do, don't buy a car the first year it's made. Right. <laughs> he used to always say that. And a friend of mine, when I was really, really young, he got one of the first uh, Dakotas, I think they were called back then, a five speed, you know, and it was supposed to be this kind of, you know, this is probably mid seventies, uh, late seventies, whenever the hell they came out. It was, a, you know, it was a Dodge or Chrysler or whatever the hell it was. And I just remember being like so uncomfortable in the car, but he, he, something happened the first month he had it and he go, and he said to me, 
He goes, yeah, they haven't got all the kinks out. There's a recall on this. There's a recall on that. But that's back then, too, when, <clears throat> you know, with things being manufactured weren't, weren't as good as they are today. The 70s was just a horrible, you know, I mean, come on, AMF bought freaking Harley Davidson and started pumping out these crappy fucking motorcycles. Bill Harley finally bought this fucking, bought the brand name back. You well, know, I mean, like honestly, until recently, it was that case. Uh, it was honestly the same way with uh, uh, even phones. Then I'm thinking about it. I remember I almost always had the uh, the S version of whatever phone, uh, whatever iPhone I had. I basically waited the first year they released it, and then the second year when they kind of refined it, I get that one basically. And uh, yeah, I don't even remember I where say, I started on that cycle. I think basically a bunch of my friends had yeah. defective phones, and so I just pretty much waited until That's they funny. refined the freaking uh, the, the yeah. design. You know? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I used to read the reviews when they when when they first come out. But I'd start reading the reviews, and then I go on YouTube and see what kind of you know demos they'd be doing. Some of the guys that do some pretty serious demos, like especially when it came to the glass that they were using for the for the smartphones. You know what I mean? And uh, what grade glass they are supposed to be using? And they would do all these tests with the razor blade and they uh, and, and, a, and a screwdriver and, and et cetera, et cetera, and uh, and show you what the exact grade of glass and what the false advertising was. And um, yeah, I mean, there's a lot. Problems with those first gen freaking phones that used to come out, man. And still to this day, I mean, even when I got my S twenty, I got I got I got the S twenty Ultra Note Note Ultra. You know, first first forty days it was out. I wanted it bad though because I got the S ten Ultra. Actually, I got the S ten. I wanted the Ultra five G, and that's the phone I thought I was getting, and I didn't get it. I got the just the uh, the uh, the S ten, the one in the middle. They didn't give me that. I wanted the Ultra. I wanted that 5G. And when they didn't do that, a little over a year later, when they came out with the S20 Note, it had the biggest screen, which is what I wanted. And uh, that's one of the reasons why I wanted the uh, S10 Ultra was for the screen size. And then, um, <clears throat> so I bought it the first 40 days it was on the market, man. Paid a nominal late damn thing. But even the first couple of months, they had to they had to give the up they had to give the upgrades in the system. You know, system upgrades, not necessarily the phone itself, the hardware or anything. But they had to keep doing freaking system up, up updates, mm-hmm. so to get all the kinks out of the programming, you know what I mean. So, right. um, but it, you know, it worked. It worked out. I mean, it, the glitches weren't anything major for me anyway. I don't know about anybody else, but it really didn't disrupt my freaking use of the phone. So, but um, yeah, it's always advisable never to buy the first job, anything for that matter. But he does have a reputation to deal with, you know. One of the things was integrity. That's why he left the HLG was the integrity thing, you know, mm-hmm. and having his name on it. That was his big biggest complaint, from what I heard anyway, just from what I heard on the sh- show. And what he was saying. Sorry, sorry, Bill. Oh, by the way, cheers, guys. We haven't said hello to uh, Hillbilly Herb and uh, Captain Four Twenty. What's going on, Hillbilly? Oh, hey there. Yeah, got some uh, legends on the panel. I didn't want to uh, jump in and interrupt, but uh, just happy to say hello to y'all. Welcome. Right on. Cheers, man. Cheers, buddy. See ya. Cheers, Uh, Billy. And by the way, Captain Fortune, welcome, my friend. Charlie. What's going on, Captain? Hey, Captain. Everybody out in chat. Cheers, dude. Captain's on the deck. That's it. I'm on we've the never deck said that before. Captain's on deck. What's that, Captain? <laughs> I'm on deck, and uh, this time next week, uh, we will be 10,000 miles away. No shit. 
Uh, let me see if I can find the story. There was just a story about, uh, there's been a bunch of stories in Thailand lately. <clears throat> Let's see here. Um, yeah, the one I spotted oh, today was something about a big seed drop, like everybody's getting seeds or something. Wow. Well, they, they have to because what they're allowing to be grown in Thailand uh, doesn't naturally grow in Thailand. CBDs do not grow in Thailand. THC over 0.2% is still illegal. Wow. Oh, interesting. That's an absolutely bizarre. Yeah, I'm trying to find this story here, but it did say, like, in fact, we were just talking to, about this on the show. Thailand launched its campaign flour. to give away 1 million free cannabis plants, but discourages getting high. i heard people basically i saw people on reddit kind of saying that this is basically the government sort of nudging their way i don't know i wonder what you think uh uh, captain 420 because this is this is so bizarre like they're they're basically it seems like a a reversing course here i'll read this a little bit first before uh uh, i think i basically talked about this a couple days ago but we'll just uh, rephrase this so thailand launches its campaign to give away one million free cannabis plants but discourages getting high from a couple days ago on uh, abc.net.au. Thailand's launched its uh, campaign to give away 1 million free cannabis plants, but it's discouraging people from getting high and is warning recipients could still fall fall afoul of the law. On Friday, a day after decriminalizing marijuana growth for commercial purposes, Thailand's government began distributing plants, but with a stern warning. Don't use it and sit smiling at home and not get any work done. They literally said that, quote, don't use it and sit smiling at home and not get any work done, unquote, said Thailand's health minister, Anutan Charnavirakul, at the launch in northeastern Buriram province, where the first thousand plants were being distributed. Those things are not our policies. We've erased the stigma. It's being washed away like removing a tattoo. Don't let it come back. He added that cannabis should be used to improve health. On Thursday, cannabis was delisted from the country's narcotics list, allowing people to grow the plant if they registered on a government smartphone application called Pluk Ganja, which translates as Grow Ganja. Authorities are, however, discouraging its recreational use, while smoking in public could lead to fines or prison time. Mr. Chernobyl said uh, more than 300,000 people had registered for the app, which had millions of downloads from people wanting to learn more about cannabis. Millions! The psychoactive compound in marijuana... Uh, the, the, the is limited to 2.2% in cannabis extracts and products that can be sold in Thailand, which include oils and can. I mean, how do you get, like, looking at it wrong, you get 0.2% THC, right, Captain 420? Hold on a second here. Thailand also legalized medicinal marijuana in 2018 for medical use only, but is now banking on developing it as a cash crop and building a lucrative local industry. Uh, according to Thailand's uh, corrections department, since the law changed this week, 3,000 people have been freed from prison after being held on cannabis-related crimes. So, seriously mixed fucking signals, Captain 420. What do you think about all this? Well, I, you know, coming from the medical here in the United States and seeing how it's progressed and how we use medical to basically lay the foundation for wreck. So just look at it at exactly what they said. Don't smoke it and get high. 
So basically what they're doing is they're allowing these Western companies to come into Thailand and set up shop with CBDs. And then once they milk that money and the envelopes get bigger, then they'll allow recreational and THC. And they'll play it off as, well, we started with CBD. It went okay. Now we're moving to this. Mm. And all it is is to get large companies, hey, if you come in at CBDs, you'll be the first ones to get permits for THD. Interesting. So they is it basically the way out. you're describing it is it's uh, it's kind of a corrupt process, maybe, no? Uh this is a recorded show, please. <laughs> that's true, that's true. No comment. No comment. <laughs> I hear uh, this is recording. Basically the smoking of cannabis in public. Can, if someone complains, okay, they're not going to be out like patrolling for it. But if someone complains, you will get a fine. And, you know, they, they talk about jail time, but that will probably not happen. Uh, the growing of plants with THC, they did not say anything about that. They said concentrates, but you can't smoke flour in Thailand as of kind of right now without a permit. And it's usually limited to medical patients. There are a whole bunch of things that these are not including in all these advertisements because they're trying to build Thailand up as something. But then they still come out and say, but we're not going to be like Amsterdam. So they're not going to have coffee shop. I don't know. I don't know what's so wrong with Amsterdam. I mean, even Amsterdam famously is not like Amsterdam anymore, right? Milis told us that, that basically the the, the fun old days are kind of over. I mean, they still have coffee shops, but it's, it's a very different selection. The whole culture is a little bit different now. Like what's wrong with that? Honestly, I I think people just don't stop and talk about it enough. They actually, you're literally just talking about they made it a lot stricter over there. That's true. That's exactly right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember the company Canna was over here and they were like, you know, uh, they were at one of the Bloom Garden Supply, uh, how fun it used to be in the good old days of grocery stores. They used to have these summer festivals, right, before COVID. And so the, the Canna guy, Chet, I think was the guy's uh, name, like from South Africa or something. Anyway, this kind of larger than life guy. <clears throat> he'd hand out all kinds of freaking gear and whatever. And he was like, enjoy it, enjoy it, enjoy it, guys. This is the last one. This is the last one with the swag. And we're all like, what are you talking about? And he's just literally giving out bundles of stuff. And he's like, yeah, they changed all the rules in, in Holland. And I don't remember exactly because it's been four or five years now. But he was like, yeah, I'm not going to be able to give out free stuff anymore. I, ba- I basically cannot talk about weed. Uh, we essentially can only talk about nutrients anymore. Like we might even have to change our name on and on. And like literally the company cannot. Apparently they didn't have to change their name. But, you know, sure enough, they have to real hush hush about what yeah. it is that they're uh, uh, providing nutrients for from a, a dutch nutri- nutrient company it's absolutely bizarre right. that's yeah. i think that's one of the reasons why house and garden moved to to humboldt county because they were just like yeah. fuck this is too hard yeah. let's just leave yeah yeah in, a, in amsterdam they took out the alcohol drinking 
they had to have a separate license. You had to move it into a separate building. They couldn't be in the same ones, like you were saying. Uh, ashtrays with coffee shop names on them, that was no longer allowed. Uh, you know, there was a bunch of laws that were changed that curbed, and they basically cut out probably about 2,000 coffee shops out of Amsterdam. Mm. That's crazy. I mean, you know, it's a shame this plant's never done anything good for humankind, except, you know, we wouldn't have our modern world and planet that we have in society that we have without it. You know, it's just oh, it's, it's, it's ridiculous when I watch some of those documentaries and think about the history and how we're just sort of hitting this enlightened time where it's OK to have this plant. It makes me crazy that it's been like robbed from our society for all this time, like natural plant medicine. We're not allowed to have it. It just boggles the mind. Yeah, for, for, for such for right. such bad reasons too. That's the thing, you know. Like, uh, right? You know, the anslinging all and all those fuckers. Such all bad reasons. Yeah, there's I mean, it's really all such no modern, right? Like the last yeah. hundred years or, or even yeah, less. yeah. Hearst, Hearst started it all buying up the freaking. He didn't want, you know. Basically, he owned all the big news. I mean, this is one of many dominoes to fall that created the you know environment and atmosphere that's going to take generations to get out of. It's not going to happen in the next, you know, even maybe 15 years. It's going to take at least a generation to get out of this sweet stigma bullshit and really see what the potential of this planet can do. But, um, you know, I started with the, with the uh, buying up of the, you know, Northern California forests and all the freaking forests up in Oregon. You're, you're part of the woods in, in Washington State on all the newspapers. You know, back then, those tyrants, all they did was, you know, everything was going to be in-house. The papers are produced in-house, just like, you know, uh, Carnegie or, or Rockefeller or uh, J.P. Moore. I mean, you know, they didn't they didn't have outside, you know, Rockefeller didn't have an outside freaking refinery. He built his own. He, he literally from freaking from from drilling to, to getting it into the, to the homes and actually finding a use for it. I mean, you know, that was all done in-house. And that's Hearst. Hearst started with his newspapers. I mean, he literally owned them all from the Boston Globe. I think it was the Boston American, Boston Herald American, Chicago Times. All the big ones, LA Times. I mean, that's obviously where he was stationed out there in, in, his, in his big old freaking castle that he built from, with all his money. But he started writing the editorials in his newspapers back at the turn of the century, demonizing immigrants and uh, any, any minority that he could, demonizing them, saying they're taking, you know, bringing up just the same argument that's today. No, no different. They're bringing the drugs. You know? And he used to use, he used to use a pen name when he wrote the editorial. So nobody knew it was him. You can go back and read. Oh, wow. Some of these from the 1890s, man. He was pretty ruthless. And, um, you know, they didn't even swear to back then when it came to discrimination, as we all know. And, uh, you know, he used the Mexican word marijuana for cannabis because it sounded more evil. And then, you know, he was the one, obviously, with RKO and, uh, and Hughes, because uh, Hughes owned RKO, if I'm not mistaken. Howard Hughes. And, uh, you know, that's where we from Madison 1933 came about. And it's a Hearst production. It says it right at the end. And uh, Randolph Hearst. And uh, and it was literally a smear campaign. I mean, you talk about a powerful man who wanted to snuff out the freaking hemp and cannabis industry, and then create his own industry with the with the with the, with timber, which he did. But he had all the fat cats, including the presidents, in their back pockets. You know, obviously they tug a war, but in the end, you know, it's those fat cats got their way. Period. I mean, J.P. Morgan. You know anything about J.P. Morgan? He was literally. 
nobody today with the wealth that J.P. Morgan had in today's wealth could even come close to touching what he had. That's how rich these people were back then. You know, you remember there was no income tax. <laughs> that was just one of the many perks that they got. But there was no income tax back then. So, yeah, and there's another that, uh, thing. You know, when he started a smear campaign, I've heard about Rockefeller real quick, uh, Captain Fortuny, that Rockefeller was worth about two point two trillion in today's money. So, like, it's it, it, one of these days, one of these yeah. fucking charlatans will get there. Go ahead, for uh, Captain Fortuny. And there's, I've got two things here. One, uh, relating to Thailand, you have to understand. Since 2014, they've been underneath a military a coup. So if the coup goes away, laws will change very quickly. Uh, the other part was it was the follow standard oil that actually put uh, Enslinger into the public and political ring. And it was the Drug Act of 1914, I believe, where you had to get prescriptions and then go to the pharmacy to get your cocaine or your uh, opiates, where before you could just go to the pharmacy and say, I need this. Yeah, those are the laws that Teddy Roosevelt didn't think were going to be constitutional, and he didn't think because he had to send troops over to the China wars. I know I've already hashed this on the show. But you're absolutely right, Captain. He's the one who wrote the first drug laws that were on the books, the restrictions, alcohol, all those. And um, obviously not alcohol back then, but um, yeah, he, he wrote those laws and he, he absolutely thought that they would never pass muster constitutionally. He said, I'm writing these laws only because I can't send boys over to China to die. when We have such a freaking addiction problem here with morphine and, and opiates. And, um, but he said, he goes, this is unconstitutional. It's not my right to tell any American citizen what he has the right to make himself happy. He, I have no right to do that because it's, Literally, the pursuit of happiness is an individual pursuit. And whatever makes you happy, you are constitutionally allowed to do, supposedly, as long as it doesn't affect society in a negative way or anybody else. So he didn't think they were going to pass, but they passed because you had the suffrage movement back then and a lot of pressure on the politicians. And they just let it slide. And nobody really contested it as far as I I remember correctly from my studies. I, I don't think anybody contested it. So it never even made it to the Supreme Court. So, but you're absolutely right. 1914. By the way, I was just looking up a list. Then you have 1937. I mean, they only wanted licenses. They were only giving out licenses. Anslinger and the, and the, and the Narcotics Bureau to, to grow uh, hemp. It wasn't even, you know, it was just hemp. But they were giving out the licenses only so that they knew where these people lived and they could go arrest them after they paid for those licenses. 1937. Yeah. And then what happened, I guess the hemp sort of became inconvenient for the the gas farmers who wanted the the fossil fuels and stuff. Right, right. Crazy. Yeah, yeah. Plenty of other engines that were being invented back then that didn't run in gasoline. But you got to remember, Rockefeller, he had to do something with that byproduct he called gasoline. They didn't have any use for it. And he had millions, billions of gallons. Of course, he was friends with Henry Ford, who was trying to, you know, create an engine, uh, uh, you know, uh, a, you know, a uh, interior combustible engine, whatever the hell they call it. I always get the words slip my mind, but, you know, uh, an engine 
they can combust in, inside a housing. And gasoline was the trick. He had lots of it. It was cheap. Help him sell cars. It's a whole yeah, thing. But I forgot about this, but I'll go ahead, get the twenty. But Ford actually made a hemp car. Right. Right. But, you know, who can influence him with the gasoline? Yeah, so he was banking on both sides and the uh, gas lobby won out. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I mean, yeah. look at look what Teddy did. Teddy was a big business guy, Roosevelt, but he's the one who broke him up. They had so much power. Teddy Roosevelt, I mean, uh, J.P. Morgan was something. I forget what, like, what it was, but he likes to pass that freaking uh, uh, GPD. <laughs> you know, <laughs> freaking, what we made as a nation, like, he laughed at it. Like, I think it was like 10% of our economy were those four men. Carnegie, Ford, uh, Rockefeller, and J.P. Morgan. Those were the four big ones. And they literally were like a tenth of our economy. Their, their industries were a tenth of our economy. That's a lot of power. Probably half of the rest That's was Edison. I was just reading this about Edison. Mm-hmm. I forgot all the different fractal ways how this guy was an asshole. <clears throat> One of the many was uh, as a propagandist for the war on drugs, he focused on demonizing racial and immigrant groups. He targeted jazz musicians, in particular singer Billie Holiday, with narcotics agents arresting and handcuffing her for drug possession to her hospital bed while she was dying from liver disease and heart disease. I remember that. It was such a disgusting story. She was so frail, and they handcuffed her to her fucking bed. Yeah, and he only got the job because he was married to a woman whose father was a cabinet member, I believe it was, in close to Roosevelt. And they actually created the, or, or Hoover, I forget which, one of, one of the two, or worked with Hoover, whatever it is. But anyway, that's how he got his job to begin with. He was just an appointee and he literally had no qualifications whatsoever. He had no criminal justice background at all or anything to do with any kind of ju- judiciary, nothing. And they gave him the job because it was not what you know, it's who you know. Especially back, and it's still the way it is now. Right, right, right. Exactly right. He remembers. He remembers when he was first. I read. I read a book, uh, his autobiography, right before he died, and um, or I should say, biography, authorized biography, though. And uh, he was saying how um, the first day he was he was brought into the office, and I think it was Jay Edgar was telling him that he wanted to wanted him to eradicate the cannabis plant, the hemp plant. And he walked out of the office after the meeting and drove across the Potomac River. And as he sat there on the bank, and he pulled over right after the bridge, a little rest area sightseeing. And he goes, I looked on both, both, both sides of the shore, both sides of the bridge, you know, down the beach or the shoreline or whatever it was. He goes, all I could, all I could see, is, as far as the eye could see, was, was, was hemp. It's cannabis just growing on the shore. It's wild. <laughs> and they wanted me to eradicate this plant. I couldn't figure out why. But he goes, that was my that was my." you know, my, my duty or whatever, you know, my orders. So I was going to do it, but he himself had no, you know, at first was like, what the hell do they want me to eradicate this harmless plant for? You know, I mean, look what Nixon did. Nixon had his most conservative friend do a study, a two year study on cannabis and him. And he came back knowing that he would come, Nixon did this, knowing this guy would come back and say, this, this is an evil plant. There's no way in hell anybody, the public should have their hands on it, et cetera, et cetera. And he didn't. He came back and he came back and said, no, small amounts should be allowed to be grown in private, you know, people's backyards, basically is what he said. 
and uh, and it shows no harm to society, etc. And they buried it. They just buried it. You can see it now. You know, through the foyer, foyer act, you can see it. We we got to see it finally. But just crazy, seen, crazy. What's uh, what? It's just been a freaking. It's political football. Fuck! What was that movie? Oh shit! Now I can't think of the fucking actor. Um, the dude that plays the Johnny Cash clone. Basically, it was a funny movie with uh, John C. Ryan. Walk hard, walk hard, and that one scene where he busts You're in never the room. Never going to make it, Dewey. <laughs> but he busts in the room, and fuck, what's the? Uh, you don't want answer. none of this. You don't want none of this. It's the cheapest. It won't drug give you a hangover. It's not, hang- it's not a dick. It's not, not having for, for me. Fuck. I think I kind of wanted some of that. <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> that's it that was weed man it's not forming it's not this the same thing weed and mushrooms i mean it's just such a when you think about it it just it makes you sad that it was uh, illegal for all this time and the amount of people that had opiate addiction and depression issues and just you name it as a result of not having access to a fucking plant you can grow in your goddamn backyard like a tomato or same thing with mushrooms yeah. you can grow those mushrooms so easily like coots always telling me about how, how many mushrooms well, i mean whatever he's, he's he's developing new mixes and stuff he's doing coot stuff but like uh you know, how do I say this? It's not that hard to do either one, grow weed or grow mushrooms, you know? And the fact that it was yeah. banned to do either one is just ridiculous. Yeah. Well, and just even the, the stigma that hangs around. I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm similar vintage to some of you folk. And growing up, you know, with that 80s, just say no mantra. Like, I live in a, an illegal place and I still look over my shoulder like, oh, shit, is this okay? Like, I, you know, it's ingrained. <laughs> Drugs are bad, okay? Yeah, that's a fact. Ingrained is right. Even when it was legal here, I had a problem. The first freaking first year it was legal here. I had I, had, I went and picked up four ounces from a free a quarter pound from a friend of mine, and um, actually he was the IT dude from a freaking for the store and um, an undercover cop, gangbang cop, freaking saw us just he, him handing me you know one of the old plastic freaking chopping bags, you know, four ounces, but he thought it was something else. So I literally. Didn't think anything of it. We shot the shit for a minute. I get back in the car. Now I've got my friggin' like 18-month-old daughter in the car. I have my wife's driving. Thank God. And I just have the thing basically on my lap. And I just put it at my feet. We go across the street to a Dunkin' Donuts. And as soon as my, my wife puts it in park, this guy comes scooting up behind us. And he doesn't know the law yet. And I'm like, dude, we're allowed to have up to friggin' 10 ounces on us. Or, or at the time, anyway. I said, um, I have my medical, and I have my medical card too. And I said, I'm allowed to have up to 10 ounces on me. I said, uh, no, it wasn't in a locked uh, container. I didn't know. Yeah, did we just lose him? That sucks. Sorry. That's right? not nice the law. Story. That's not the law. So we lost your whole story, uh, Charlie's. Sorry, am I back? Yeah, you're back now. Yeah, you're running after the story. Yeah, sorry, guys. It's all right. So, yeah, so the moral of that story is, no, just joking. I don't know. I mean, we, we basically, what happened was the cop took, took the freaking weed. And uh, I had a, he actually had, a, had me summons to court, but he sent it to the wrong address, the summons. Mm-hmm. So next thing I know, I had a warrant, though. 
Yeah. And I had to go to court. I thank God I had, you know, I got a, I got a few friends in the system. And I'm like, this should be a no take prosecute. I should not even be in front of this judge right now. Yeah. And then I wanted the shit back. And um, yeah, I was in Brockton too. I'll never forget it. And, um, and uh, but I never got it back. And I forget what the, what the, what the disposition was on it. It's not, you know, thankfully, I think it was, um, I think it was a dismissal, but still, I mean, all that hassle I had, you know, of course I'm going to pay my friend, you know, he's representing me. I'm not going to, sh- you know, shortchange my friend say, Hey, can you do this for free? You know what I mean? So he gave me the family price, obviously, which was extremely generous of him, mm-hmm. but, um, and he didn't know the law either though. Oh, I mean, that's how new the law was. And, you know, funny enough, I was, I don't mean to keep babbling, but I was watching this this YouTube channel tonight, right before I came on with you guys real quick, I was showing my wife, but it's called the walk of shame. Anybody else heard of this channel? And what they do is they, they're they're first and fourth amendment guys and they go out and they just basically test cops to see what they're going to do by doing nothing. They're just sitting, standing there. They'll, they'll, you know, in certain States, they'll actually go up to the, on the car, on the, on the station premises and go right up to the cop cars and start filming inside the cop cars. They've caught in a couple of cops sleeping and stuff like that but how do, how they escalate every single time how they escalate stuff and they do not de-escalate ever and it's a shame because um most of i listen i got family that are cops and uh but they're all the same it doesn't apply to them the law does not apply to a cop period no i had one of my best friends i told you he gets shit faced with me on a tuesday night after you know he taught one of my uh emt classes and uh and uh, we go out for beers afterwards. And he was a cop, and um, he was such an arrogant prick that my hometown, after his rookie year, asked him to leave because he was pulling over too many freaking rich people. But anyway, he he get off that stool stumbling, man. He was in wicked shape. He'd run 80 miles for this benefit every year down to the Cape. Wicked good shit. He's still a good friend of mine. But he get off that stool, man. I'd be like, Hey, Jimmy, want me to drive you home, man? Ah, fuck you. I got a gun and a badge. I can do whatever I want. Mm-hmm. Literally, that's what he would say to me. And the whole bar would hear him because he's fucking him and little Lewis is a new. But yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so they don't know law half the time, you know. And that's what, what this this channel shows. That, like the cops don't even know the law; they just violate civil rights. It's a lot of a lot of a lot of states, man. It's not a stop, a stop and search. They can't just stop you and ask you to change your name, ask you for ID just because you're standing there filming something, or just because you 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 look suspicious. You know, I've had to say it to police before. I got pulled over and the guy wants to search my car and he said, excuse me, I was going three miles an hour over the speed limit at about two o'clock in the morning going home. And we had just had a break and my wife actually walked in on him and my daughter at the time, probably three years old, walked in on these guys at 11, 1130 at night. The guy ran out the front door. They never saw him or heard him, but they sort of, you know, they actually pulled two trash bags out of our pantry to fill it up with our friggin' valuables. And one of them was laying on the middle of the living room floor, the dining room floor. I can't remember which. But so anyway, got, cop pulls me over because I had a piss so bad. I pulled over the side road on a hill and he was at the base of the hill in a bank parking lot behind the trees. I couldn't see him about 200 yards away. And not that I cared anyway. I wasn't doing anything. I just was pissing in a pissing real quick. And I didn't even get out of the freaking thing, out of the truck, you know. And um, he pulls me over. But I'm quarter mile down the road and uh, um he goes you're in a hurry huh and i'm thinking to myself going i was the the speed limit's 30 
I was only going 32 or 33 miles an hour because I, I saw him pull up behind me, first of all. Plus at two o'clock in the morning, I'm not a fool. I worked in the club so long. You don't, you know, you got to be careful between the hours of, of one and four, at least midnight and four, depending upon which town or city you're in around here. Because the cops are looking for the drunks. So he said, uh, he pulls me over. And I said, no, I'm not in a hurry. But I am on my way home. And I would like to get there. <laughs> it's 2 o'clock in the morning. I'm pretty hungry. And I'd like to see my wife and daughter. It's been a long day. And he goes, uh, he starts giving me a hassle. And he said, excuse me, sir. He said something about searching my car. And I had a QP sitting on the front floor. And freaking just old ice cream containers. You know, old Tupperware type, you know, gallon ice cream containers or whatever. So it must have reeked. And he goes, um, but that's not probable cause. Hasn't been for over a decade here in Massachusetts. So I said, have I committed a crime? Because he, he made reference to searching my car. And I said, have I committed a crime? Has a crime been called in? That I, do, do, I, do I fit the description of a crime, that, of a perpetrator of a crime that's been committed? And he was getting bullshit. Next thing I know, I got two other cruisers around me. And I'm like, oh, Jesus Christ. And he goes, well, there's been a lot of break-ins back there. You know, of course, he's, you know, he's like, I'm in a Jeep old Jeep Wrangler, Grand Cherokee, whatever the hell it was. And he's looking in the back, you know, seeing if I have any, there was a lot of B&Es around here lately. And I said, well, funny enough, I had a freaking break and entering in my house a couple of weeks ago in, in Northbridge. And um, sure enough, the cop, he, he called up, you know, he called up the uh, dispatch, had him check with the local cops. And sure enough, oh yeah, he was, he, he wanted to get me on something so bad. And I wasn't trying to be, I wasn't being arrogant and I wasn't being confrontational or argumentative. I was just stating my rights, just plain and simple, unemotional, no drama. Like, listen, man, it's been a long day. I must've worked 16, 17 hours that day for crying out loud. And I just wanted to get home. I'll never forget it. Yeah. Grafting cop, about, about 45, a little younger than I was. And, uh, and I'm at the time and I'm like, you gotta be kidding me, man. I said, you, you, you guys are harassing me like this. You're not going out getting real criminals. You got to be kidding me. Well, obviously. So anyway, of course, they got to let me go. But he was trying his ass off to get me. Yeah, on something. Because I think he really wanted to search the car. But either way, it was legal. I didn't have over my limit. There was nobody else in the car but me. So it didn't necessarily have to be in a lockbox. Around here, though, they find anything in the car, they get pissed. You know, Because they can't arrest you just anymore for a joint. They hate it. Most of the cops hated, especially the old guys. Still, you know, they're still on the friggin' the illusion that you know you're going to become, you know, we from madness shit. You know what I mean? And I mean it. They, they really are. They, they're brainwashed. Mm. You know, that's why I say it's going to be generational before it friggin' changes. God, I hope not, but you're probably right. Yeah. So many of our sucks. problems basically have been these kind of generational problems, and you just scratch your head because you're just like. Very right. easy issues to solve, you know. But yeah, yeah, a lot of, yeah. Totally. even the gun violence thing. I mean, yeah. it's it's the guns, man. Nobody wants to say. Listen, I'm gonna. I hope it's not a controversial. I mean, I believe everybody. I put it believe way. it or not, is a very controversial thing because the yeah. gun people will tell you, no, 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 it's not the guns, it's the people. See, yeah, it's not the people in the other countries really, don't do those things. You no, know, yeah, we are the only country that has this problem only country on the planet and they'll use kind of a bad faith argument they'll say well you could have mass stabbings well i mean yeah but it's you're not getting the point you know like yeah well they give uh, they give an 18 year old in the army a gun yeah but you know what they got to check it out check it in count for every regular training count for every yeah they don't don't walk around with this thing unless they're on duty at the guardhouse etc and even then they only have a side on 
but it's not as though they just walk around and take these M16s home for Christ's sake. <laughs> Especially if they live off base. No, they got to be checked in and checked out. I mean, look at the ruthless stuff that they have to do in Hollywood in order to make sure a, a, a fit, you know, a blank is not, you know, not going to hurt somebody. You know, the accountability is, is absolutely absurd. Though so somebody did do a reference the other day. Hey, I believe everybody. Hey, listen, I don't believe that. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, sorry. I was just saying, I think they need a little more work with that in Hollywood after that recent little situation. Oh, no, that was a clusterfuck. <clears throat> no, they, they broke all the rules basically with that one. They actually had a licensed crew and the licensed crew, but they had an official crew and the crew basically walked out a couple of days before that because the, the, the producers essentially were, I guess, like just trying to lowball everybody. I don't remember oh, the whole specifics, wow. but so literally kind of the like actual the armor, yeah, the actual armor walked off the set and basically they were on like the third string armorer they're like does anyone know anybody with that has an armorer and they basically found that person off craigslist or something from what i understand and so they basically oh, wow. and even then even then i think they basically threw the armor under the bus and they were just like horsing around on the set basically armor wasn't even supposed to be uh how do i put this um it wasn't even supposed to be an like a live weapon they were just like fucking around basically it was like several levels of dipshit basically you know here you go the story within the story mm-hmm Next week, Ohio is doing away with the concealed gun permit. Yeah, you mentioned you that earlier. You do not need to have a concealed gun permit to carry a gun concealed hmm. in the state of Ohio. I find that to be a, a huge mistake personally, you know, like, I don't know. I, I I've grown up around a lot of people who were both responsible gun owners. And I've also known some very irresponsible gun owners. And, uh, I feel like they, there's no maturity to our discussion in this country. And the pro gun people can't seem to admit that there are really irresponsible gun owners. Like this is just something that they just, they, they cannot like constitutionally admit not, not constitutionally, legally. I mean, just like from a, from a biological standpoint, somehow it's like anathema to them that a, there could be a bad person with a gun. You know what I mean? Cause it's just like, I don't know. I find it bizarre. I'm, I'm not anti-gun in any way. I actually think it's kind of ridiculous that you would ban guns. I even kind of find it a little bit bizarre to ban types of guns, to be perfectly frank. But I think that it would be very reasonable to license those things. You know, like I have to have a license to drive my fucking car. I have to have a license to, to fly my uh, drone. Uh, you have to have licenses for all kinds of stuff in life. You know what I mean? And then you have to uh, uh, reapprove those things. Honestly, I see people driving uh, that probably shouldn't have uh, be driving anymore. They should have had their license revoked. You know what I mean? So our country should be more proactive on stuff like that. And how do I say this? Um, I don't know. I don't think those are unreasonable statements. You know what I mean? Like when I see an all respect to an 80, 85 year old person, and of course it doesn't have to be an elderly person. They could be a young person that's disabled. But I mean, like you see these elderly people who are basically looking over their wheel. And I mean, we, we know the type that I'm basically describing, right? They are literally a, a driving hazard to themselves and others. That person should not be on the road anymore. And I understand that it's a problem because we don't have good public transit uh, transportation in this country we don't have we have very unwalkable cities on and on and on and on there's a lot of problems behind it <clears throat> but at the same time there's no reason why i want an 85 year old basically putting my life and the lives of any other people around the road uh, at risk just because they want to go to fucking bingo night you know what i mean or to the grocery store or whatever else especially these days when they could gro order groceries uh, groceries or do a zoom meeting for fucking bingo you know like it's not unreasonable to take that person's license away 
And in the same the same perspective, it wouldn't be unreasonable to take someone who's having a mental health crisis or whatever else to have their license to fire firearms taken away. And people say, well, that's tyranny. And I don't know how to have a conversation with those people. You know, I don't oh, wow. like when you're when you're an absolutist, it's difficult to have a conversation with you. And unfortunately, yeah. I feel like a lot of, and this is not true because there's a lot of very reasonable gun people in this country, but there's some, there's enough of the loud shitlords that you just can't even have a conversation, you know? Yeah. Yeah. 80% know. of our country almost, 80% of our country want reasonable gun laws. 80%. I mean, most of them, I mean, the NRA was first, first um, created for gun safety. You know, they become a huge powerhouse. So, yeah, they used to be pretty reasonable until, honestly, even yeah. like until Charlton Heston, then he was like, over my dead body. Yeah, yeah. And even Earl Warren said, it, the, the, one of the biggest cons that were perpetrated on the American people was the fact that every single person should be able to have a gun. Now, I believe that if you want to have a gun, yeah. But there's reasonable there's reasonable gun laws that should be out there. I'm not saying that you got to restrict anything, and I'm not going to give you the details of all that crap. But, yeah, you know what? It's, it says in the Constitution, a well-funded and regulated militia, okay? It doesn't mean that everybody, you know, and it is. It's become a political firestorm. So, but reasonable gun reform, it's, it's everybody across the board knows that it needs to be done, you know? And we live in a democracy, so even the littlest baby step is a good step forward. No matter what, because it's like a train, it moves slow. It takes time to get out of the speed. It's another generational thing. Maybe there'll be enough mass killings that everybody at some point is going to be touched by it. Because that's the way it's working now. The odds are that within our lifetime, we will know somebody that has been involved in a mass shooting. Hmm. If not by yourself, yeah. The, the amount that it's gathered speed of how many was that over 230 this year already? 230. That's just absurd. I had a, this is, this is bizarre that this, this works this way, but you're right. You know, I don't know anything about Sandy Hook, Connecticut, other than that the fact that there was a fucking child massacre there. And I had a customer from Sandy Hook and I was, I was thinking to myself like, Oh, I wonder if this guy knew the, 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 anyone that, that was involved. I wonder if, you know, anything, you know, I wonder what his take on the issue was on and on. Cause I couldn't help. I have no other connection to that place other than having heard about the fucking horrific massacre that then was a big whole news story. Cause Alex, jo Alex Jones said it was crisis actors and all this stuff. I mean, yeah. Fucking guy just lost the lawsuit. He just today. lost that. And some anonymous benefactor gave yeah. him millions of yeah. dollars worth of bit. What is this world that we live in? Some anonymous guy has enough money just to throw millions of dollars at a proven liar. And I'm fucking, I'm blown away at this, this kind of shit. But yeah, like, uh, now that I think about that story, right, it gets fractally worse. But uh, still, you know, like it's 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 getting to the point where you know, like Uvalde or something. I'll, I'll probably never know anything else about that town other than the fact that there was a fucking massacre there. You know what I mean? It's a small town, whatever. There's probably wonderful stuff there. Probably a nice cafe, nice restaurant, probably a great taco shop, whatever else. I won't know any of that stuff. You know, and so anytime basically I'll think about that town, I'll think about these fucking massacres, and it's becoming like this common thing where around the country we just know the names of these goddamn massacres. And I'm not, I'm not being facetious. You know what I mean? Like we just know the names of these fucking massacres. Like they were the battles in a war, you know, like, you know, oh, our country was victorious at, uh, Arden or, or, you know, whatever, at D-Day or whatever, you know, Omaha beach on and on and on. Well, now it's like the, the battle of fucking Uvalde classroom or something. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm not even being facetious. It's a fucking, it's a bizarre, it's a bizarre. Battle of the bald. Go ahead, D. The battle of the bald. Straight up. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, you're not wrong. I mean, I, I was in Colorado once and I was driving down the highway mm-hmm. to Red Rocks and like, oh, Little Tone, I, I know that place. <laughs> Skunks is saying Connecticut has a very stringent gun laws, D.C. and Massachusetts and California, New York. That's true. That's true. Uh, Supreme Court has tried to strike down some of them. Actually, I think they, they were able to strike down some of the New York and California laws in about 2008, 2010 can't remember exactly what that was that had to do with the oh it had to do with the concealed carry permits it had to do with the uh oh i'm forgetting it's been years now but anyway it had to do with a a, a specific thing to do with concealed carry yeah we're pretty strict here in massachusetts man you get a you get a year for every bullet huh. yeah a year for every bullet in the freaking uh in the uh, clip oregon is technically uh open carry so you could, uh, and one of the reasons why I think is uh, from the old days, basically, it's an agricultural and logging state, you know, so lots sure. and lots of fishing and hunting and, you know, loggers and so on. And honestly, there are cougars and mountain lions and bears and whatever else. Most of the bears won't fuck with you. They'll run the other way, but you never know. And and at the same time, you know, cougars and stuff can be surprised. Um, so anytime a, a fisherman go out, they're actually allowed to, to open carry, not concealed carry, but open carry uh, a handgun or anything on their person. Uh, but um, I don't know. I just think it's such a bad idea to have unlicensed concealed carry. That just seems right. to be such a stupid fucking thing. And yeah, it sounds like you're asking for trouble. So irresponsibly stupid. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Any asshole that owns a gun could take it anywhere they want to, and it's legal. They could take it to a yeah. movie theater. They could take it to a restaurant. I don't think anybody, like, the thing is, there's so few people, I think, that actually own guns actually know how to use them properly. I don't know. Maybe I'm just taking crazy pills. I don't know. Because one of the first things I always think about is that you can never sweep across people with a gun. You're never allowed to, just one, I mean, in a gun, firing range or anything, you could shit can. I mean, if you sweep across somebody with your gun, they're going to take your gun away from you if it's not your gun. They're, they're actually going to, the, the, the gun range marshal is going to take your fucking gun away from you, even if it is your gun, and then escort you out basically by your fucking scruff of your neck. But these people basically assume that the good guy with the gun, if the bad guys with the guns break into their house, they're going to basically be able to shoot these people and pinpoint strike them in the middle of the most <laughs> adrenaline-soaked moment of their entire fucking life you know they're going to be more scared than they've ever been in their entire life it's also going to be three o'clock in the morning and pitch ass black dark uh, and they're going to shoot that person with pinpoint accuracy and not kill anyone else behind them or to the side of them or their dog or their own kid or anything else like american homes are not made of bulletproof walls i mean honestly like most american homes are built fairly uh cheaply to be perfectly honest this is something we know right because those got the tie but but, i mean how do i put this like you'd have to have like brick walls at best to to have like bulletproof walls or so even then i don't even fucking know like i don't don't, like i don't think people do ballistics testing in their houses you know what i mean like (laughs) how do i put this this is farcical basically people would think that uh, do you see where I'm going with this? I feel like nobody ever talks about yeah. it. You know what yeah. I mean? Same thing yeah. with the good guy with the gun shit. Like we've had these stories now where these so-called good guys with the guns take down the aggressor and then the cops show up and then kill that person because they don't know who the good guy yeah. with the gun is. They only see people shooting at each other. And so they basically shoot. And we were just discussing the cops a little bit ago, the cops in this country a bit. What can you say? They're the cops, you know, like I, I, I don't wish to, to like uh, Captain 420 said earlier, is this recording? Whatever. Uh, how do I put this? Like, uh, uh, I mean, the, somebody was saying, had problems somebody, with this too. go ahead. Somebody was saying earlier, I, I heard somebody saying like 
talking about, you know, hardening the schools, you know. And he goes, my, my grandmother's man. a teacher. <laughs> she goes, he goes, my grandmother's a teacher. For Christ's sake, she's afraid of cats. What, you want to arm this woman? You think she's going to take out a freaking 18-year-old? With a freaking I mean, the, the, the people that say you know? that stuff, they have to be touched in the skull. Yeah. Like they just, they have that, that's, that cannot be a good faith argument. Right. Yeah. Or Ted yeah. Cruz's thing. We're going to have one door. Doors. Like <laughs> yeah. you dumb motherfucker. Like yeah. why doesn't anyone just shake him and say, you are so fucking stupid. Like, yeah. have you thought about a fire? Have you thought about a flood? Right. Have you right. thought about the one in a trillion chance that there's a rogue Buffalo that runs into your fucking school and is goring children alive? You need a back door. <laughs> I mean, you need a second <laughs> you door for a million different circumstances. Yeah. But this you can have idiot, one this point of entry fucking muppet, this, this walking mustache with legs, right. thinks right. that you should have one door to the school and yeah. also fucking uh, well, Yosemite course, Sam style, fucking rooting, tooting, shooting, scooting. Jesus yeah. Christ. But Ted Cruz literally is the number one receiver of donations in Texas from the NRA. He's the number yeah. one top of the list, Tr- you know, triple A rating from the NRA. Yeah, so of course he's going to say stupid shit like that because he's got an agenda, of course, like most of them anyway. You know, it's because it's what their base wants or whatever. I mean, it's gotten so ridiculous, you know. It's really gone out of hand to the point where just reasonable gun control, that's all it is. So all they're asking for. And that's 80% we can't even talk about it in a reasonable way. Yeah. yeah, but 80% of people in America want that. That's the thing. The politicians aren't willing to move on it. And it's not just freedom Republicans. We know there's a few towns up here too. And I don't, I don't, I don't, I'm no Democrat. I'm an independent man. I'm not a Democrat. I'm not a Republican. And I voted since I was 18. And yeah, there's no reason why we can't have reasonable gun. You know, this was not a problem when I was a There's kid. no reason why we can't have a comprehensive national health care. You know what I mean? That's right. We don't, so. That's right. Socialism. There's no yeah, reason right. why we couldn't, there's no reason why we can't advance on uh, global warming. Uh, right. uh, or any number of other issues. We don't do that so, either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have this so, perpetually broken system at the moment, and it's it's yeah. possible that if we don't uh, uh, shake it loose, basically, the system will basically crash itself uh, uh, to yeah. pieces in the next few years. It's really disturbing to see that, you know what I mean? Like, the system is supposed to have checks and balances to allow this, but, you know, there's been there's been so much kind of pushing on the lever that I don't think we can have yeah. uh, uh, discussions. Yeah. We're fixed in a, a two-party system because, you know, that's that they had this problem in the beginning of our nation. They had a problem with the two-party system. And, uh, you know, that's where the first time the filibuster ever came into play because they didn't want the minority not to have any kind of say in anything. So they created it, but it, it created a problem because it literally, it deadlocked the country. And they finally learned back then I forget exactly how it unraveled itself finally, but it it was, I don't know if it was Adams. It was one of the foundings, founding fathers that, that was finally saying like, this is just not how the system is supposed to work. We've got to fix this and we're going to fix it now because nothing literally just like now is getting done. Nothing. And I can't remember how they got out of it. I just I told my head it's late. <laughs> I could probably think about it if I had a while look at one of my old books. But but anyway, um, yeah, I mean, they had this problem before, so we need to fix it. I mean, you know, we are a republic. We are not a pure democracy, as we all know. Well, most of us know. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, we have to take into account people that are in the minority or, you know, someday might be in the minority. And, and you're always going to look at this. The system is always supposed to be looked at as though 
well, if the tables are turned, you know what I mean? Like we wouldn't want that. You know, it's supposed to be kind of a reflective thing. Like, you know, if they get power and we, we instigate this rule, well, then they can take advantage of it just the same way we're taking advantage of it. Mm-hmm. I mean, good example is um, executive orders. I mean, Eisenhower was the first president to really do an executive order. And it was for, um, oh, I can't remember what the hell it was for. It was the second term, though, that he did it. God, I can't remember what the hell it was. It was pretty important, too. But, um, you know, and now they're out of hand. It's out of hand. Everybody dishes them out like they're freaking hot candy. Hmm. You know, it's not the way the system is supposed to be run. Congress is supposed to be able to declare war. They don't even do that anymore because they, they're so chicken. And it's all about yeah, staying in power. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And the Dems did that. The Dems are the ones that did that one. Countries don't even declare war anymore because it's cheaper for yeah. them. Same thing with right. uh, Russia. It's cheaper for them to basically call this an action. So he doesn't right. have to pay the, the soldiers uh, special war rates and everything else. Mm-hmm. He can just basically yeah. uh, pretend that everything is as usual. It's so fucked up. And he yeah. learned that from us, actually. That's probably one of the few things that he learned from us. Here's, by the way, the list of folks in the chat were talking about, list of gun violence and whatever. And I've heard this before about Chicago, that uh, uh, Chicago, people say the same thing about California. Like, oh, it's got uh, gun rules or emissions rules or whatever. It must be a hellhole. And then you actually look at the statistics and actually California's doing pretty well. Like, actually, there's net immigration every year. There's no actual exodus from California. People are always talking about how everyone is escaping California. That's not true. Maybe individual people don't like it anymore. That's fine. I mean, uh, uh, all kinds of people want to move. Uh, but uh, California always has a net influx. And that's actually why the uh, price is one of the biggest reasons why the prices continue to go up for real estate. Uh, actually, that's probably not true anymore. It's probably the same factors that everyone else has, which is fucking real estate speculation. But anyway, I'm babbling because I'm high. Uh, according to CBSNews.com, St. Louis, Missouri, with 64.54 murders per 100,000 residents, St. Louis had the highest murder rate for any American city in 2019. Baltimore is right behind that. Anybody who watched The Wire would not be surprised. Yeah. Uh, 58.27 per 100,000. Birmingham, Alabama. With 50.62 per 100,000, uh, Detroit, Michigan, uh, 275 people were murdered in 2019, and it's 41.45 per 100,000. We scroll down here, New Orleans uh, is uh, 30.67, so kind of a steep drop. Kansas City, Memphis, Cleveland, Richmond, there's a bunch, of, there's like 60 cities on here, so let me just scroll through here. Philadelphia, Pennsylvania is number 16 at 22.47. Per hundred thousand. Uh, let's see here. Wait, that was the California city. That was San Bernardino. The, uh, um, oh, Bud is uh, having fun over at the Grateful Dead tonight. I think he said, or whatever that show was. Right. I think he's with the Masonic. He was telling us he's going to be with the Masonic and a bunch of other folks having fun. So I wish uh, best of luck to those guys. Uh, they're probably high as kites right now. It's eleven thirty. They're probably they're probably in a strip club together or something. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <I hope> they're <coughs> well Dodger oh, yeah. Stadium is where they're at. Is that are they still there? Right on. Yeah, uh, and it wouldn't be a strip club. I don't think. That's funny, right? um, uh, what's the lineup, uh, Captain? Is it the full the full band? No, I don't even remember who is there. Phil. Isn't it Phil? Oh, Phil, Phil, Phil I believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Walks ring. Yeah, man. American Beauty, baby. So, by the way, I just found Chicago number 28. Uh, the murder in Chicago is 18.26 per 100,000. Uh, 
let's see, what was that? 18.6. Now, Cleveland low is like, what, number 64.4, <laughs> so one-third, less than one-third the murders. So, yeah, those those numbers. This is the thing. This is why I like on this show, honestly, and how do I say this? I'm not calling special rules or anything else. This is not Shangri-La, but at least on this fucking show, we don't bullshit. You know what I mean? And when when we say something, we look up the figures, we don't basically perpetuate mistruths if we can help it. You know what I mean? Like, there's always some time that you're probably wrong and perpetuating a mistruth. I always say this. I've probably been wrong on this show before. There's plenty of shows where I've been wrong about something. Uh, I don't, I'm not wrong intentionally, but basically yeah, but whenever cool. we hear stuff like that, we look it up, there, we can reference that's it, it dude. and you're, you're fact-checking. It blows my fucking mind. I was talking to my friend the other day. I was like, I have this freaking, speaking of cell phones, speaking of these stupid, expensive cell phones, right? Well, at least I justify it by anytime I'm in a conversation with my friends or I do the same shit that we do here. I'm like, yeah. oh, you know what? I'd like to know where that is, or I'd like to know where fucking Peru is, or I'd like to know what the capital Never is. Never wonder again. Whatever. You know what I mean? Exactly. And how else are you going to learn it? You know what yeah. I mean? Are you just going to basically yeah. always wonder? I mean, that's. I, I would say the only the only downside of it is it is it a bit bit of a shortcut to thinking. You know, when you're hanging out with people, that can like, happen. Oh, that's for sure. Whatever you're like, I don't want to think about this. Let's just ask the Google instead of like stressing the, the brain a little bit. But we have lots of ways. I mean, to the exercise. best is that you try to stress the brain a little bit and then look up Google. No, I know what yeah, you mean. Yeah, give it a uh, go. Yeah, and then yeah. you've got the backup. It's it's a little bit like uh, uh, funny thing is my sister told me about this years ago and then when I told her back she was like well I don't remember telling you that anyway <laughs> but a few years ago she told me about how uh, she was deliberately uh, she, she's quite a bit younger than me she uh, 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 told me she was uh, deliberately trying not to use her smartphone and stuff for uh, navigation and that she would actually carry a physical map in her car and even if she did look at the Google map or something she would do it ahead of time and she'd look at the map ahead of time and just remember the way to get there. Because she said, and again, she denied ever saying this, uh, she said that, uh, uh, how do I say this, people become too reliant on their phones to to navigate them around. And, you know, she was 100% right, because most people can't tell you where North is. Most people couldn't find it either. That's the thing. Just because you don't know where North is, that's, okay, you're not... uh, Whatever, uh, what's the fucking, uh, f- I can't think of the famous, uh, who's the famous buccaneer from old America, not David Bowie, uh, fuck, <laughs> David Bowie, from, Daniel <laughs> Boone? great historical American. Daniel Boone? Daniel Boone, there we go. So you're not Daniel Boone, you can't find fucking North, okay, but at least you could find it maybe, right? But no, yeah, a lot I mean, of I folks cannot what navigate. what happens is uh, just even, you know, when you're looking a place up ahead of time, I'll forget the directions at home and I, like I don't navigate, I don't have a GPS when I'm driving around. I can actually remember writing the little map on my desk and that's enough to often mm. get me where I'm going because it's that you've imprinted it, you took mm. the time to learn it instead of just relying on a, a look up later, I guess. Makes sense. Yeah, I, rem- I remember it. That's why I used to always take good notes because I can always remember most of what I've, wrote, what I've written down. So I used to always take good notes. That, you know, before you could have a laptop. In the, this is before laptops, guys, in classrooms. <laughs> well, and that was it. Back in the school days, I would, you know, during the exam, I would remember, what did mm-hmm. I fucking write? I doodled that little weed leaf in the corner. Oh, yeah, I remember that principle. It's all those little triggers to get your, you can visualize it. Yep. Yeah. Brain hacks. Good. I haven't used a map in a while. The old atlas. The old atlas maps. Holy shit. You were a baller if you had the book. Oh, cheers, Smash. There he is. He smashed.
you were a baller if you had the Atlas book, like had everything in it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, when I was working for the limo company for Dave L. And Boston coach too for a minute, but yeah, but I, I mean, I, I even in, when I used to work for the nurseries and stuff, I had a, a Atlas map in the in the truck with me at all times. It went wherever I went. But this is, for example, the kind of thing like uh, I don't mean to, to to argue at Zorro. I mean he made a perfectly uh, a perfectly sound observation. But you know how do I say this? If, if an observation is maybe inaccurate or anything else, you know, then then I'll make a counter observation or something. I'm trying not to. I'm, I'm not trying to attack him. But I was. I hope. I, I hope he understands. I think he understands that he's a grown guy. But I guess what I'm trying to say is like this is kind of a telling thing. You know, when you start the uh, the supposition, let's say, oh, Chicago number one for murders, despite you know gun control and everything else, handguns. I think uh, almost banned or whatever. I don't remember what all different rules are in Chicago. But I remember years ago having. Uh, sort of discussions with some of my friends about, you know, gun rules. And they'd be like, oh my God, fucking Chicago, Chicago, Chicago. And at the time, I honestly didn't know. So I just, I, I mean, I'm not as invested as they were in it, to be perfectly honest. So they, uh, uh, I don't know, I just kind of let them have the argument. But here we go. We can Google this stuff. Like I've heard this before. Oh, Chicago, number one for gun violence. Well, then when you look it up and it's nowhere near the number one, Zorro has just uh, posted another one in uh, World Population Review. This is another source. He's and sure enough, in that one, it's number 10. The numbers are about the same, though. When I click the, the link, I think it was 18, and the other one in CBS, that was from 2019. Perhaps it went up a little bit in 2022. And on this one uh, that he showed me, World Population Review, it is, I actually don't know what this is, World Population Review. So, the thing, with Chicago, the thing with Chicago, the thing with Chicago, basically. Go ahead. It's, the, the gun violence is in a small sector of Chicago. Like, like, there's streets and hoods, different gangs, and that's where every all the shootings are. It's not a big area, you know. So, so, like, like, so yeah, it, it's all like one little area, and yeah, there are higher shootings than normal, but it doesn't equate to the number one. I mean, the reality is, most of the time, shootings when you hear about that kind of stuff, it is basically kind of crime on crime violence right like it's like basically gang on gang violence or thieves against the it's not usually just like some random guy shot some random guy and that adds up to the to the murders it's a lot of times it's basically the the crime in the kind of criminal district basically right and i mean chicago's yeah. a huge fucking city i'm just looking up 2.7 million people like okay it's not the biggest city in the world but it's a pretty big fucking city it's like five six times bigger than portland more than that actually about yeah. seven times they were, they were actually having a problem with the uh where a lot of innocent bystanders, especially kids, were because it was being so callously and blatantly uh, done. Yeah, in the, the buildings and shit. Yeah, the playgrounds. Huh. You know, that makes the news. You know, but like, if, you, if you listen to all the propaganda, our, our, our streets and our cities are burning to the ground right now. Didn't you know that? Oh, people were telling me, like, the, the last couple of years, people were telling me, literally while I was running my show, they're like, oh my God, Portland is burning. And I'm like, right. I'm telling you, I live in that I live in Portland. Like I'm literally like I drove through downtown today. Like people would tell me in the chat, like, I saw and I was like, I was literally there 30 minutes ago. Like I drove here, like I I, I just started the show. I was just downtown a little bit ago, or I drove through downtown or whatever. I was like, I literally drove on that street. And people were like, but no, but no, but no. Oh, uh, what's the expression? Who are you gonna be believe? Me or your lying eyes? <laughs> no, one, no one talks about like the Brooklyn, Brooklyn, Bronx, Queens, fucking Mattapan, Boston area, like Boston area, like Mattapan, Jamaica Plain, Roxbury, Dorchester, 
roll at Maple Cheney, friggin' uh, Mattapan Square. Maple Cheney's the big one, the gangsters, Oak Grove, it's called Maple Cheney, the streets. Where one of the biggest, you know, highest gang percentages are in Boston. But yeah, right there at Warren and Washington and Blue Hole Ave. Pretty insane. You're absolutely right, Smashed. You know, we had a big problem in the late 80s, man. Middle late 80s, we were, we were counting, I think it was over 300 murders a year in Boston. I mean, we had a serious problem. Violence problem. Yeah. The Irish, the Irish uh, and the Italians didn't help with that. No, not at all. Not at all. In fact, I know I knew a few people back then that were actually involved in some of the shit too. Like uh, one kid, Kenny Whiteman. Kenny Whiteman's the only one to ever really escape from from Walpole. He spent seven days on the outside. He escaped through a friggin' priest trunk <laughs> on a Sunday. And um, but he used to he used to now they, they they hammed him up on a friggin' charge if he shot a cop, but he never did. But anyway, I was close friends with his brother, Bobby. Poor kid, he died in a car accident in Florida back in the early 90s, I think it was. And uh, But anyway, um, he used to, Kenny Whiteman used to literally go steal a car and then go right in front of Station 5 in High Park, right at Cleary Square, in the stolen car, and he, he'd roll the windows down, play the music, and then light, it, light up the freaking tires right in front of the station so he could get in a freaking car chase. Now, this was in the 70s. This was the... Uh, in 70s but i know a few people that were like that though they wanted to get nah, there's still kids business. there's still kids like that oh absolutely i'm sure there are absolutely. like they're like a, that yeah. demographic will always be around you know um i it, there there was a big uptake in like people's cars getting broken into for luggages and shit like you hear like if you listen to the news a lot of stores are getting broken into and this and that, but yeah, for the most part, like, yeah, they are. Look at Santa Fran for Christ's sake. They just freaking recalled that freaking AG there, whatever his name is. Just on a recall last Tuesday on the primary. They just recalled him because it's getting out of hand. Yeah, enough of that little freaking don't prosecute certain crimes. Cops weren't even arresting people for last for Christ's sake because they weren't going to get prosecuted, so why bother? I mean, I'm 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 being, I'm cheering it because I'm here in Boston. I'm not in San Fran, but you see some of the stuff on the news when they're just walking into CVSs. I mean, CVS closed what four, five stores right in San Fran because it wasn't worth staying open. They were getting hit so hard. Going yeah. on the bike and just coming right out right past the security guard. He's not doing anything. They can't. That's the thing. Right. Well, all right. right. So, when I, all right, I'll bring up the story. This one time, uh. Smashed uncle smashed was a drug addict. He had, he stole something from Macy, and let's just say they they did not not touch him. Yeah, of course they put their hands all over him. Absolutely, they're not supposed to. Not supposed to put his hand. You're not supposed to touch any any loss prevention person. Is not allowed to they handcuffed any him. Person. Of course they did. I've had Macy's do that to me. <laughs> I said, where yeah. the fuck did you get handcuffs from? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I got their own holding cells, brother. You got their own holding cells. Yeah, they brought me in the back. Yeah, yeah. Downtown, four cells upstairs. I was just being a stupid kid. Try, like, I wanted cologne. Yeah, something. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, Macy's and the old Filene's—they let you go. Filene's would always let you go. They'd never prosecute you ever. Yeah, they just tell you not to come back. That's it. They it wasn't worth their time to prosecute. No, no, 
know, the downtown one had this, this is, you know, over 20 years ago, but they had this real big black woman. She was like a freaking Amazon man, but she was so like, once she got, yeah, she only got me one. And she was freaking like, they, they were playing good cop, you know, good cop, bad cop, quote unquote, loss prevention. You know, one kid, fucking little, little hamster there, little hamster guy. I'm like, dude, just, you know, you're gonna have me prosecuted or not? Just, you know, don't don't waste my time with your little speech there, bro. <laughs> Give me this little speech. I'm like, get the hell out of it. She was cool. She's like, nah, let him go. Come on, just keep, get him out of the chair, get him out of the office, have him sign the papers, let him go. You know, yeah, he wanted. Well, I'm gonna call him. Go ahead, then. Just do it. Well, yeah, stop running your mouth. So this hey, girl, this girl, like, well, actually, my best friend's baby mom was working at Walmart, and she had a raging habit at the time and she was stealing from like the cash register they just let her come doing it and doing it and doing it and she racked up a five thousand dollar bill and then they finally caught her they finally hit wow. her wow so they waited they basically set her up and let her freaking get up to a certain amount so they can get a higher charge on her nope <laughs> jokers walmart but that yeah. that is a lot of money i mean oh yeah man i'm not i'm not I'm not condoning any crime, brother. That's for sure. I got a daughter now that I'm trying to teach the right way. What's like that song says, she doesn't grow up to be like me. I'm a little fat stick I've been cleaning for like two hours now. Because <laughs> well, I haven't rolled a joint. I rolled a joint two nights ago, first time in like five months. It's a good idea. Oh, yeah. I just, yeah. I just I walked in the door. Did you, buddy? Yeah. I want to get fucking wrecked. Yeah, I, I probably won't get anywhere. In many months tonight, I usually am a full time vapor now, but I rolled up a nice fatty with a nice little bubble hash snake today. Just, you know, you got to test the ash. You got to see how it burns. You know, you got to know what's up. That's right? it, man. It burned very well. I was actually yeah. really impressed with myself. Nice white ash, totally. slow burn the yeah. whole way. Nice. Know, with the hash. Was what great. was it? What was it? What strain? Uh, it was I double grape. Was the stream. Uh, nice. Double grape. And the, the hash was two years worth of uh, trim from indoor and outdoor that I did a big bubble run on. So it's all oh, spectrum. <laughs> oh, nice. Nice. It's funny though, even with that many strains packed in there, you still like, oh, there's a little bit of soap from the Tropicana biscotti. Oh, there's a little bit of the OG from the yeah, acid. Yeah, yeah. Like you can still catch all those little hints and memories. Yeah, a little space candy. We call that space candy when it's just like a little tossed salad like that. Oh, nice. Yeah. When yeah. I made candy. the last time I made bubble hash, it was real mentholy, and I like, I loved it. What do you think uh, was yeah. in there? Any idea that was bringing the menthol? Or I don't know. Was, I did the same shit you did. I just kind of, I throw everything in. Yeah, so sometimes maybe a few things go together and make the menthol. It's pretty good. I forgot I have a rolling machine now. I forgot. I haven't used it. I ran out of raw, so I'm going to use these freaking mammoths I have, man. I can't stand white papers anymore. That bleach does something to the taste. Right. Absolutely does something to the taste. Yeah, yeah. They're, They're meant for cigarettes. Yeah. My favorites are uh, organic zigzags. Yeah, organic Yeah, they're sick, man. They're awesome. Same, yeah. 
They also found this wine machine. They found the bag of freaking car. I just bought that freaking Malibu. Fucking <laughs> raw rolling machine in the back and cool. in the trunk. I'm like, thing was perfect. I'm like, oh shit, <laughs> I'm going to use this. I'll be putting this to work. Thank you very much. Look what I found. Reminds me to order some more papers. Happy birthday. Yeah, I haven't um, seen those zigzag uh, hemp papers before. They look pretty cool. Uh, I'm a big fan. Uh, Zigzag's been around for a super long time. Uh, the one their factories in Spain, too. Zigzag yeah. is France. Oh, but, France, uh, France. Uh, yeah. Who is it? Smoking Spain, is my right? other favorite company. Uh, I love Smoking's... Um, uh, actually, I like their papers, to be honest. I like yeah, their own papers, sense. but I like... Uh, it's a funny brand, right? You're like, what, Smoking? Literally, the, the name Smoking? Yeah, it, literally, that's the name, Smoking. Uh, they're from Spain, and uh, they have really good unbleached crutches. Unfortunately, my local shop doesn't have the freaking unbleached crutches, so for the longest time I've had these bleached crutches, but they do actually have unbleached crutches. It's a fucking awesome company. So my absolute favorite setup is unbleached smoking crutches with zigzag uh, 100% hemp uh, one and a quarters. Perfect. Oh, nice. nice. Yeah, because I, I will say I was using a pure hemp. It was a raw, a raw crutch. Uh, today and it just it just felt like all I could taste was cardboard. Like it really sort of ruined some of the goodness of yeah. the overall. No, I know, I know exactly what you mean. I think I've had those exact same crutches. I am not. So a you fan think that's the crutch, not the actual? That, like I could use the the ones you mentioned, and I'd have a better uh, smoking experience. I think so. Yeah. Do you want I mean, the best smoking experience with a joint? A glass tip is the way to go. Yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking. Is maybe you know I've seen these newfangled glass tips now, and maybe that is a, a way to do it. Cools it down a little bit, cools the smoke down a, just a tiny bit. It, it's a big, like big enough hole to get a nice hit. It, and they, if it's made right, you don't get Scooby Snack either. Zigzag is one of status symbols. Sorry, go ahead. Oh yeah, was, um, for for zigzags, we used to always like the original. We used to always call them blankets, like you know, wrap your uh, joint up in a, a heavy blanket, but I. I imagine they've come a long way and, uh, you know, they got to keep up with all the different modern uh, uh, rolling paper types. I used to really like the Rizla Silvers. That was kind of my go-to because mm. I usually get them at the gas station and it had a nice sort of texture and burn. Yeah, zigzag was a status when I was a kid. If you got zigzag, it was like, all right, you, you go out of your way. Oh, because it was probably like the step up from like the export A, right? Yeah. Well, when I was a kid, it was actually... Uh, job paraphernalia at the time was illegal here in massachusetts that's how long ago it was but um so you really kind of had a hunt you can find you know some places have papers no problem nobody ever really busted a place if they you know have papers and stuff like that so charlie you used to buy the tobacco like pouch with uh papers on it right yeah like the top yeah yeah top of the old friggin uh bugle boy that's how my I used to always smoke those because my uncle smoked pouch tobacco forever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That got me by a few times. I used some funky shit too over the years. Junior, I used to friggin' Wrigley's, Wrigley's friggin' gum wrapper <laughs> in between periods just to roll a joint real quick because nobody had a paper. I was in seventh grade. All that little thin uh, paper in the gum wrapper between the. I just remember it was the green one. No, yeah, just the the. the the, the foil was wrapped, you know, the cover. Yeah, that the foil thin little wrapped. almost yeah. like tissue. Nice. I right. have a question. Right. Did God know we were going to smoke with the Bible by making blank pages? 
They <laughs> <laughs> might need these. Yeah, just in case. Because I've definitely used a blank page on a Bible multiple times. Grandpa, my grandpa smoked uh, hand-rolled cigarettes pretty much his whole life. And uh, he could not get over a uh, newspaper. Like, he just got so used to it that basically he could not, uh, like, he came to the U.S., he moved to the U.S. finally, and just wouldn't use, like, my mom would buy him, you know, all, like, whatever brand. She's like, I'll buy you any brand, any brand you want. Because, I mean, you know, what is a pack of papers, a dollar or whatever? She's like, I'll buy you every single pack, one of each from the entire store. And he would try a couple of them. He's like, no, I just, I want my uh, uh, newspaper, literally. Okay, I'm <laughs> trying to go to the smoking paper website, but I have to enter my birthday. All right, so... Uh, and that's knows, because of, of like uh, circumstances. January first of uh, nineteen eleven. No, you might want to go in. That's when I was born. Uh, and I am from the United States of America. You might want to go into that a little bit more. Why was he smoking newspapers? Say it again. You might want to go into it a little bit more. People are probably wondering why he was smoking newspapers. Oh, my grandpa? Well, just, he, that, I mean, that's what they got. Like, basically, he grew up in the Soviet Union. Like, during, he was in both world wars. Like, he literally fought in both wow. world wars. Um, crazy shit, Great, too, man. honestly. And uh, uh, they didn't have fucking shit like rolling papers in the Soviet Union, man. Like, you could barely get normal shit like a ham. You know what I mean? My grandma would stand in line sometimes for a whole fucking day to get some just normal stuff. And then like off to another line to stand in another line. And the weirdest goddamn thing is like, you never knew what was going to be the grocery store. So like you're standing in line, you might not even know what you're standing for. or You might not even want what they have. There might've been fucking green beans or something. You're, you don't want green beans, uh, but you get them anyway so that you can trade them for something else. It's just an absolutely bizarre society. Yeah. But they did have newspapers cause you had, you know, Pravda and everything else. You can get newspapers cheap. Okay, their website is very strange and complicated. All right, yeah, I was going to say, what, what is this? <laughs> I know, I'm, I'm like, is this a website designed for space aliens or is it designed for people? I don't understand. Anyway, yeah, this the is the brand I'm talking about, smoothypaper.com. Yeah, it's, just, it's like they hired some, I don't know, super fancy Swiss birds and they're like, we will make it a website amazing. Anyway, uh, they have uh, a bunch of different stuff. Exactly. They have uh, <laughs> I I like, like smoking brown. Let's see here. The classic Spanish format. Preferred unbleached, therefore more environmentally sustainable. They do actually, I think, have a... See, I'm trying to find just like hemp, but yeah, you have to like just go through everything on this website. It's kind of fucked up. Uh, <laughs> it's green, so could it be made of hemp? No, apparently not. All right. They do not have the best website. I'll be honest with you. But I guess what they lose in their website, they make up for in their papers. Big fan. That's all that matters. So, yeah, they have all these different colors. So it's like smoking brown, smoking green, smoking red, smoking licorice, apparently. Those look like flavors. Some of them are flavors, but most of them, well, smoking mice is basically corn, um, which is kind of a fun effect, actually. Uh, uh, I don't know if you ever smoked like a Cuban paper. It's, it's or a, a a corn paper. It's kind of a fun flavor, to be honest. Try once in a while. These, uh, these other ones, these orange or whatever, I don't know about that, but the corn is actually made of corn. I don't, I don't mind rice. I really like rice papers. Yeah, well, some of my old favorite papers are Abadis, and they're uh, uh, like Parisian rice papers, basically. 
And I've, I've said before, I guess I, it's not that important of a thing. Why do people say stuff like that? I've said before, was anyone paying attention? Anyway, I have said this before, when probably no one paid attention, that uh, a body papers, uh, they do have a flavor, but you can kind of tune it out. That's what I liked about them. Like the, the, the flavor was so like neutral. Uh, a body papers. <clears throat> do they have their own website? They may not. Might be a small company. But they do have pictures. Here we go. It was an old brand. Uh, I think they were from way back in Paris. They had these old uh, 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 pin-up flyers and stuff from way back when. These super cool to have posters like that. Anyway, this is the brand. I don't think I've ever actually rolled a joint in these. Or maybe have I? I don't remember anymore. No, I have. I have for sure. Anyway, they only make like two sizes, I want to say. Yeah, one and a quarters and the regs and the... the very hard to find the one of the quarters. I only buy one of the quarter. Right? These days, pretty much <laughs> pretty much my only size. Uh, uh, every once in a while, I like a bigger joint, but sometimes those bigger joints get all floppy. And just like, yeah. yeah. I'll stick the papers right. together. Right? That's a good one. I, I started to, like, so I, I was going through 50 packs like crazy, so I was like, fuck it, I need to buy more than 50. <laughs> And the only company I found that actually had like 150 was raw, and it's 300. So I got 300 paper. So by the way, Skunks is saying the same thing I've said, Smashed. Uh, he's saying, I think the raw is made in China, at least mine are. And uh, you were saying, you know, maybe the East Coast raws are still made in Spain, but the West Coast ones, a lot of their products are made in uh, China now. You know, and so the guy was going back and forth saying, oh, it's all made in Spain. I don't think it is. I think a lot of it's made in China. Like I know the crutches yeah. were a bunch of the papers that I bought. Uh, yeah, the crutches for sure were made in China. I showed it a lot of knockoffs that uh, too. Ron, I don't know. That's what people would say. They were like, "Oh, these are knockoffs," but I bought, I bought them from a legit store that only deals with basically uh, legit yeah. suppliers. Basically, over on Eighty sure. Second Pipe Tobacco, they're one of the few like. Uh, so I have left in Portland. I have three packs of rosin from there. They all say made in Spain. So I don't I don't know. Maybe they do. That's what I'm saying. Maybe, maybe the East Coast raw is still does Spain. Who knows? So those if they started to say made in China, I wouldn't buy. Mm. To be honest. Where do the tips say they're made in China? I don't have tips. I only have papers. I mean they would basically say I know I need glasses, but like I've these got say, <laughs> when you look at these, they it. say Heco and Espana, um, Hecho, uh, Hergestalt in Spanien. Where is it? Made in Spain. So, I mean, if you look for it, it's probably not going to focus well enough. But anyway, I mean, it says uh, it's required basically under, uh, 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 I think. Can't even remember what the fucking rule anymore. Anyway, they've loosened it up a little bit over the years, so companies like Leatherman and stuff can kind of cheat a little bit about it. But basically, uh, you pretty much always have to say something if it's been imported. You have to say where it was made. And uh, uh, Apple really doesn't like the fact that they have to put "made in China" on their computers. So that's why they always say "designed <laughs> in California" and then they say "made in China." Oh wow! Yeah, put the little disclaimer there. Yeah, we we kind of made it. Well, because they used to be made in the U.S. That's the fucking stupid thing. And a lot of Apple people know that. Like, I, I remember my Apples used to be like I had a Mac Classic and something else. They were made in uh, Cupertino, California or whatever it was. I don't remember. And then they basically switched production. They were actually one of the first companies to switch production over to Asia. And uh, famously, Obama asked uh, Steve Jobs, oh, are you ever going to build a an iPhone in the U.S.? And he was like, never. 
Never, just because. So, apparently, this is how you spot a fake raw. No, I'm telling you, they were not a fake raw. Like, that's that guy's fucking... First of all, who fucking counterfeits rolling papers? (laughs) Be surprised. This guy with his fucking websites and stuff, like, just insert jerk-off motion to the moon. I'm just like... Who gives a shit enough about a paper that they're going to... I mean, I know that there probably are counterfeit papers, but I think that right, whole right company now. is just... It's just a fucking marketing exercise. Like, that, the, the, the dude is not... He does not bleed paper to his soul or something. It's just a marketing thing for him. It's just money. So if he, if he makes more money by sending the production to China, he's going to send production to China. The guy doesn't give a fuck. Like, n- nothing about that guy, when you look at him, screams deep authenticity to me. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm really, really way off. But you know what I mean, Charlie's far. Just look at the. the geek. <laughs> that, that's a genuine guy, right there. Uh, anyway, uh, he's genuine. Yeah. I'd buy some swamp <laughs> from that guy. Yeah, just sold me a bridge on Brooklyn. Anybody heard of it? He's <laughs> doing <laughs> a few acres of swampland down in southern Florida too. This is, this is the gentleman This is the gentleman we're talking about right here. <laughs> this is a gentleman filled with deep integrity. You could ask him to broker peace in the Middle East, wherever. Oh, that's only a few photos of it. He has been doing some water projects around the world. I, I won't say that. You know, getting clean water and stuff like that. To... I mean, good for him. Yeah, yeah. I'm not you know, even saying so... he's a bad guy. I mean, there's a lot yeah, of people no, who of outsource their production to, to Asia oh, for yeah. more money and whatever else, right? But... Yeah, because he opened it. Didn't he reopen like when he when he originally did it? Didn't he? I thought I saw that he uh, he had that place in Spain that was like one of the first ever original rolling paper factories, and they still made them all by hand and all that crap. And then so uh, by '97, the business was expanded. The owner of an old rolling paper factory in Spain, Alco Alcoy. Alcoy. Yeah. Okay, I just found this, and let me break into this real quick. I bought these from my friend's store, and they are raw direct. This is, you want to blow this up for me? Sure, hold up. There are two different types of extra wide. This is a soft one. I do not like this one. And right up here in the top, it says. Zoom out a little tiny bit. Zoom out a tiny, tiny bit. There we go. Now we can see it. Yep, made in China. It says made in China. And the other pack that I have does not say made in China, and it's a thicker cardboard. What does it say? Does it say anything? Does the other one say Uh, anything? I can't read it, but it doesn't say China. Hmm. It might actually be made in the U.S. There are a couple paper factories in the U.S. Um yeah, good to know. So, yeah, the papers are still made in Spain, but the tips, the new soft ones, nope, China. Yeah, I'm just checking my pack now, too, and it's 100% the same made in China mm-hmm. in the top left corner. And uh, the rolling papers, too, so fuck that shit. I'm going to get some better ones next time. That's it. That's, that's why they taste terrible, stick to zigzag. And that's the thing, everything's zigzag. Everything that I know, <laughs> excuse me. Everything that I know of that ZigZag makes <coughs> and smoking, <coughs> excuse me, is either made in France or Spain. French have always made good papers. I mean, that's that's why we used to get the Zigs because they were rice paper at the time. I don't know what they are now. 
used to say around place people super super thin ultra thin but we didn't well, have all that, that where the name Rizla came from actually is from uh, rice let's see here was the word Rizla papers rice mm. let's see here. probably yeah, that, I, I would believe that the Rizla silver has a bit of a rice sort of rice paper texture to it. Maybe Rizla. I wonder, is it from rice though? Where does the name Rizla come from? Yeah, see, I wouldn't buy it if it if it said made in China. I wouldn't be buying them. Right. But every Albert. Maybe I'll go live next time. They have a lot at the place. Maybe I'll start looking at all the packs they have there. Because <laughs> I always buy the same thing I have. Like, I only buy a couple different packs. Well, it really makes me wonder now. Because, I mean, you know, it's a regular raw tips pack. You know, natural, unrefined tips, raw. They really get you with the branding and it's brown paper. Yeah. So, you, But I bet they've actually, because it, it has that terrible sort of, bleached card uh, taste to it. So I wonder if it's just regular white cardstock that they've gone and then dyed brown to make it look, you know, good. Huh. Yeah. That's crazy. Talk. <clears throat> no, it's not, though, because they can manipulate it any way they want, market it any way they want. Right, it's all just a marketing. Yeah. It's all bullshit. Yeah, because they can just lie to you right to your face. It's marketing. Literally just lie to your face. New and improved. Yeah, what's new and improved about it? Well, they changed one of the... E's the the font on an E in printing of China made in China is new and improved. They can say that you know what I mean. Just Real lemon in quotes flavor, something like that. Trademark. You know? Ow. I Boy, believe that's fucking crazy damn. as fuck. Look at this. Uh, so I was right, by the way, that there's something to do with uh, rice, but it, uh, they were a company before the rice. Uh, with the Industrial Revolution well underway in 1786, the LaCroix family are given backing from a leader who became a powerful catalyst of the French Revolution, Napoleon fucking Bonaparte. Uh, by the way, that was his uh, name. His middle name was fucking. Uh, a few years before he was crowned emperor, Napoleon issued the LaCroix family a license to produce their premium rolling papers for his troops. Back wow, back Napoleon liked to blaze. Right? Well, probably <laughs> still. <laughs> he was lighting the cannons with that freaking hemp wick. Right. And a little joint popped up on that sativa a little too much. Maybe. Yeah. So never mind. I should have read the next paragraph. He's really hiding and joint in his jacket with his hand. That's <laughs> <laughs> what he's really his pipe. You know, keeping his hash warm. <laughs> the introduction of the rice paper is such an in immediate and staggering success that the company changes its very name to show that this product will be what defines it from now on. From Lacroix, uh, they are Riz La is born Riz or Riz being uh, uh, how do you say? Comment on dit Riz? Uh, Riz uh, 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 Christophe uh, uh, Le mot là. Uh, uh, comment on dit Riz? Uh, uh, Rizla? Rizla, okay. Riz. So Riz what? is the Riz, French for Riz, rice. Rizla. Riz, 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 Yeah, so they literally changed their name because of rice. All right, that was a long payoff. But hey, on this show, like I said, Riz, 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 Christophe, um, uh, 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 not quelques, uh, good evening, uh, Fumidor. Bonsoir, uh, mon good ami. evening, bonsoir. Uh, comment ça va? Oui, bah, ça yep. va très bien. Je te remercie, Hello, Fumidor. Yeah. Cool, impeccable, mon ami. Ouais, bien, uh, la forme, tout nickel. Oui, je te remercie. Like? C'est gentil de ta part. Lequel? 
Oh, that's complex French. You see, I only had two years of French. Lequel? Aimes-tu Rizla, zigzag, quoi? Papier du fumard? No. How do you say rolling papers? Pour fumer, quoi. Papier au roulet. OCB. OCB. I forgot all about OCB. Right, right, right. They're good. Hold on, OCB papers. Ouais, OCB, autrement, bah, euh, la buse, de temps en temps, euh, c'est beaucoup OCB, Fumidor, euh, beaucoup, beaucoup OCB. Nice, I like OCB, actually. Mm. I forgot all about them. They have an organic OCB. hemp, too. Oh, you see it right there, they have an organic hemp. Absolutely. I don't think they have crutches, but they definitely have uh, organic hemp papers. Yeah, these guys are good. I actually really like them. Oh, no, they have tips? No, wait, those come with tips. Oh, cool. Oh, that's what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This box comes with organic tips, but I can't find the tips separately. So that's cool, but I have bought this, like, it's really good when you're going out, like, I don't know, going out for the evening or whatever. You just pick up one little package and you don't, you don't have, like, I, it's annoying to have a pack of papers and a pack of uh, tips. It's nice to have just one. But anyway. Uh, I I don't know where my friend found them, but the company that makes the OG tip, the glass ones, they're like factory seconds where the pinch isn't like in the exact same spot. It's a little hmm. bit off. You can buy them by the hundred. I think they're like $65 or you huh. can buy like a thousand for... I think they go down to like 30 some cents a piece. Interesting. Okay. Am I at the right website? I think so. I've, I've seen these, but I never heard the name OG tip. Okay. Boral lab might not, it might just be one of the stores. All right. So OG tips are handmade from grade A glass for the ultimate smoking experience. Apparently uh, they allow you to enjoy full flavor while reducing tar and harshness. I don't know that honestly, but uh, they eliminate unwanted odors from your fingertips. Yes, that's true. We roll my hand or in a cigarette machine. They're reusable. Units and they per fit box right toy. in a roller. Right on. I'll have to look at those. Actually, you know what? Maybe I probably should just ask more often when I go. I, I hardly ever shop at freaking uh, dispensaries. So I honestly should just uh, ask about these, to be honest. It uh, looks like that. Oh, okay. Go cool. right on. Do and, you carry a couple of them with you, or what do you do? Yeah, I always carry a couple. But the uh, ones that you'll find cheaper, this little indentation that allows you not to uh, take anything back, hmm. maybe a little bit farther up. I lost all mine. You know what Ninja uses? Ninja uses a... Uh, yeah, the nudes. That's why you know yeah. everyone thinks it's freaking nudes, like you know, naked. But it's not. It's the nudes, man. I dig that. He's That's like, yeah. Fun. He's oh, the first yeah. person I ever saw do it. Yeah. So, you were saying why I stopped doing it. I. Uh, you have to clean them every time. We talked about it. The noodles or the glass? Oh, the glass. No, the noodles you just throw away. Uh, I mean, you know that, but just in case anyone's listening in, you just pretty much throw them no, away you eat and it. smoke them. I mean, it's a hard noodle, you know what I mean? So it's like, you could cook it afterwards, I guess. 
I wonder if it would be like infused if you just like cook. No, it would just basically boil off in the water. But anyway, um, I remember. Bring a whole new game to, to be, Superman. Uh, something came out. I remember there was a story or something. It was the weirdest freaking uh, connection. But I remember there was a story about people in Italy or something having a, like a lung problem. I need to think about this for a second because there was an actual reason why I stopped and I don't remember telling anybody about it. So, um, no, for real, like, uh, it was a whole thing and I wanted to talk about it, but I think I just forgot to talk about it because it was, I'll have to think about this. I hope I'm not making this up. Uh, uh, there was a whole thing about how there was like, uh, some kind of a lung issue at like noodle factories in Italy. I'm going to try to look this up. It was maybe I saved it in Reddit or something, right? And uh, then I remember thinking about it as I do sometimes when I'm stoned. And I was like, huh, I wonder as I'm like cooking the, the like basically smoking the joint, I wonder if I'm cooking that uh, a noodle and getting like particulates basically kind of gassing off into my lungs. And then I remember I was kind of... Um, I was kind of hacking for a little while. Like I remember I was kind of coughing a little bit too much. And I remember thinking, huh, I wonder if there's anything to the noodle that's making me hack. And so for like a couple of days, I started using paper crutches and the hacking went away. So one thing after another, it's a couple of suppositions basically that I'm making and some fucking inferences. But I remember thinking like, oh, I wonder if there's something in the noodles that's not really that great to inhale. You know, like as you're basically like cooking it up, you know, as the, as the, the, how do I say it? Cause the noodle itself kind of cooks, you know what I mean? Like it would basically get pretty hot by the time uh, the joint would finish. Maybe if you just like, as I'm thinking about this, maybe if you just didn't burn the joint all the way to the freaking noodle. Maybe it'd be fine. But I was pretty much burning my goddamn joints all the way to the noodle. And I was finding my noodles like already like charred and cooked. And so I remember thinking like, this is probably not good for my lungs, but this is, you know, no, that makes hyper, sense. I'm being but hyper dirty, I... but. That makes sense, but I will say, you were talking. The glass tips kind of do capture way more than like a paper tip would. You think so? Yeah, I've noticed oh, it. Yeah. Like you have to clean them after every time you use them. It have to go right in alcohol. Well, the paper ones get dirty too. You just throw them away though. I just never. It's never been like that dirty for the paper. It's dirty. They I mean, like if you uh, get a lot of uh, get get one of those papers and unroll them because I've done this before. Uh, uh, get like a a, a, a dump joint basically. Pull the paper out, and uh, well, one reason why I noticed this basically is because whenever I go somewhere, like if I throw my joint out or something, I don't just you know throw it out. I actually like, disassemble it, right? Uh, because it's it's basically papers. It's going to dissolve. I feel like I'm not littering, but you know, of course, I actually like take it apart. But uh, like I take my joint apart basically and unroll the. The, the the crutch and just you know rip it up in a couple pieces and throw it under a bush or whatever but when i would do that i would notice that it was yellow you know and it was yellow for example like not like at the base where i was touching it basically with my lips but it was yellow basically where the weed is essentially where it was burning and then how do i say it was kind of not super yellow but it was like it was noticeably yellow and if i held it up next to a new one you could definitely tell that it was very much yellow so i imagine the glass one and the paper one are probably capturing about the same or not capturing their being exposed to the same. I don't know which one captures more. I mean, well, maybe the glass least, gets more. Go at ahead. least with the glass one, you can smoke it all the way down without being, burning cardboard. Because sure. when I roll the tips, I do not smoke that last little, you know, yeah, quarter of an inch or so. Left, yeah. yeah. Technically, I usually it's do, like and a then it tastes gas, and I regret it, but I'm, I'm always just like, oh. Let me just get one more, one more puff. Uh, how I say, <laughs> well, uh, the glass ones you can puff all the way down. 
So if you're rolling for the glass tip, do you like sort of pack it right to the end and just kind of do a straight pack on the end and then it goes into the I actually uh, pre-pack them and then put them in my roller. Oh, okay. So, you know, when you put, because when you pull it out of the roller, you're going to probably have a little bit of it outside of the paper. So you push it in. Or you may a have hand a room out of room in between the weed and where the end of the glass tip is and the side mm-hmm. of the roller. But I have to be honest, you're I have 100 one too, but yeah, the same principles apply. When you push on like your joint for like with the glass tip, you'll notice the weed will go into the glass just quickly. I need to just um, go and get some of these. I bet you they have these at the freaking dispensary. I can just go pick up five of them and try it. Uh, what do you guys do? Do you carry around like a little handful of them or what do you do, bud? Like, do you, uh, uh, Captain 420, do you, um, I don't know. Do you, uh, I mean, you, you pre-roll them before you go out or do you, I mean, how do you yeah. do it? Let's say if you're going out. Yeah, I pre-roll before I go out. Gotcha. Well, let me think. I'm just trying to and think like I if do. you had a, a half a dozen loose glass tips in your pocket. I don't know. I mean, it's a solvable problem, but uh, go ahead. But the whole problem is really is when you're out smoking with people and all of a sudden you're passing it around and it's starting to get near the end and someone puts it out in an ashtray and you forget about yeah. it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but what's I the lost, reaction when I you had a somebody bunch. like that? Like, what the fuck is this? Hmm. They Well, it depends on the, the type of cannabis. If it's a sesquiterpene where it tastes really good. Uh, people, it's very pleasant. I get a lot of comments that they can really taste the weed itself. So nice. You know, I, I think it's an improvement when I get something new or there's something I really want to try for the first time, like the puck when I got home. I rolled that with a glass dip and smoked that nice. to get the full enjoyment. And you get a better hit because it's such an open hole. Yeah. Well, look, it's not open holes. Uh, I like it. I'm going to have to get some of those. I can't think of anything. I mean, other than, you know, breaking one in your pocket or something, I can't think of anything bad about that. But they're so small, they wouldn't, I don't think I've had them loose in my pocket. If you had change and shit rolling around in there, but most pockets are kind of tight. Other companies do make them like raw. But one end is like flared. And a lot of other companies have flared ones. The OG tips are the only ones that are one size at each end. And like I say, uh, if you like them, uh, I can't remember if it's eBay or it's Amazon, but I believe it's eBay. Buy it now, and I think a hundred of them are sixty-five dollars with shipping, instead of two dollars a piece, like the OG tips are. I had um, fuck, but they were JB. They said JB on them. They were glass tips. I don't know who the fuck JB is, but actually, nowhere I got them. Adam Dunn sent them in like a care package. They're rolling papers. No, 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 like JB, like a glass blower or something. 
Jerome Baker. I don't know who Adam Dunn fucks with. I won I won something on Adam Dunn's New Year's show and it came in the package. It's pretty good. But I've seen them before. I used them before. I just like you they're they're kind of pricey for what they are. Because it is very easy to forget them. Oh yeah. <laughs> I've thrown them away myself. <laughs> and you're like, in my own ashtray at home and lost them in the garbage. Dude, yeah, I always do that. The bulk deals. And I do. And I end up giving away like 20 or 30 out of every 100. <clears throat> because just like Fumi, they want to try them. And it's like, well, here, just don't take one. Take like two or three. Yeah, if it's two bucks a pop, you don't, you know, it kind of hurts. But if, you know, 65 cents, you say, yeah, take a few of them, share them, try them out. Like, this is, this is the way. Because I took three boxes of them to Thailand. <laughs> you have to I think, uh, claim them or like whatever. Get I put them in them. alcohol. And then I clean them all at one time. And I then I, I do use a Q-tip to make sure that the resin is out of them. I meant like you have to declare it. Sorry. Uh, no, because they're personal. That's pretty cool. Just like I take a pack, a box of papers with me. I take a box of rollers because that's what I go through in a year. You're allowed one box of things like that and two cartons of cigarettes, one bottle of alcohol. You just can't load up your suitcase with like 30 boxes because, yeah, if you buy them on sale here for like 20 bucks a box, you know, I was getting $60 a box for the king size brawl in Thailand. Hmm. That's three times your money. Yeah, that's the other thing. You're muted for me. Oh, never mind. I was just talking about random shit anyway. Um, <laughs> oh, I was talking, I was thinking about today, like I was driving, uh, like I think it was like a traffic or something for a little bit. And uh, I was thinking about like, oh, just all the different, uh, uh, I don't even know how I got on this thought. But anyway, I was thinking about all the different distribution chains basically around the world. And I was like, fuck, what if you're in Peru? You know, and you're like, cheers, folks. Happy 420. And you're like, you're, you're Peruvian or whatever. And you're trying to get, anything i don't even know what it is like is there a canon peru is there a nike peru is there a apple peru i mean there must be for a lot of those different things you know but then for some things it's going to be like all of south america and then like you as a peruvian this is just the shit that i was thinking about i was stuck in traffic i was like you as a peruvian and the the brazilians and the freaking argentinians will have to share the same customer service agent because it's like all of south america i don't know where i'm going with that but uh actually we're all of thailand there you go. I was watching. Uh, I think he had an Egyptian passport or something like that, and like he had he had a passport from like a country that couldn't get into a lot of countries. Apparently, 
Who does that make sense? Dude? No, no, no. This is a completely different guy. Oh, I see. Um, I mean, that's normally the U.S. passport. Like, what other guy? Swiss? Maybe he was Swiss. Like, basically, Swiss has have diplomatic relations with everybody. No, he couldn't get into places. Oh, couldn't get it. Well, Israel. So basically, like, if you have an Israeli passport, like half the world tells you go fuck off. Okay. So yeah, he he ended up having to do that like loophole with like a Caribbean like island to get a passport from them. But now we can actually travel, and it, it was like it, it's crazy how like some people are like all he was trying to do was make content for YouTube. You know? mm wasn't trying to do anything crazy oh there's all kinds of crazy passport shit like uh it used to be um let me think uh uh for sure uh if you ever went to uh israel and then went to jordan uh you were supposed to get uh let me think either one or the other you were supposed to get a paper stamp basically on a like a paper copy of your uh, it basically, uh, how do I say it? I don't even remember what the piece of paper it is, but anyway, it's a special paper that they put in your passport in lieu of stamping your actual passport for this specific circumstance where you go to another country that doesn't recognize the other country. So in other words, if you had an Israeli passport and you went to like Jordan, they might fucking kick you out basically as a result, because you've invalidated your passport. You have a stamp from a fake country. They would basically tell you. Uh, same thing like Syria. If you ever wanted to go to Syria and you had a passport from Israel, a stamp from uh, Israel, they would tell you, no, this is not a valid passport. Uh, you have invalidated your passport. This is a fake country. So they would give you like a piece of paper that would stamp that, that would do that for you. I think the same thing happened like in North Korea. Like if you ever had a North Korea, no, 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 no. I'm fucking forgetting the couple of countries that did this. It might have been like North, uh, it might have been Pakistan, India. I don't remember. But anyway, there were a few times. Like, there was one time that happened to me. I think it was, uh, I, I think I went to Israel. I think I went to Israel and then we went to Jordan and they gave us a paper passport because if we went, fuck, I'm not, I'm not remembering which one it was, but one of the countries definitely didn't like the other one. That's for sure. It's ridiculous the way diplomatic disputes go. We're babbling about all kinds of stuff. What do you figure, uh, boys and girls? It might be time to cut the show. <laughs> yeah, I want to solve world peace. Do you think we can, Charlie's Farm? Uh, we could maybe. I don't know. Maybe absolutely. the six of us, you know, our audience here, we could like uh, hammer heads together. Be like, all right, we can send something to UN right away, right in the morning. Yeah. Totally. Oh, fuck, it's going to be a Sunday. I mean, like the old problem, days, think. stay up for three days doing coke and we all sit there looking at each other and he'd be like, all right, so what do we solve? <laughs> like, what crisis or what did what we, come on, three days, we must have done something productive. Right. <laughs> nothing. <laughs> Absolutely nothing. Just our jaws jammering. That was the breaks. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <So>, $150,000 passport that can travel the world. <laughs> oh, excuse me. His name's Amar. Um, it's really cool. Uh, if you ever want to watch, he went through a lot to get to where he is, and their their platform is fucking growing. And they're all about like the thing is like yeah, it's a company, but at least they spread a decent message. Like they're all about helping and caring. Like uh, they they were some of the first people in Ukraine helping mm. when the war when the war kicked off. They raise so much money. All right. I'm 
figure out what to search for with the uh, all figured out with the that's America that's for you. important with the invalid passport thing. What's that, Charlie's? I said I was going to say uh, that's America for you. The attention span. Uh, Ukraine's not on the front page anymore, huh? You know, when it comes to news or on the TV. I mean, you get the highlights and all that, but it's not like they have correspondence like they were like twenty four seven. You know, it's like you know. I just hope we can still you hear people say you, you hear people say some real stupid stuff. I have to be honest because a lot of folks don't pay attention to the news, don't really care about the news, stuff like that. Like, how do I say this? They say, "Oh, why are we? <laughs> excuse me, <clears throat> why are we wasting money on Ukraine?" Da 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 da. Uh, it's a country across the world. We basically spent I don't even know how many trillions of dollars essentially fighting the Russians in the Cold War, right? Trying to keep them right. from basically taking over the world. And then basically we won the Cold War, at least we thought. We, we, we kind of won. It was there, there was an intermission or whatever. Uh, how do I say this? Right now, we're not even directly fighting Ukraine. I mean, Russia, but we are indirectly fighting the fuck out of Russia. We're basically sending Ukraine so many guns. Apparently, yeah, we're now they've to... exhausted all their Soviet-era uh, munitions, or their Soviet-spec, I guess, munitions. And so now they're apparently totally reliant on what the West is giving them, which basically yeah. means that now their whole doctrine is going to change. All their their training will change. Everything basically will change about the way that Ukraine does stuff, which well, also, by the way, means that Ukraine from now and forevermore is going to be a Western friend. You know what I mean? Like, we won't have to do anything. They'll remember what we did yeah. for them, basically, and they will. Yeah, they will. To this day, the French basically take care of the American graveyards and everything else from all the, the, the Americans right. that died in, in, in World War I right. and World War II, right? Anyway, um, how do I say this? Like, Ukraine will forever not be a Russian friend anymore, basically, by us supporting them with peanut money. You know what I mean? Like right. for the world's right. biggest economy, this is a rounding error on our fucking money. Honestly, uh, it probably costs us individual people more as gas because I, I paid sixty-seven dollars or something the other day for gas. I've never paid that yeah. much money for my car. Uh, that sucks. Right you know now. what I mean? But how do I say this? Uh, uh, if you don't stop Russia now with Ukraine, they just the other day started talking shit about Lithuania's independence. Lithuania right. is another country, basically. It's part of the right. European Union and part of NATO. And now this is, of course, Russia being a shit talker, but that's basically what Russia does. They shit talk first, and then they go do other stuff. But they're never lying about their intentions, and their intentions are not good. You know what I mean? No. So they do want the Soviet Union back, basically. They do. It's, it's a super mentally fucked up situation. Well, right? I should, we should say he does. He does. Putin. Yeah. yeah. He does. Oh, he's probably not the only one, but yeah, for yeah, sure. Right. That's the right. problem. Oh, right. like. He has, there's so many people that are kind of brainwashed over there that don't really know what's going on. That they, they do it. No, they don't. Yeah. No, they say that the yeah, brainwashing is actually more severe now than it was during the Soviet Union because actually he's invested a tremendous amount of money in that propaganda machine. You know, like they have uh, when you watch like Russian TV, I don't recommend doing that, by the way. It's total fucking wet, hot garbage. But uh, when you look at it anyway, like YouTube clips or something, it's more Fox Newsy than Fox News is. <laughs> red white and blue neon from floor to ceiling everyone is yelling all the time it's complete oversaturation of senses it's looney tunes shit man it's honestly crazy yeah uh, and it's obviously it been TV. designed to within a fucking atomic freaking nucleus uh to uh uh, uh brainwash you you know yeah, so put you in a certain state where you're yeah. all like agitated and hyped then, up like, and angry sort of drive some kind of messaging absolutely yeah, all independent journalism over there is gone it's completely yeah. gone in russia yeah. and it's the one dude that won now. the the nobel prize he's the one guy left uh, the 
I can't even think of his name. He was he was auctioning off his uh, Nobel Medal the other day uh, for. Uh, uh, That's right. I saw for that. Ukraine. For I can't remember what yeah. he was buying for Ukraine food or something, but basically he was auctioning off. I was like, dude, it's fucking legit. What is yeah. fucking the name? Murakov. So amazing Nobel Peace Prize. This yeah. literally coveted, coveted award, yeah. and and you know mainly created in the very beginning. I mean the the roots of. The Nobel is peace, world peace. Even though it was science based and all that, but so this is from March twenty second. Uh, Dmitry Muratov. Where is it here? There's different Nobel prizes. Muratov. Uh, no, I know now. Two thousand twenty one Nobel Peace Prize to raise funds for Ukrainian refugees. Uh, he, uh, by the way, he uh, runs the Novaya Gazeta. He basically uh, founded it and he's run it. They've had uh, 10 of their journalists murdered. Uh, one of the most famous one, Anna Politkovskaya, she was uh, uh, investigating uh, um, high level corruption, basically, like mafia corruption. Uh, in the 90s, she got murdered in her apartment uh, uh, hallway, basically, just shot yeah. by, a, by a freaking mob guy. Anyway, oh, I thought I was muted. Um, dude, but. That guy right there, I guarantee he has enough money to protect himself, and that's why he's staying alive. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't guarantee that at all. Actually, he has a very small newspaper. Uh, I mean, he did get the Nobel Prize, whatever. But I think he basically gave that money away or whatever. No, no, no. He gave it to all the the, the staff of the newspaper. Actually, is he no, still living he's, in Russia? He's yeah, he still lives in Russia. I mean, I don't think the guy's poor. I think he's really well connected, so he probably eats and drinks at the best restaurants. But other people pay. I don't think he's super rich. Yeah, I mean, look at look at the, the uh, oligarch in Spain. What uh, month, month and a half, two months ago, whatever it was, and uh, Putin had basically a hit squad going after him. Yeah, and they ended up what intercepting. I can't remember the details, so I'm not gonna you know say any more. But yeah, I mean, basically, he had a hit for him and his daughter or something. Or, you know, I mean, I know the poisoning with the was it the, the Brit UK that gave the info? Oh, yeah, yeah. No, this was in Spain. This was just in Spain when the oligarchs uh, and they. Um, I forget. I forget if they had a like a uh, one of the security cameras in the house or something like that. Or uh, I can't remember. Can't can't remember. I just know that Putin sent a hit hit man for this guy or, or a crew. You know, because it's never just one. He did that. I heard about that too. I just don't exactly remember. But oh, there's been they a bunch intercepted. Of dying lately. Yeah, they intercepted. Like, oh no, this is when they dropped him in. I think when they dropped him in Ukraine. Yeah, they, they took care. Oh of Oh my like, God! Yeah, they sent the the top the the top fucking assassin squad. And the the Ukrainians apparently jammed their signals, so they landed in the wrong place. And the Ukrainians knew where they were coming and literally just shot them in a fucking alley. <laughs> that was fucking epic. That was clutch, man. <laughs> that, that was, you know, it goes to show you. I mean, you know, look in history what Russia's done. Look what uh, you know the invasion of Finland. I think it was in nineteen thirty-seven or thirty-eight when they tried to invade Finland. They literally got like ten thousand yards over the border, and Finland stopped them. And they were so less equipped, so horribly equipped, Finland compared to Russia. Mm. But it's you know they're they're, they're not the, they're not the sharpest friggin' knife in the box. That's a fact. It's not like they ever have been. They put up. You said it's propaganda. They put up a front. They know how to friggin' bullshit and hype stuff up so they look. You know, it's like a dog or a cat or an animal yeah. in the wild, just making themselves look bigger. I read something so today, about it. and it was like, so Elon. 
I, like you guys know, I'm not even a big supporter of the guy. But apparently, his Starlink's helping, like the the propaganda machine. Broken clock can be right twice a day, man. Uh, Elon Musk, I think, is a garbage can, but that shit has been helping Ukraine in very clutch ways. Yeah, very, very much so. Um, and then I guess it's breaking down even Putin's propaganda machine to some extent. Probably. I what wonder how many this? helicopters Russia can lose too. They've lost quite a few of them, and they're not cheap. <laughs> no, they've lost all their best tanks. Apparently, they've lost a bunch of their best planes. Yeah, uh, they've been they shot down the equivalent. They, the Ukrainians actually shot down the equivalent of our uh, our stealth bomber. Not the um, not the. Uh, I, it's the fighter, though. It was their fighter version, um, stealth technology, and all that. And they fought. Mm. They they shot one down, and immediately though. The, the Ukrainian farmers found the wreck, found some of the navigation and, and um, the technology that they send their messages through to the pilots and they sent it right away back to the States. Mm. So, yeah, I mean, they couldn't, you know, they couldn't get it to us fast enough, I guess, because finding out the radio, the, the radio frequency, we can jam it if we find out what they're running on and how they're doing it in their, in their, in their planes. It's like one of the big things that will help them fight, fight, you know, have some big Ukraine's all things. hands on board. Yeah, my God, yeah. I mean, just the fact that he said, I'll never forget it. As long as I live, it's almost like uh, like uh, the colonel when um, when uh, Baston was being, it was in, at siege and he, and he was asked to surrender by the German German general there in the frigging, um, in, in, the, in the Panzer Division. And he goes nuts. Tell him nuts. So all I can think of is uh, Zelensky when he goes, I don't need a ride from, from Biden. He goes, I don't need a ride. What I need is frigging bullets. You know, that'll always stick in my mind. What a brave, brave person to do that. And he knew that it would snowball if he left. Then it would have been a three or four day war. But because he stayed, everybody else was behind him 100%. And we would be the same way. We could ever get our shit together because that's the way we've always been in, in, in history. So, you know, we've always been able to come together in times like that because Ukraine was being just as, you know, have, having the culture wars and the, and, the, and the divided country just as, oh, not as bad as us, but pretty damn close because of all the propaganda that was coming over the border from Russia. So it wasn't as though this country was always solidified like that. The solidarity came when the war started, and Zelensky said he was going to stay. And then they came together as a country. So, you know, it, it goes to show you what, you know, the old, uh, you know, necessity is the mother of invention because they're, so, going, to friggin', they're going to fight the last man, woman, child. Sorry. It just seemed, uh, no, no, Charlie, I never, I don't mean to interrupt. Um, Fuck, I lost what I was going to say. Anyways, I mean, yeah. I guess I'll say something like uh, Charlie's firm makes a really good point that is worth repeating, and 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 really, it's actually a deep point. To be honest, um, your your mama likes deep points too, by the way. Uh, that basically, how do I say this? We pretend to be enemies, you know. And for example, I I would think that you know the Proud Boys and so on are my enemies, or I don't know the Ku Klux Klan or whatever. But I bet you anything, in, if fucking Spain invaded the U.S. 
or if uh, just whatever, pick a country, if Peru, if Peru invaded the U.S., the, the Proud Boys and we would all be fighting together against them, right? Like basically we would be doing the yeah, same thing. Yeah. And I was just thinking to myself about, you know, people in the chat have talked about the Azov Battalion in Ukraine, right? And they're basically like the, I was trying to think of what a metaphor for them would be, but I couldn't think of it for the moment. Uh, there's the... Uh, Fuck, there's a couple of really serious right-wing militias. That What's the the one in Idaho and in the I can't even fucking remember anymore. Um, yeah, Oath Keepers. The Oath Keepers. So, you know, I doubt that the... I, I hope I'm thinking of the right one. I, I, uh, if, if the Oath Keepers is the one that I'm thinking of, I'm, I don't think you're supposed to be black, basically. I don't think they like black people or, you know, uh, Hispanics. Whichever one it is, there's a couple different militias that are definitely a, a sort of of the racist stripe. Well, imagine, basically, that we got invaded. Those motherfuckers would basically be fighting the, the uh, invaders, too, basically. Just like the National Army and the National Guard and everybody else, their mama and blah, blah, blah. They would also be fighting. And that's basically what the Azov Battalion is. Basically, after 2014, uh, when Russia invaded the east of Ukraine and has been controlling uh, Luhansk and uh, uh, Donetsk regions, basically, the, the Donbass, they call it, uh, the freaking Azovs have been fighting back. It's as if basically the Oath Keepers have been basically fighting uh, back against the, the, the invaders. You know what I mean? And they did a good yeah. fucking job, good enough job that basically the Ukrainians rolled them into the official uh, freaking National Guard, apparently, right? And it is literally like people would use that as an excuse. Russia literally used that as an excuse to invade. Oh, they have Nazis in, in, in Ukraine. They don't have fucking Nazis running Ukraine. It was this one militia that apparently is right-wing friendly. I don't like that at all. But it is literally basically when you when you like think about it, like and as a human person, it's basically like the Oath Keepers getting rolled up into the National Guard. And if the Oath Keepers, or pick another freaking militia, basically, you know, I, I don't mean to insult anybody, maybe make maybe make one up or something, right? If some imaginary right-wing racist militia basically fought, and they fought really hard, they might get official recognition from the federal government. You know what I mean? They might actually get rolled into, uh, 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 how do I say it, uh, I don't know, the National Guard or whatever else in some weird circumstance. I don't know, I'm just kind of thinking out loud, but it just, it, it kind of galls me that basically people use that as a pretext, like, oh, the Azov Battalion. Like, I've actually been to Ukraine. I, I, I do know what people are talking about when they talk about the right-wing stuff over there. There is some weird right-wing shit over there, I have to be honest with you. But that's not the whole country. That's a small percentage. Every country in Europe is very sadly, and the U.S. too, has some really serious far-right issues. We're going to have to deal with these before long because the Nazis are back basically in every country in Europe, in, in probably every country in North America, even arguably like South America has a bunch of weird far-right stuff with like the, the weird like Aryan tattoos and stuff. It's fucking weird. Why would you ever like emulate that? But I don't know, whatever. I guess I don't, I don't think the way they do. But I guess my point is, uh, I don't know, it's an open-ended point. I was just kind of You're right, though. Shimmy, I say this. Is it, no matter how many disagreements I may have with another American, like myself, we are still brothers. And, and, I, and, I will, and even if, no matter how heated anything ever got, I would always end it with, you know what? If, if we ever did get invaded, though, I would stand next to you and fight and die. Right next to you, no matter what. And I would hope to God they'd say the same thing to me. But I've said it a couple of times to people. You know, like I would still fight. I would still fight for you and your family if we ever got invaded. Would you do the same? And most likely they would. I mean, everybody thinks that our country was like not, not divided back in, 
1941, when, or the 30s even, when we were having free, when we entered, right before we entered World War II, we were a completely divided country. Unionization was on the front. There were riots all over the place. There were protests on the Washington Mall. You had the first, you know, the, the um, World War I vets that won $100,000 bonus that set up camp in the mall there. I mean, you know, we've been divided before. When it comes to a crisis like that, we've always been able to pull together. Now, you have some people that are that are debating whether we could do that again today, but I, I have a feeling that we, we that we we would, we could, and we would. I don't think there's any doubt about that. I think, like you said earlier, that it's the loudest voice, or have you said before that it's the loudest voices that cause the most problem? Well, you you've said this for sure that the empty drum uh, uh, makes the most noise. A lot of these uh, folks basically. Uh, uh, do talk uh, uh, a big shit-talking game. You were saying that 80% of Americans are for reasonable gun control laws. Well, it's the 20% basically that are the problem and the issue, right? It's not the 80%. I don't know. There's, I guess I'm thinking out loud a little bit and somewhat babbling, but uh, I don't know. No, but I mean, talk about a broken system. Less than a, basically, less than a third of the country that are considered, you know, that consider themselves conservative or even ultra-conservatives, not necessarily extremists, but conservative and ultra-conservatives. You know, uh, I have conservative viewpoints as well. Um, I have liberal viewpoints as well. But, um, you know, they're less than a third of the population of this country, a third of the population of this country. Now, out of that third, approximately 28% or something like that, 27, 28, 29% actually go to the polls and vote. So you're talking less than 30% of the country has all that power. That's why it's a broken system on uh, in every angle that, that you could possibly think of, from the two-party system to, to our electoral system. Now, if we didn't have an electoral system with gerrymandering, Trump said it out loud, the conservative, conservative would never get elected again. If things were run, you know, fairly, and there wasn't all this manipulation in the system, you know? And um, so... You know, right there, that's a huge problem. I mean, most Americans consider themselves to be moderates, man. They're not extremists. And you're right. Those empty I mean, the reality of it is that that's Trump and some other people's simplistic thinking that basically goes from A to B to C and then they're done. They basically, they, right. they're all out of ideas. They start with nothing and they're all out of ideas. Yes. Under the current system, that's true. That basically, if they played fair, this is their logic. For 20 years now, they've been playing unfair because they figure that they cannot, they figure correctly that they would not be able to win if it was basically based on their actual platforms because their platforms are fucking awful. Yeah, yeah. More tax you breaks for the, the rich. Uh, you do you guys realize that every middle class person pays more taxes now because of the tax breaks for the rich that fucking the Trumps basically put in? It's yeah. looney tunes that we don't yell yeah. about this stuff all the time. I know about the fucking extra pay tax. Uh, because of those Muppets. Uh, uh, but apparently it's okay that nobody talks about that. We talk about it with the Democrats, but we don't talk about the Republican tax rise. Uh, anyway, how do I say this? Um, what am I fucking trying to say? lost my train of thought. Uh, Moderates. Bunch of fucking Muppets. A bunch of fucking Muppets is what it is. No, I was making a whole point. Now it just fell out of my freaking head. Um, apparently the dab was good, though. I yeah. feel that high, but apparently I don't make any sense anymore. You're welcome. Um, yeah, exactly. You're welcome. <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, damn it. What was I talking about? Though? As long as y'all are coming up here for our maple syrup and whatever other That's things it, we're man. hoarding up here. We're all here. Right. Right. Hey, we got our own in the Berkshires, bro. So Vermont, New Hampshire, and the Berkshires. Oh, yeah. You got the good stuff out there. Yeah, man. 
Ohio. Yeah, there's like a whole rivalry too, isn't there? And they're, the Vermonters are like, ah, our maple syrup is better yeah. than yours, eh? And then I the told Canadians you, my are... brother-in-law is all you see are maple lines all over the freaking the forest. That's all you see the maple lines, all different colored for identification for which sugar shack it's going to. Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> like a highway of sap. Yeah. Oh, man. now I remember what I was talking about. All right. Good. I was I was talking about basically uh, how under the current system. Those folks basically think that if they played fair, they can't win. And so therefore they think, okay, well, we basically have to play unfair because there is kind of this, I see their point, like it is kind of unreasonable. There's like basically one party rule. I mean, even though it is, you know, majority rule and everything else, when you have like majoritarianism, if you've ever kind of studied, you know, Charlie's firm has studied politics. So you have like majoritarianism is kind of its own uh, problem too. So basically, even though you have like 60% of the people that are super in favor, whatever, well, you basically have tyranny of the majority. I get it. But that doesn't justify playing unfair, even more so because if that happened, that would motivate those parties to start changing so that they would become more popular in the future. So, for example, they would, might actually have to adjust their dumpster fire of a platform. So, for example, they might actually have to represent people instead of basically uh, beating the drum of guns and abortions and gays and everything else, and then basically ripping money out of your wallet by giving people uh, like Jeff Bezos even more tax breaks. You know what I mean? Like the platform itself, actually, they don't even release platforms anymore because they, they realize there's just no reason to do so. So all they do now is just pump up the team dynamic. Ah, oh, you're part of the Republican team, bro. What's the Republican team? Who the fuck knows? But you're part of it. You know what I mean? It's it's yeah. lunacy. So that's what I'm saying. Like under the current stupid system, when you have the brain of a, a, basically mashed potatoes for fucking brains, you basically think, oh, okay, well, we we have to cheat. No, you don't have to cheat. You could still have decency and honor. We were talking about this at the beginning of the fucking show. You could still have a freaking uh, spine and, and 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 integrity and and how do I say this and play fair. And when you lose learn from that loss and then try again next time with something different, like a better platform. You know, it's, 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 it's never happened before in American history that one party dominates forever. You know, like they, they come and go. And so basically the Democrats were in charge for decades. Uh, well, not entire decades, but I mean, like they were in charge, like in the middle of the century and then came the Republicans, Republicans were charged before that, before that were the fucking Whigs and everybody else on and on and on. The Republicans used to be kind of the left wing party, honestly. Yeah, they were. You know, so it's just, it's they so were. unreasonable the that they Democrats, think. The conservatives. Absolutely the right. Democrats. Yeah. They were ex- highly, extremely conservative. Yeah. They were the extremists of their times. I mean, that's where the KKK came from. Yeah. That's why you had, you know, half a million enrolled, 250,000 enrolled by 1928 or something like that into the mm-hmm. KKK. You know, they had that march on Washington. It's just absurd, all the whites. Freaking hoods going down. Oh, my God. That to, to this day is just like, just horrifying. Mm-hmm. Horrifying. Yeah, but I mean, Lincoln was a liberal. <laughs> I mean, it's it's one of the things. But he had, you know, every 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 bone in his body said that he could not have this freaking union separated. Mm-hmm. You know, and 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 there's legacies from the Civil War too that interact with that social play that we have today too. Obviously, I mean, there was some real freaking resentment down there in the South, and that's not oh, yeah. a joke. That's not a joke. That's a real thing. You know, so, um, you know, Reconstruction didn't go the way it was supposed to go because Lincoln got executed. And next thing you know, you got a freaking racist that came in. And he wasn't going to have any freedoms on anybody. Are you kidding me? God, no. And then you had Grant. Grant was a drunk. He was manipulated and run by freaking, by the by the political freaking marionettes. He was, I mean, he was just, literally, he was just a puppet man. 
he was walking on corruption just ran rampant during his reconstruct. That was the height of reconstruction right there when money was being funneled down and figured itself to hopefully begin rebuilding it. Mm-hmm. That got all screwed up. Yeah, you know, everybody was taking advantage of, forget about the fact that starvation. And back then we still had the rule to the victors go the spoils. We still we still lived by that rule. It wasn't until MacArthur on the USS Missouri when Jap- Japan finally the um, the emperor signed the 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 uh, surrender on the on the Missouri. Um, MacArthur was the first one to ever say it in history at a surrender like that, saying that from now on we cannot live by victors to the victors go the spoils. We must we must help people and keep the peace. World War Two is such a incredible incredible trauma to this planet that you know in every aspect forget about economic i mean that's the only reason why we rode the wave in the 50s because the rest of the world was bombed out i know i've said that a thousand times but we're the only ones that had factories that were free and operable you kidding me and you know russia did but they're not dealing with us in the west that's for sure but i mean every other freaking major country was completely wiped out so we got to supply the world that's why we rode that wave no, that's why the fifties were the fifties, you know. But you had it. You had the social impact of the all the servicemen coming back and wanting to go back to a friggin' literally that picture perfect Hollywood suburban life, barbecuing on the weekends, drinking a cold beer, and going to a nine-to-five job. American dream. Yes, yes, but that's the way. You know, but that's not real life back then. We were so divided racially, and always have been for crying out loud. I mean, forget about. You know, and then that first ruling, what was it, in 55 with the desegregation? Oh, my God. And you're talking about friggin' Wallace and all those guys coming up. And forget about, <clears throat> what's his name in the 30s there from Louisiana that got killed? What was his name? Huey Long. Yes, thank you very much, Huey Long. You know, guys like that, that, you know, you got the John the John Birch Society, which has never gone away. They have a doctrine, a book that's their doctrine that's pretty insane. If you ever read the Republican their platform, official platform, is pretty absurd. They talk about re uh, reprogramming, yeah. you know, gays and 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 how God. Uh, it's just absurd, man. It's it literally is not. Re- it's like the Pope not coming up to the times too. I mean, you got to come up with the times. Somebody said it the other night. Listen, man. When you're not getting voted into office, you just might generally not be liked. Just mm-hmm. you got to face the facts. You got to change your policy. And come up with popular policies, yeah. because if you don't, you know, you can't just manipulate the system like that, because that's just pure corruption. Yeah. Is if they're not popular issues, change your issues. But they're not willing to change. They don't care. They have the money. They've got the backing. You know, the old boys like it the old way. Yeah, it's good. Sick. If you know, and then you then you bring in the friggin' military complex that Eisenhower warned about. War is a friggin' money maker. It's all war is. It, Fat cats get fatter. That's all that happens with war. People die and suffer, but it, they make billions on it. Billions just on the guns alone. Forget about the ammunition and everything else. I mean, you know, put it this way: the 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 Evalde shooter, right? <clears throat> Between the guns and the ammunition, I, I was watching this documentary, just a little thing on him, and um, just in the, the the amount of weapons and uh, guns he had on him. Um, was like almost $10,000 worth of stuff, you know? I guess one I was wondering about that because he apparently yeah. had a fucking crazy amount of stuff. Yeah. How the hell does yeah. a teenager get that much guns? Yeah, yeah. It was a serviceman, actually, who was doing the breakdown. He goes, listen, if you just look at what he bought 
in those few days and the ammunition, it's almost 10 grand in cash. Where did he come up with this money, man? You know, I mean, that's a huge question mark right there. I mean, but I guess he that, shot his grandma, maybe st stole the money from his yeah. grandma. Yeah, yeah. But just think of this is, um, no, because <clears throat> he was buying everything with... prior than that. But my whole point is, is that if that, if the, uh, one kid, he got that, imagine what a war costs <laughs> to arm every single freaking soldier. That's all. Billions. Sorry, Smash, go ahead. I think he worked at Wendy's late night. Uh, and when he got like, saved up enough money, like five or $5,000, he quit his job abruptly. So he said, he, I, don't, I don't think he spent 10, I think it was five grand. Crazy. He was a hand, handgun, I don't remember all the yeah. Either way, that's a lot of money. So Apparently, it was actually. Or we'll say that, like the, the day after or something, that it wasn't. Uh, uh, I was hearing that it was a handgun, but I guess it was actually an AR. Yeah, I think he had multiple on him. Yeah, I think that's true too. Yeah, he had two ARs and a, hand, and a, and a handgun. That's oh, what he nice. had. He had. I forget how, how much ammunition, but it was like the the bullets that he did get were a minimum a dollar a piece or something like that. And he had sixteen hundred rounds, and that's sixteen hundred bucks right there just in freaking ammo. Wow. Something like that. I forget exactly the breakdown that this. Do you remember that saying. cat in Vegas who was uh, shooting out from the hotel window? Oh right? yeah. I mean, he had heaps and bags of, of ammo mm -hmm. and yeah, all kinds of shit, right? Apparently, yeah. to this day, nobody can figure out a uh, motive or anything for the guy. Yeah, there's a lot of weird stories when you kind of go down the rabbit hole on that one. But yeah. yeah. And that was super fucked up uh, because uh, I think he also had ARs. And uh, I guess nobody there, first of all, they couldn't see where he was shooting from. Nobody had body armor. Uh, I don't even remember the 15 different things, actually, that were super fucked up. Apparently, the communications yeah. grid was messed up. They didn't have uh, uh, keys or per permission for that hotel. I don't even remember like the, the 10 different things that they didn't do. It's crazy. Dude killed like 50-something people, too. Yeah. And he yeah. injured, I don't even know how many. What an absolute freaking tragedy. What you rolling up? They are. Uh, this is actually a little bit of, oh my god, I, should, I need to clean this goddamn grinder. This is bedrock. Uh, hopefully in the near future here, I'm going to finally grow her again. That's not true. I had a fresh, fresh, fresh bedrock cookie number two for a while. This is about eight months old. Nice. What sort of uh, profile does that bring? This is, um, I used to talk about this a lot more often. I should talk about, I should grow her again, and then I should talk about her more often. Yeah, uh, this is from North Star. Uh, it was uh, Sour Strawberry by Grand Poobah. Oh. Uh, Grand Poobah is a project of his that he's been working a little bit, I think, and it's kind of a cush, like a uh, Bubba and a couple other things, kind of BXing basically, some getting some cushy so elements. Sort of basically. like a strawberry OG. Sort of the thing. the Bedrock Boogie came out basically. I had two keepers that I loved, and they were basically very different. The number one and the number two. The number one is super super uh, heavy on the sour strawberry, so leans even looks like the sour strawberry, the bog sour strawberry, and it basically tastes like strawberry salad dressing or raspberry like bit like 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 sour strawberry like salad dressing. Uh, the number two, this one. Complete opposite, sweet cheese cushy, like basically like a strawberry cheesecake, but I call it cheese cush or whatever. Uh, 
Um, nice. Yeah. I like them both. Yeah, I had, a, I had a strawberry cheesecake one time I, I bought from the dispensary, and I just remember every time you'd open the jar, like it smelled like strawberry cheesecake. Yep. Just, that's when, you know, I was starting to get the feel of like, no, it's not fake. Somebody didn't spray that with terps. I mean, you never know on the, the black market or like I've gotten whatever, stuff that was sprayed with terps before. I, I'm pretty sure. Uh, uh, I don't want to say the strains because I don't want, I, you know, I might not be wrong. Yeah. But there were a couple of things that I had that uh, uh, were way too strong on one particular element. And right. then one time, um, of all things, <clears throat> A couple things I noticed were were really pungent on specific kind of odd terps, and I ended up keeping the samples. They were actually uh, uh, like from a judge's kit for like I, I won't say which contest, but one of the different you know contests that you have around town. Uh, you know the different you know uh, affair, you know magazines and everything else have contests, and a couple of different samples that came in one of those kits. A couple of them. Uh, I accidentally basically had the samples stashed like, you know, I don't know, somewhere behind my stash here, like for two, three years. And I pulled them out and they still were fucking super loud on that one terp. And I just remember thinking, okay, this is, this is kind of proof to me basically that this was sprayed. Like it was way too strong when it got it. And it's like way too strong now. Like after I forgot it in the back of a shelf, basically it should be way quieter than this. But, I, I had uh, a theory about some pre-rolls that I used to get. They were a weight widow from a, one of our LPs up here. And the the pre rolls had a very different terpene count than their actual flower, uh, and it was just an overwhelming taste of cloves. Like I, uh, I mean, yeah, white widow is spicy, but I ain't never had no white widow that only tasted like a clove cigarette. And I think that's what it was. It was just the floor sweepings of you know year and a half old white widow. Spray it with some uh, fresh terps, roll them up into pre rolls, and call it a day. I believe it. <laughs> And you know, how do I say this? I'm a little bit agnostic about, I was just thinking about it somewhere here on the table here. Oh, I can see it. I have a little jar of, uh, right behind my rigs, if I can grab them. I have a little jar of Farmex's uh, Terps. This is uh, Fat Dog Terpenes, Sour Lifter. So yeah, Fat Dog CBD is his company. Uh, this is the Sour Lifter. I think this is, um, I think this is a strain from Oregon CBD. I don't think that shows up on the label. But anyway, this is this little jar of uh, terpenes and um i don't actually have a pipette small enough that i could really like put it on the the, the joint but in theory i could put a little bit of on the a little bit of this on the joint or even better uh, he told me uh to put a little bit on the paper basically and then let it dry out because i remember putting a little bit on the paper and i forgot oh yeah terpenes are flammable and so my fucking joint immediately burned away uh but uh, he was like okay let it dry out first and then basically uh, uh light it up I could never get it, uh, like I didn't have a pipette small enough or any kind of a, an applicator small enough <clears throat> that I could get like enough, how do I say this, that I could get the amount small enough that it wasn't overwhelming. Like it was right. crazy like overwhelming with drop. just the tiniest little bit of this. Um, so I don't know, I guess I'm making like, I was kind of just talking, I wasn't 100% sure uh, uh uh, how do I say this? I don't know exactly if they are spraying those things or I don't know anything, but I, I think it's possible. I guess is where I was open-endedly talking about, because how do I say this? These terpenes are crazy powerful. All right. I'm apparently a little bit high. Yeah, um, fair enough. But yeah, I guess back to the, the, the strawberries, yeah, like those flavors are 
real in cannabis like oh, yeah. when you start growing your own and you know it's you're getting out of the market strains and going with the really cool shit you want to grow like those flavors are incredible i mean all the fruit flavors all the yeah. spices like it's all there for us some people it's it's a really funny one and i don't know how to explain this because some people are like this with wine some people are like are like this with other stuff uh smashed has said before that his mom basically only smells skunk with weed like for oh, her it's yeah. just basically all skunk and i've met people like that like oh no it's just all it's all, just all weed it's all ganja whatever um i think that honestly comes from because you know smash's mom for example doesn't smoke weed i think that comes from absolute inexperience more than anything else and i think once you do actually start to enjoy a glass of wine or you know you smoke a couple of joints or whatever the case may be i think your brain starts to adjust and you start to have kind of a flavor lexicon basically in your head. I remember the first time I had beer, I didn't like it. And I remember basically almost everyone that I know has said the same thing. The first time they had beer, they didn't like it because it was bitter and strange and unusual. Mm -hmm. But then they tried it again and they tried it again and suddenly they liked it because their brain basically remapped or something and started to accept that bitter flavor. Every once in a while you run into somebody and says, oh yeah, yeah, yeah I love beer from the very beginning. Most people that I know, the first time they tried it, they didn't really like it that much because it was just so fucking weird. Uh, but then you start to actually get like a taste for beer over time. And it, 20 years later, you'd be like, oh, I detect no notes of almond and orange peel or whatever. Right. But in the beginning, you know, way back when the same beer, you'd be like, oh, no, this is just fucking skunky asshole, you know, or whatever yeah. it is. Yeah, I feel like just being somewhat of a, you know, I don't want to use the term too hoity-toity, but a connoisseur of cannabis, I feel like, yeah, that's made me more in tune of flavors across all things. Like if mm -hmm. I have a, a hoppy ale, I might notice the, the fruit flavors in it now. And, you know, it's part of cannabis just tuning in your receptors as well. I've always mm -hmm. found that, you know, you have a good joint, things just taste better, right? right. So it's, it's all sort of part and parcel. You have then you start pairing your cannabis with your food and your drink and sort of complementing those flavors. And it's a, it's a whole new world. But I mean, you're, you're hundred percent right. How do I say this? Like, especially most of us don't really grow up having experience. Like most of us certainly didn't take a class in high school, like uh, advanced gourmetistics or something, right? Like we didn't right. grow up in Switzerland or some shit, right? Yeah. Um, I, I mean, you know, how do I say this? I'm, I guess I'm joking about Switzerland, but I mean, even in a place like Switzerland or France or something, I'm sure you have to seek out, you know, classes like that, right? So most of us don't really have any kind of lexicon. So the first time we learn about that kind of stuff, for many of us, that is literally the first time that we're exposed to those kinds of talking about flavor, thinking about flavor, anything else, you know what I mean? So it doesn't surprise me that like, how do I say this? The first time in your life that you basically encounter trying to be persnickety about aromas, even just as a grower, it suddenly propels you and catapults you into like this whole other world of suddenly you're in scotch now and weed and, and I don't even know a beer and whatever else. Right. I don't know, I'm talking out loud, but I feel like it's, it, it's, it's, um, I don't know. I, I guess it is like, how do I put this? It's not a good thing or a bad thing. It's not like we have to learn about eating in, in high school or something, but it would be nice if we didn't have to rely on like, I don't know, late, late, late life discoveries or something. I don't know. I guess I'm talking out loud, but <laughs> well, it might be interesting. I to, agree uh, there. Yeah. Before uh, fast food and before boxed foods and, you know, back in the early 1900s, if they were having very different conversations about flavors hmm. and tastes. And... <laughs> All right. I'm going to bounce out. Cheers, man. Have a good I, was, I just want to jump on to say, say oh. hi. Yeah, man. Everyone have a good night. Be safe. Cheers, um, I'll be here. Cheers,
We'll be here on Tuesday. Yeah, I'll be here Tuesday and Wednesday. Come on, buddy. All right, man. Adios. I think I'm going to follow Smash out as 4 a.m. here. I think that's fair. Maybe we should uh, slowly make our uh, exits right on, Captain 420. It's been great seeing you, buddy. Good seeing everybody. Charlie, good seeing you. Everybody have a good night. Yeah, man. Cheers, Cheers Captain. Cheers. Good to talk. Always good, Captain, buddy. <laughs> Magma says, I remember scraping roadkill on the back roads of Virginia from a senior prank. Service. Uh, Hillbilly Herb, nice to meet you, buddy. Uh, welcome back anytime, man. Uh, uh, what's the? I don't yeah, know how right can on, find man. you, or you don't have to be found. But uh, I've, I'm, I've got the, the regular socials, I guess. Uh, nice. Hillbilly Herb over, over on the Instagram, on YouTube, I'm on the Discord. I'm on your Discord. I'm on some mm-hmm. other Discords. So, someone needed to find me, they could. But uh, yeah, I'm around. But uh, thanks a lot for uh, having the open door. Uh, it was good mm-hmm. to come in and chat with you all. I just hang around often enough that I'd let folks know that I'm not some, you know, random AI web bot that pops into chat. It's funny. <laughs> That's uh, exactly what a random it. AI bot that just pops into the chat would say. Oh, I know. And dang, that was born. We caught you. <laughs> right on. Thanks, guys. Have a good weekend. He's so good. Wait, isn't... Uh, uh... <laughs> Fuck, now I can't remember the name of the AI. Skynet. Isn't Skynet supposed to start on like June 17th and then basically become self-aware on June 29th or something? I don't know. Is this the uh, year of inception? I think it was. I think it was supposed to be actually like 2022. What was the original Terminator timeline? I wonder. Let's see here. Terminator timeline. (laughs) I didn't even know what it was from. The Terminator timeline. Oh, there is an actual Terminator timeline. Uh, it's the timeline of events of the film Terminator. This is according to uh, terminator.fandom.com. Some other fans. Let's see here. The leader of the future resistance was born to Sarah Connor, possibly during the 1980s. Father's unknown, as this topic has not been elaborated. Uh, Cyberdyne develops an internet. Okay, whatever, but that doesn't tell us when. 1984. Uh, T-800 arrived from the future to kill Sarah Connor. Kyle Reese arrived from the future to protect Sarah. Kyle impregnates Sarah. Kyle died while T-800 was destroyed. I'll be back. The wreckage of the T-800 was recovered by Cyberdyne Systems and they reverse-engineered its technology. 85, John Connor was born. Skynet in 97 became self-aware. Oh, 1997. Wow, I was way off. So it's 2029 that John Connor led the tech com and won the war, but Skynet sent a T-800 Terminator back to 1984. Of course it is. Got a couple of years for that still, then. Right? <laughs> a little bit. Roof. <laughs> <laughs> right on, guys. Have a good one. Cheers, buddy. Have a good one. Christophe, nous quittons, mon ami. A bientôt. Yes, uh, Bonsoir. Ok. D'accord. Bonsoir, monsieur. Uh, good evening, uh, sir. Good evening, buddy. <laughs> good morning. Peace, pal. Have a good day. Cheers. Ouais. Uh, Peace. Christophe, or not Christophe, Peace. Uh, Charlie's Farm. Cheers, yeah, my bye. friend. Always a pleasure. Yes. Uh, thank you, by the way, very much for the kind words. Uh, uh, how do I say it? Uh, uh, it's nice to, to, to see that you're, how do I say this? Uh, 
I don't know. Sometimes you wonder if people are paying attention. You know what I mean? Like you can be yeah. talking to yourself in the middle of the night, you're like, ah, motherfucking piece of shit. You know, you're swearing yourself like some people do. And you wonder if people actually notice. And it's actually nice that people do notice that, uh, you know, you're not uh, robbing and ste- stealing and cheating and hooting and hollering. Well, we do some hooting and hollering sometimes, but uh, anyway. That's right. Right? You got to do a little fun. bit of hooting and hollering. Hey, man. Right. A little drama never hurt anybody. That's it. <laughs> Charlie's Forum, uh, the floor is yours, my friend. Wise words oh, or uh, final thoughts? No, or just, uh, I wish everybody the health and happiness that the world has to offer, along with a little joy. And uh, everybody in chat, because I can never see chat. I hope everybody is doing well. And uh, always, I'm honored to be on with you. And thanks for having me. Man. Go, to, man. go to Fume. Go to Check out, check out the gear. Can't wait to see what you have coming up, too. Thank you, buddy. Yeah, yeah bro. All right. I think See you on the next one, hopefully. Thank you, man. Cheers. Peace. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, that leaves me <coughs> to immediately start, start coughing. My apologies. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, take a look at uh, Fumadoro.com. That'd be great. Let's just do a, a short little infomercial here if we can, because it's a little bit late in the evening. And also, my website is potentially laggy. All right, let's do it here. I think it's working. Folks, uh, don't forget to subscribe to Chronic Table uh, at your favorite podcasting platform. iTunes, Spotify, uh, uh, Apple Podcasts, you name it. We're pretty much on all of them. Uh, Take a look, my friends, and uh, I think you'll enjoy it. If you guys uh, uh, do something uh, time-consuming, perhaps uh, you're in the garden, or I don't know, maybe you do some woodworking. I don't know, you uh, do some hobbies with your hands. Turn on a nice podcast. Uh, I happen to know a nice podcast where we talk for hours at a time and we do not allow bullshit. So, ladies and gentlemen, if you are into a podcast where uh, folks basically talk for hours and don't allow bullshit, take a look at chronictable.com. That's the weirdest advertisement probably anyone ever had for a podcast. But anyway, uh, ladies and gentlemen, take a look at also my website, fumadoro.com. I put this website together with uh, basically my own two hands. If you like uh, artisanal products, uh, uh, you can't get much more artisanal than Fumadoro Seed Co. Uh, because basically you're looking at the entire production team. You're looking at the main photographer. You're looking at the breeder. You're looking at the website developer. You're looking at the uh, freaking sound mixer. You name it, folks. Uh, I pretty much do it on uh, fumidoro.com. I should honestly probably try to hire a couple of folks to do some graphics for me and stuff like that. But uh, in the meantime, I have uh, pretty much done everything else up until now. Uh, so if you guys enjoy basically kind of handmade stuff, uh, I don't know what, I don't know why I keep saying hand, uh, kind of, but if you enjoy handmade stuff, if you enjoy stuff that uh, didn't touch a billion different hands to get made, uh, take a look at fumidoro.com, ladies and gentlemen, because you'll find exactly that. Take a look, my friends, at the smash and grab to save a little bit of cash on a nice uh, foray into the Fumidoro world. Perhaps you're new to, to Fumidoro Seedcomb, or maybe you just tuned into the channel. Uh, perhaps you're just uh, tuning in today. Welcome. I uh, hope you guys enjoyed the show. Take a look at the smash and grab, my friends. You get three five packs for special price. Basically, can't beat that. Uh, you actually get four or five packs because I actually send you a, uh, uh, well, with every order, I send you a freebie of Silago the Bat. Pretty soon here, I'm going to be flipping uh, freebies, but for the moment, still, we're doing Silago uh, until I uh, announce the, the other one. But in the meantime, Got a little bit of time left on Sea Log of the Beats. Uh, Bat, speaking of the Bedrock Boogie, actually, we were just talking about that a second ago, and he was like, oh, what's the Bedrock Boogie? Uh, I didn't actually plan that, but uh, I'm smoking. And hopefully the joint didn't go out. Okay, it didn't go out. Smoking and joint of Bedrock Boogie. This is the sister, actually, to the real mom. Uh, Bedrock Boogie number one is the mom to Sea uh, Log of the Bat that you get as a freebie with every order. Uh, there's only one way to get Sea Log of the Bat at the moment, and it's as a freebie. 
as part of the order. Uh, so like I was saying earlier, I might actually switch this a little bit in the near future here because I have another actually really great freebie that I probably am not going to sell for just personal reasons, uh, but I have more than enough seeds of it, and I would be absolutely happy to, to give that one out. I might actually uh, put Seelog in the Bat on the uh, website because I have not a ton of seeds left, but maybe enough that I could put a few packs on. We'll see here. We'll see. I haven't decided yet. Pardon me for constantly hiccuping. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, take a look, uh, like I said, at the Smash and Grab. If you would, on the other hand, like the Baller Pack, because you are a uh, card-carrying baller, ladies and gentlemen, take a look at the Baller Pack. You can pick yourself up three 10-packs uh, for a special price of anything you'd like. Could be uh, Morgana, could be Black Prince Ruby, could be Lime River Rose, could be any combination of the above. Uh, could be uh, two packs of one, one pack of another. Ladies and gentlemen, you name it. Let me know. I'd be happy to help. Uh, you pick up three packs of Morgana for, for all I care. I'd be actually happy to send you that because I think that'd be a great purchase. Uh, just somebody the other day got three packs of Morgana because he said he wants to do a uh, Vino hunt. So I'm looking forward to uh, uh, seeing the results. I think it's going to be stunning. Especially, I think my friend's going to be growing outdoors. So we'll see about that. And uh, that will be very pleasant, my friends. Take a look at individual packs. Take a look at uh, Thousand One Nights, for example. I haven't talked about this in a little bit. Uh, Thousand One Nights is uh, kind of a tight in-cross, basically, of uh, my friend uh, MZ Stevia's Ruby Jack that I've been growing for a number of years now. Uh, that was the Ruby Slipper by Son of Jack. I was talking about that earlier in the show. And really unusual cross that has caught basically everyone that I've uh, uh, given some to. Uh, you know, we, we smoked a lot uh, at the old uh, Northwest Cannabis Club. Uh, I had my own uh, Portland Cannabis Tasting Society. I haven't talked about that in ages because of the freaking virus and everything else. But, you know, back before the freaking pandemic, uh, we used to meet and man, I, I literally never ran into anyone that didn't absolutely love the Ruby Jack. It was really stunning. Not only did I love it, but it wasn't like one of those things. Sometimes you latch onto something, you know, like everybody has a song that they like that nobody else likes. Right. Uh, uh, for example, lately I've been listening to this Kishibashi song uh, that I heard on uh, Rick and Morty and I just been listening on a fucking repeat, repeat, repeat. A lot of other folks probably wouldn't really like that song, but I've been fucking digging it. It's the, uh, you are the antichrist to me. I fucking love that song. Anyway, uh, uh, how do I say it? This was not that. This was not one of those weird songs that you're the only person that likes. By the way, I think it's a great song, but you know, I hope you guys will listen to it. But in the meantime, uh, how do I say, uh, uh, the Ruby Jack, it surprised me because basically everybody, 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 everybody loved it, including people who did not like Jack Herrer. Again, I'm trying to say that correctly these days. Uh, lots of folks didn't like Jack Herrer because it made them paranoid or they didn't like the lemon flavors or just the, any, pick, pick something on the list, basically. They said they didn't like it. I basically like Jack Herrer uh, for those reasons. I love it. The lemony stuff. I love the, not the paranoia necessarily, but I, I don't get paranoid from it, but the the uplift, the happiness, the goofiness, whatever. And uh, I, I don't know. I like the flavor too, a little bit of pepperiness and stuff. Uh, but guess what? Not everybody likes that kind of stuff. The Ruby Jack was something that everyone, they were like, wait, is this, is this related to Jack? They would tell me. And I was like, oh, it is distantly related to Jack. That's one of the grandparents. No, actually one of the parents in that case. Uh, and we'd laugh because they'd be like, I fucking hate Jack. And we'd laugh too, because I actually did not hate Jack, but whatever, you know, there's no accounting for taste. Ladies and gentlemen, this is one of the original Ruby Jacks. This is Ruby Jack number eight. Uh, this is not, no, this is the mom. Sorry. I was just about to freaking say something stupid. This is the mom to, uh, uh, on a thousand one nights, both on the father's side and on the mother's side. So that's why this basically can qualify as a BX. In fact, on the father's side, it's basically been crossed back to her twice. Anyway, um, 
Ruby Jack number eight is, uh, I call her the Pink Panther, just uh, for giggles. Uh, this basically tastes like a pink lemonade. If you've ever been to In-N-Out Burger, you probably understand what pink lemonade tastes like. It probably tastes pretty much the same everywhere. But if you have not tasted pink lemonade from other places, or you're curious which pink lemonade I'm interested in, In-N-Out Burger, pink lemonade, that's what Ruby Jack tastes like. Uh, and has a great uplifting high with this, this cold shower down the back. Love it, love it, love it, love it. Uh, you're looking at a flower that was ripened basically until the stroke of week 12. I was letting something else ripen basically right next to her. And I was like, oh, I'm curious how long this plant will go without, you know, going crappy or I don't know, just falling apart or throwing thousands of nanners or whatever else. Wouldn't you know it? She went 12 weeks. And I think I counted two nanners that popped up basically the day before I cut her down. Like that, wait, no. Yeah, that might be one right there. And I think the other photo that I just showed you, there was another one right there. Although arguably that one might be one right there that's just popping out. So there's basically three nanners. And I think these are different nugs. I'm pretty sure these are different colas. Yeah, I'm pretty sure these are different colas. So how do I say this? Three, four, let's even say that I missed a couple of freaking nanners. Week 12 and you get like three nanners, fuck right off. That's stable. Anyway, I'll put that right up against the no, a number of different breeders, by the way. Somebody was talking shit in the chat the other day. Come and bring your fucking gods. Uh, 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 I'm not, I shouldn't talk shit. I shouldn't talk shit. But that person is a big fan of some, come bring that guy's fucking weed forth. I, I will show you a multitude of nanners. Anyway, that's the extent of my shit talking. Ladies and gentlemen, take a look at Thousand One Nights. When I start shit talking, I should probably end the show because honestly, that's just not that's not the that's not this show. I'll end it just by looking at a picture of Lime River Rose and uh, regretting that I even uh, uh, entered the fray of shit talking. See, it's just it's not something you should do. Honestly, I think about this sometimes. Like I'd like to fist fight a little bit, like anybody, but it's just man, it just it just cheapens you. It's just fucking. Now I feel like I just said something stupid. It just cheapens you. Don't shit talk, ladies and gentlemen. Be better. It's easier to build. It's easier to destroy than it is to build. Spend time building. Yeah, I shouldn't. I shouldn't talk about shit. It does annoy me though. It does annoy me the the the, the constant fucking sniping. It does annoy me. It, and after a while, every once in a while, you just like shut the fuck up. Ah, but you know what? In those moments, that is precisely the moment that you need to rise above it and not be an asshole. And even though you may wish that person to shut the fuck up. You should be better. Or as Melania Trump said, be best. Be best, friends. Be best. Ladies and gentlemen, I think I did just let my joint fall. God damn it. I hate when I let my joint go out. All right. Christoph, abinto, mon ami. Uh, I'm starting to sound like Quebecois. Abinto, mon ami. Je suis Québécois. <laughs> uh, yes. Cheers, Chris Ungrow. Nice to meet you, buddy. Or nice to see you, uh, my friend. Uh, Pip Jam MBF. Good morning, my friend. Uh, sorry, I'm sorry I didn't see you earlier. <clears throat> Magma Seeds, always a pleasure. Jones, who else in here? Low cut. Cheers, buddy. Had a long time to see him. Haven't seen you in a bit. Uh, John Anon, nice to see you, my friend. Hola, bendejo. Sativa Smurf, long time to see you, my friend. Sorry I didn't see your comments earlier. Uh, who else in here? Skunks. Cheers, buddy. Uh, Gorski. Zorro. Nice to see you, Zorro. Long time no see, my friend. Uh, it hasn't been that long, but uh, I always appreciate seeing you, my friend. Uh, always nice to, to have you pop in. Uh, Noob Grows in the chat. Cheers, buddy. Michigan. Dankabus. Uh, cheers, everybody. Uh, nice to see everyone. If I have not shouted out your name, hopefully I'll shout you guys out next time. And uh, as always, uh, thanks for participating in the chat. It's always a pleasure. Thanks for being cool in the chat, by the way. We re really rarely ever get any trolling. Like when, when it happens, 
It annoys me, but honestly, I should be frank with myself and realize that honestly, there is very little trolling because uh, honestly, we have a good crew. So I regret what I said earlier. Shouldn't talk shit. Shouldn't freaking, uh, uh, whatever. You know what I mean? People should have more control over their their emotions. We should uh, not let ourselves be annoyed as much as we are sometimes. And I say, uh, by we, I mean I. Cheers, my friends. Nice to see you. Thanks for hanging. Uh, be kind, be decent, be gentle. Apparently that means me too. Uh, don't be a fucking prick. Apparently that means me too. Uh, don't be a dick, don't be a prick. Adios, my friends. See you guys on Tuesday. Uh, I have a guest. I've been like a little bit of a role for a few guests. Actually, this one kind of this last week didn't work out. But uh, I'm going to try harder. I'm going to try to get some guests. Yes. Adios, my friends. You're always on my mind